Recorded live. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 48, with your host Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? Today we're talking about episode 411, Cabin Fever. Hey, Justin, guess what? What? I got a fever. And the oh, only really? cure is more cabin. Oh. That's my Christopher Walken. Okay. No, not really. It's much better than that, but I won't display it here. Um, yeah, today's episode we're talking about is Cabin Fever. You gotta um, play that cowbell. You better can't play, yeah. You gotta play that. Yeah, I can't do it. I no, can't do it either. It's very <laughs> subtle and intricate. Um, much like this episode. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> he brings it back with a brilliant segue. You know, folks, I am a professional here. Um, before we get into, uh dissecting this episode, uh, we want to take a moment out to uh, sort of welcome our new listeners. Um, we welcome. have seen a, um, a, a sizable increase in our, um, our listener pool, and um, because of that, we, we're kind of interested to see where the new listeners came from and how people listen to us and how they heard about us and, you know, things like that. So we're going to put up a a very quick and easy um, poll on the site, uh, which you can get to various ways, thelostlowdown.com or lostlowdown.blogspot.com. And if you guys would be so kind, uh, and of course this applies to any listener, of course our old listeners and new listeners, um, and uh, just answer some questions so we kind of know what's going on and can uh, act accordingly. When, Justin, when, when did we get the new sort of big jump? It looks like within within the last month. I'm not really sure exactly when it happened, but I think, you know, sometime after the middle of April, I think is is when there was some. There apparently was some kind of influx. Okay. Uh, so I. So after the break, when the break was over. Yeah. Well, break. you sort of during the break. Oh, during the break. I mean, it, actually, it might have been after the break. Thing is, I don't actually know when it happened. I know it happened sometime within the last month, okay. but I can't quite pin it down. I don't have the uh, the the data to pin it down to a, to a day. But <laughs> if you just started downloading the podcast within the last month, then you're probably one of these people. Mhm. One of these chosen few. Who must help move the island? I mean, uh, no, just fill out the poll, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> a much, a much I mean, easier task, sure. A much easier task, you know, uh, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, a cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, all right, that's all we need to say about that, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, well, let's move on to the episode, Cabin okay. Fever. Um. Weird title, I think. What do you think? Uh, eh, it's it's one of their it's one of their punny titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say weird. I think it's just, I think it's a little too obvious. I would say weird only because it's not, you know, it's not a line from the show. Oh. At least I didn't hear anyone say that. Yeah, I don't think anyone said that. It's not a line from the show, and it's, yeah, it is punny, and it's not like, it's not like the other things that are sort of, like, meet Kevin Johnson, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, which I think he actually said. That was a line, yeah. 
But, you know, those are kind of, you know, obvious, you know, the other woman, you know, kind of, like, spot mm-hmm. on. But, like, Cabin Fever, really? Like, you know, one subplot was about the cabin. Everything else was, like, not about the cabin. Yeah. But, um, so anyway. I, um, I'd say, I'd say the, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the cabin part was significant, and especially since the flashback was about Locke. Uh, you know, that gave a good amount of time to, to that that side of things, I guess. I'd rather call it lock fever. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, because the biggest thing we learned was that Locke is sort of this chosen thing guy, and he's got yeah. these people who are showing up throughout his life, and, you know... It's more about the lock than about the cabin, but but lock isn't a lock fever isn't a phrase. You can't so you know lock fever is a phrase in Australia. Is okay. Yeah, you ever heard of lock fever on the Barbie? No, I don't. Yeah, it's when you um. Yeah, I've got nothing. Okay, good because <laughs> lock fever on the Barbie, like it's just wow. Yeah, I mean cabin fever is supposed to be, I guess, when you're when you're in an isolated uh, location and, and it causes you to go crazy. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, something like something like that was said in reference to the freighter, I think. I well, think. the captain brought up to Kimi that there was this, quote, sickness. Um, yeah, but I think in a previous episode, they might have actually said cabin fever. Yeah, they said it was, uh, I think he, I think it was the, was it the captain or was it Ray? Some, yeah, someone mentioned yeah. that the symptoms seemed to be like a heightened form of cabin fever. Yeah. I feel like it was the captain. Um, but, uh. See, if, the, if this episode is yeah, not with that. Exactly. If this, if that title was for that episode, I, yeah, I would be like, okay. That even, makes, you know. like, if they could have had that be a plot, be the plot for the freighter and the cabin search being mm-hmm. the plot for Locke, then it would have been neater, I think. Yeah, it would have been, yeah, a more obvious Lost title. But. Yeah. Um, but I think in the long run, the um, the cabin, Jacob, uh, this this plot is, is, is bigger for the show. So, you know, I think even if uh, the part it plays in this episode is, is not that big, you know, I think... I, I think it's appropriate to, to, to name it after that plot. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what did you think of the episode? Well, uh, it was a bit of a shocker. I mean, there's a lot of things in here that, you know, I never would have seen coming. Um, some things that, as we get into it, you know, I, I, I have a hard time believing but uh you know it's clearly to me a significant episode in in the in the overall plot development um you know found out a lot of stuff uh and i thought you know i thought some of the scenes were really good mm-hmm. um overall you know uh it was a pretty packed episode and uh and i i liked it a lot i i want it i want to like it more than i do as usual whenever they Whenever they go for for a certain uh, kind of mood, uh, uh, I I feel like they they can't quite carry it out the way I want them to, and 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 so that holds me back uh, from from liking it as much as I feel like I should. But mm-hmm. uh, but nonetheless, uh, uh, even for this season, it was it, you know there's a lot of stuff here, and and so I I'd say it was a good one for me. It's probably 
um, you know, a good eight out of ten. And uh, and I I have to say, uh, you know, looking at my list here, I would probably put this. Um, I would probably put this just for me in terms of plot. It's it's higher, but for me, I would put this after The Economist and before The Other Woman. So that's uh, okay. Yeah, if you go on the form and look at my list, you can see that's basically number four uh, in the season so far. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my opinion. What say you? Back to you, Claude. Um, I think um, – I, I agree. I think um, – I, I, I felt like I wanted to like this more also. I, I think it was a really good episode. Um, I don't have any real complaints about it, you know, no sort of – obvious plot holes or things that I thought they really could have done better. It's just, I think for me at this point, I'm, I guess I, I feel like I'm just more in the passenger seat and along for the ride. I think we, they've, they've sort of blown my mind several times this season and I, you know, my mind can't be blown anymore. I mean, I think it'll be blown in the season finale. I'm hoping it will be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but these revelations, as interesting and as shocking as they were, I was just like, okay, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I was like, okay, cool. He's, you know, there's Alfred, you know, and uh, oh, okay, cool. There's Avedon, and and I w- couldn't have guessed that. But at the same time, it wasn't it, it wasn't very shocking. So I think. Um, um, that to me makes it not, you know, this episode, you know, if it would have been earlier in the season, maybe I would have really been blown away by it. Um, yeah. But, but we, they've been, you know, like I said, they've shocked us so many times this season. Yeah. That it's like, I'm, I'm expecting, you know, craziness mm-hmm. now. So. And over the show in general, I mean, I, I, I'm starting to feel like shock storytelling has a limited uh, shelf life. Mm-hmm. So you can't just keep shocking people over and over again, year after year, and expect it to have the same impact. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I think that just might be you know in the way in the way they do the show, uh, it just kind of seems to depend on shocking people constantly. Yeah. And uh, and I mean I think that's true in general. Like you you shock someone enough, and they just kind of lay there and don't even react after a while. Yeah, I I would probably rate this. You know, I don't have a. You know, my whole thing about this season in terms of rating episodes and creating a list is I, I want to go back and watch them all again, so I don't really have a list like you do. But, yeah, um, my list I, is, is <laughs> maybe amended. Yeah, I I, I liked it. I, I would probably also give it an 8, you know, out of 10, maybe 7.5 or 8, but um, but I liked it. And I, I just want to take a moment to say um, <laughs> that, you know, because – we've been accused of this before and I think I read something recently about this that, you know, just because we uh you know, have negative comments about the show obviously doesn't mean we don't like the show. Uh, I feel the need to say that. Well speak for yourself. <laughs> Whenever I say something uh, negative that means I don't like the show. Okay, now you're lying. Uh no, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so no. obviously you know, we wouldn't spend at the very least we wouldn't spend hours and hours and hours talking about a show we didn't like. Um, I and hope even not. if an, even if an episode totally sucks, you know, lost his, you know, this we we've been invested in this long enough to to keep watching and to keep loving the show, barring any crappy episodes. So, yeah. um, you know, and it's that kind of thing where you know when you really care about something, that's when you really want it to be good, you know. Mm-hmm. And if we didn't like the show or didn't care about it, you know, we wouldn't care if it was good. We wouldn't or not. be disappointed <laughs> if it was bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
So I just felt the need to say that. Yeah, but, I agree. Um, I think this season, this season, the criticisms I don't think have been as harsh as they were last season, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I can remember several episodes where we had uh, very little positive things to say about uh, certain episodes. Uh, uh, further instructions comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even even when I watched it again, it's still I still struggle to find anything I really like about that episode. Uh, yeah. I think this season, even Eggtown, I think is much better than Further Instructions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, and I think that that's been the worst this season. So, um, so the, I, the show in general has been better. So we haven't had to be as negative about it. But but anyway, your point uh, still stands and uh, is is worth making. All righty. Well, I think we can uh, jump into it. All right. You're starting us off, right? I'm going first. All right. You want to switch real quick? No, please. (laughs) (laughs) That bad? That's probably bad. Surely. All right. Well, I've got the first half here, guys. Um, So here we go. All right. Uh, the first scene, we start uh, interior girl's bedroom. Um, it's, it's what, the 50s or something? Yeah. Something like that. Um, and uh, we hear um, a Buddy Holly song playing uh, that song every day, which I like, um, oh, which yeah. I think was, on, was in the movie Stand By Me, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Um, I'll buy that. But anyway. Uh, Certainly be appropriate that. if it wasn't. Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, she's just listening to the song preparing for a date, and uh, her mother comes in, who we find out is Mrs. Locke. Um, she comes in and questions where young Emily is going, and she doesn't. Her mother doesn't want to go out uh, with with this guy who is apparently, you know, twice her age. Um, Emily, Emily leaves in anyway, um, runs out, and it's kind of raining and dark because it's night. Everyone's familiar with that. And um, she runs out and gets hit by a car. Uh, the next scene, she is uh, rushed to the hospital where she tells the nurse that she's six months pregnant. The baby is delivered with uh, no real complications. It's a boy. Uh, he's basically three months uh, premature. And um, they take him away for care right after he's born. And uh, Emily tells them to name him John. So that is the first scene. Yay. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, this scene, I don't know. I, I start off and I'm, and I'm, you know, wondering what the relevance is going to be. I'm no, I'm, I'm quite aware at this point in the show that, that they're, you know, something's going to come of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not just going to give us, uh, but this this yelling out like call him John like I uh, I don't know that plays weird to me I I, well, I mean I, perhaps that you know happens and people are just desperate to have their baby have a certain name but I don't know it, that I've seen that a lot they did that with Ben too and uh, I don't know. Uh, it just it just seemed it seemed contrived to me so they could tell us who the baby was. Mhm. Yeah, I mean, I think it definitely comes off like that, you know, we you know, the end of the scene obviously is going to be where the real punch is and the end of the scene is us realizing it's 
that's John. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, though, um, I read somewhere, and now I can't find it, um, that um, – ah, here it is. Apparently, this is a, a, this is a direct quote from the Bible, Luke 163, when Zechariah and Elizabeth give birth to John the Baptist that uh, the, the his name is John is, is a quote from that. Uh, who knows if it's on purpose or not. But uh, anyway, I thought that was interesting. Little trivia. Um, oh, okay. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just, it's just a writing thing. It's just a storytelling thing to the sort of, you know, the drama of the situation and the baby's being taken off kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that really happens. I think, I feel like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. What's yeah, <laughs> just like, you know, you just had the kid. You haven't thought about their name at all, and you just suddenly know what their well, name I, needs to be. I think, no, I don't think that's that's not what I got from it. I think, you know, she's a, she's a young mother, you know, obviously, and a sort of, you know, not, um, oh, what's the word? not the best situation for the time, you know what I mean? Uh, being a young pregnant girl unmarried for the time I think isn't great. And I think I would imagine she's thought about it and she already knew what his name was going to be. That's what I would imagine mm-hmm. that she had thought about it before, you know? Yeah. I hope not so. that she just like blurted it out and she just, that, cause that's John's just not a very, off. huh? That's just how it came off to me. I it would make more sense if she had thought about it. Yeah, I think she. I think she would definitely. I mean, she's been pregnant for six months. You know, I think she. She definitely would have. Would have thought about it. But like for example, um, and when Ben's born, uh, and and his mom tells uh, uh, tells Ben's dad uh, to to call him Benjamin. Like, I can't imagine they've never discussed it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, like, they probably did. Yeah, and so it just seems, I don't know, it, it seems like she's making a snap judgment about what his name ought to be, you know. I well, I think she's, she's the, yeah, I think she's deciding in that moment. I don't think it's a snap judgment, but I think she's, yeah, she's picking that moment to decide, okay, let's call him Benjamin or, yeah. you know, of the names that they have thought about now that she's looking at him, you know. I think that's kind of what it is, is at least that's the sense I get from, you know, seeing pregnancies and stuff is that, you know, when you kind of see the baby, you can kind of tell what name fits. And, mm-hmm. and people who are um, unsure of names, I think, that's often when they will decide. Okay. But I think it's really just comes down to a storytelling thing. Yeah, I guess I, I personally, I would prefer um, in both cases uh, not not having that line and just cut to the person and let that communicate who it is. Yeah, but you gotta, you know, you gotta keep the average, the average watcher, you know, up to speed. Yeah, but the rest of the episode will make it clear. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually it's clearly him. Yeah, but at the same, see, that's the whole problem is, you know, it's the constant juggle between what you want to do, I think, and and what you know you need to do for your audience. And I and I think if you know, with Carlton and Damon being especially verbose. To keep people, you know, um, on track, I think they don't want anyone to watch the episode and go, well, who was that baby in the beginning? Mm, yeah. You know, uh, even if 95% of the people wouldn't say that, I think they would still say, well, let's just do it that way. Yeah. You know, to to make sure everyone's, you know, not confused. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because if they, if they didn't, like if they, I mean, obviously at a certain point you would realize that was probably John, but if they cut from, you know, John being born to the next, you know, the next cut is him waking up, somebody might be like, oh, he had a dream of this baby being born or mm. something, you know, like, you know, some crazy thing would come out, you know, so. Yeah. I, I don't mind them saying it. It's not the best convention, but it is a convention. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, yeah. <sighs> what can you do? It's there. Go to the next scene, I think. Well, uh, there's something else. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, uh, because this flashback shows, you know, she says she's like, what, six months pregnant, I think, mm-hmm. uh, approximately. Uh, you know, what that tells me at least is that they don't have a um, – you know, an objection to having a flashback. Uh, you know, I doubt he remembers that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, even if he did, he couldn't possibly have known what it, you know, what it looked like outside of where he was sitting. I mean, his memory should have just been, you know, sitting inside the uterus, like hanging mm-hmm. out. Like he shouldn't have known, you know, what the house looked like, what the, you know, all that other stuff. You know mm-hmm. that was going on. So um, I just wanted to bring that up. Uh, uh, oh, oh, my point, my point just died. I, I, I was thinking about about Rousseau and how they would, uh, uh, you know, tell her story. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and at one point I brought up, you know, using Alex. Now that she's dead, that, that's. That seems less likely, but um, but they could have, if she were still alive, done a flashback of this type with her, uh, you know, and and still, uh, you know, got the got got Rousseau's uh, uh, story going, mm-hmm. you know, in a flashback. Yeah, they probably could have done that. I, I think I would have, you know, I would have. You, you mean using Alex's birth as a way to talk about Rousseau? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would, I could buy that. I wouldn't believe. I mean, I would draw the line at you know seeing Al, um, seeing Rousseau, you know, before, you know, like a like a real, basically like a real flashback episode about Rousseau and and everything she went through. Unless unless her story is really just about the you know, but you know, the time that she was pregnant or something and coming to the island. I mean, but, she know, was pregnant when to, they arrived at the island and was at least that many months pregnant. Yeah, what I'm saying is I wouldn't expect, say, for instance, Rousseau's story in terms of loss, you know, really starts 10 years before Alex is born. You know what I mean? Like, whatever she gets into or whatever she does, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't expect them to do that um, if that's where her story starts. Now, if her story starts when she's pregnant and comes to the island, then I would say, yeah, they could probably do that. Yeah. But it just depends. And that's the other thing, too. This story isn't about... This isn't about Locke's mother, you know, this is about Locke, too, so, you know, it would be weird to have an episode about Rousseau starting with the birth of Alex, and it not focus on Alex, it focuses on Rousseau. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of a different thing, too, but... Yeah. But yeah, they can do whatever they want. I don't think there's a lot of rules, actually, anymore. I, no. I really just meant to indicate that they're over the hump of, like, the per- you know, believing that the person's really remembering this. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, because I just, I don't believe he remembered any of those events from when he was a baby. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he remembers them at all, because I feel like if he, 
you know, some of that stuff that happened in this episode. Yeah, I, I mean, I think if he even remembered that, you know, when he was old enough to remember, I think that would have changed things. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, it doesn't seem like, you know, when he met Alper and things like that mm-hmm. and, you know, Abdon, like he didn't, he doesn't, he's never seemed to have been influenced by those memories. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the, one of the things that, that, you know, <sighs> makes it hard for me to believe. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, there's, there's been no precedent on the show that would lead you to believe such things had occurred. Yeah. And uh, and it just feels like they're just, uh, you know, roughly inserting them. Mm-hmm. You know, like if we, uh, like the idea that his past had these events in it is just weird to me. I mean, I, you know. Well, okay, there are people who will claim that, uh, you know, his past didn't originally have these events and, Oh, you know, certain events, and, and now there's a you know time travel is involved. Time traveling. Yeah. I just want to state for the record. I mean, I know Carlton and Damon have said time traveling is is going on, but until further notice, I I'm leaving time traveling up to Desmond. You know, Me too. And, and having to do with the barrier. Um, I'm not. I'm not lending. I'm not giving anyone else permission to time travel. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um, and Abdon I... and Alfred need to not be time traveling. Exactly, I agree. And I say, if 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 time traveling is occurring, I hold them responsible to tell us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they exactly, have. yeah. And I exactly, I feel like if, if if someone was really time traveling, they wouldn't leave that to be the secret ingredient later. Yeah. You know, oh, it all makes sense if you think about it in terms of time travel. I think when you know when Desmond time traveled, we saw it. You know, yeah. it wasn't something we found out later. Yeah, and if you want to talk about the doctor, too, like, that seems to be some kind of time travel. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were we were given the clues that that happened. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, in this case, like, n- nothing here leads us to believe that, you know, um, I mean, Abaddon is perfectly reasonable. I mean, that was in the recent past, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's it's still weird that he talked to him, but like he, it's not like crazy that he could have. Yeah, you know, it's not. You don't need time travel to. I don't think you need time travel to explain anything in this episode. Yeah, we, we already know that Albert is ageless. Basically. Yeah, see, this this episode. I mean, I was skeptical uh, somewhat about Albert. Um, in in the man behind the curtain when you see him because I thought that you know they had he had longer hair I thought they were trying to sell him as being younger I remember that you didn't yeah <laughs> you I really thought they were <laughs> I did I did and I still kind of feel that way I still feel like they were trying to at least you know leave that door open but but uh, but with this episode they're you know they've got him in the fifties looking exactly like he does in mm-hmm. the 2000s, and I, I can't, you know, that's something I can't just ignore. That's probably why they did that, too, is so people won't be like, oh, they're just making them look young. Yeah. They just made them look exactly the same, so there's no discrepancy. Yeah, yeah, and so now, I mean, the you know, David Carlson said, like, he was supposed to, you know, look like he had an age. Like, they acknowledged that, and so I already kind of believed it, but, yeah, this is like, you know, this this makes it, you know, it's it's either time travel or he doesn't age. Yeah. It really can't be much else. Yeah. So you ready to go to the next scene? Yes. <laughs> All right. Scene two. <laughs> um which is what? Okay, so next scene, we're back to the present. Um we've got Locke, Hurley, and Ben. Uh they're on their trek to Jacob's cabin, uh, if we can still call it that. 
Um, Hurley um, is questioning why someone would want to build a cabin in the middle of the jungle and, and, you know, why they're even, you know, going out there. Um, John tells them that there's a man in the cabin that's going to tell them what to do about the people in the freighter. Uh, John then, then turns to Ben and asks him how long until they reach it. Ben says he doesn't know who's been following Hurley, and then they both kind of turn to John to, to see what to do next, and he decides to make camp where they are. And so in a, in a, uh, when they left uh, two episodes ago, uh, you know, it looked like, I mean, he sort of had Ben lead the way, and I was wondering, like, what was going on, because I thought, I thought Hurley was supposed to be leading, and I guess this episode is telling us that they're just, they're doing, like, a Ouija board thing, and, like, none of them thinks they're directing the walk, but they're all walking, mm-hmm. you know, um, which is weird, but, uh, but you know, whatever, I guess that, uh, I guess that explains what's going on. I mean, I would have expected somebody to say earlier than this, you know, where do we go early? But uh, yeah, apparently not. Well, they made it seem like it, it, it seemed like you know the last time we saw these guys that everyone or I got the impression Hurley knew why he was coming, which was because you know Hurley was the last one to see the cabin. Yeah. You know, but but he didn't seem to remember that. Mm-hmm. But that's why he was there. And in fact, I I would venture that he, they don't even need Hurley. <laughs> they don't really find the cabin because of Hurley in this episode, like no. at all. They don't. I don't. I don't know why Hurley is here. Hurley does point it out, but they clearly don't he, need him. Yeah, he points it out, and that's the only thing that he contributes. But I I mean, Locke was sure it was there. I mean, Horace basically told him as much. And uh, and it was there, you know, he had the, you know, so I feel like if Hurley didn't come, you know, I think I would imagine Locke would have still had the dream and then still found the blueprint and still found the location. Yeah. You know, but, I agree. but that makes I, me question why is Hurley even here? Yeah, I don't know why Hurley's there. Um, Hurley. I feel like it's, I feel like it's so that like, well, I feel like later it's going to come into play. You know, whatever they got to do to move this island, I think it's going to come into play. But um, but I think if it was just Locke and Ben, these scenes would play out a little bit differently. Yeah, you know? Hurley's definitely a, a, I don't know, some kind of influence on the mm-hmm. discussion that leads it in, in different directions. And, and he's a little more, you know, I think in line with, you know, someone watching the show and that, you know, these two guys are kind of crazy and uh, he's a little more down to earth about the whole thing. So, mm-hmm. um, so he gets to, well, he would say he's crazy. Yeah. He would say he's crazy, but, uh, but you know, in terms of what's going on, he doesn't yeah. know a lot. And, and that's the other thing too, is, you know, these things would definitely play out different, you know, when he shows the, the, the Dharma, you know, grave site or ditch, um, you know, that wouldn't have played off. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's hey, true. Ben, hey, Ben, guess what you did? You know, like, that <laughs> yeah, Locke work. and Ben wouldn't have much to talk about there because they yeah. both know what they would say about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. He, Yeah, Hurley provides someone for them to say stuff to that they both already know. Yeah, to, like, remind the audience, like, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Ben killed these people. Yeah, yeah. Not that he would say that. Um, no, say, of course someone not. Someone else did it, even though not. he did it. Um, did he do it? <sighs> oh, he did it all right. 
Um, I think, let's see, anything else with this scene? I mean, there's not much here. No, I mean, this is just a little transitional scene. Uh, where did my notes go? Um, oh, okay, so the next scene, I believe, is the little freighter scene, right? I'm, I'm got uh, yeah, so the next scene, we we come to the freighter, and uh, we're we're inside of um, the little, what do they call it? Oh, the, um, uh, I don't know what you call that. What do you call a, sh- a room on a ship? Uh, a... Oh, man. There's the porthole, which is the window. Yeah, good. Good. And then the galley is the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on my on my ship terms. How many uh, parts of a ship can room? you name? I know, right? There's uh, the mast. The mast, good, good. There's the steeple. Oh no, wait, that's a church. Um, oh. No, um, I, I know port we... and starboard. Not that those port, are. Port, things. starboard, dorsal, um, aft, four. Yeah. Um, all those great nautical terms. Yeah. Uh, I forget what you call like a you know when you when you get a room on a ship it's like a it's a, it's a word. Oh, it's that cabin. Is, that, uh, is it? Maybe. Cabin. Anyway, their maybe room. It's cabin. He goes in to wake up Desmond and tells him the helicopter's here. Mm-hmm. Uh, on deck, uh, the top deck, we we see the helicopter has landed and. Uh, Ray, the doctor, is helping Kimi and his team with the injured guy, uh, who I believe is Mayhew. And, uh, you know, the guy really? we saw. Yeah, later they, later they say Mayhew's dead. Oh, you're right. I'm and I believe that's who they're talking about. Yeah. Who yeah. else could it be? Um, I agree. So, you know, <clears throat> Mayhew was the guy who was injured by Smokey. Mm-hmm. Or whatever that was that attacked them. I'm not sure that was Smokey anymore. Oh yeah, the Smoky I know doesn't play games. <laughs> yeah, the Smoky I know. Uh, if he were set upon you, you would not be able to be carried all the way to a freighter before you died. Right? He wouldn't stop attacking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unless he was ordered to. <sighs> yeah. If he could be. Or they have an anti-Smoky weapon. Or they have an anti-smoke. Which is my uh, current theory. It's the best I got. Some Mm -hmm. kind of sonic fence-type blasting weapon thing. Some sort of gun with a sonic ray or something? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what I'm imagining. It sounds a little too silly, but like... It seems like all that would do is just sort of like repel whatever part of Smokey that hit. yeah. So you have to have a big enough blast to like really really all knock of it him back, yeah. Where he couldn't like just go around it or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just got lucky. Maybe. Um. All right. So. Um. Uh, Ray asks, uh, "What happened to Mayhew?" And Kimi says, um, "A black pillar of smoke threw him fifty feet in the air and ripped his guts out." And um. As Kimi talking to Ray, Saeed approaches, and Kimi goes to Saeed and tell, ask, you know, tells him he needs to tell him how many people are on the island and exactly where they are. And um, Saeed, you know, asks him why he would do that. Then Galt, Captain Galt, enters, 
and uh, Kimi walks up to him and puts a gun through his throat and tells him that he gave him up. Galt doesn't know what he's talking about. Kimi tells him that Ben knew who he was, knew everything about him, um, and Galt says, I'm not the one who gave you up, and then Kimi says, who did? Mm. Next scene, we're down below deck. Uh, they storm towards a room where Michael is chained to a pipe. Uh, Kimi, who was really mad and steaming, uh, steamy Kimi, if you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's what he's known as uh, when he uh, when he's the uh, when he's the, uh, the, uh, the the featured pinup in uh, in in Mercenary Monthly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 steamy Kimi. It's uh, <laughs> got his stats, you know. 20-inch biceps, 104, you know, civilian kills, uh, <laughs> proficient with uh, all automatic weapons, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a weird, that's a weird magazine. <laughs> it's like about, it's like the, all these profiles of mercenaries. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's readership is small, but loyal. <laughs> small, loyal, and all members of the NRA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, all right. So Kimi asks Michael if he knows who he is. He says, Yeah, you know, you're Martin Kimi. Uh he asks if, if he gave him if Michael's the one who gave him up to Ben. Michael says yes. Uh then Kimi takes out his gun and tries to fire at my uh tries to shoot Michael in the head, but the gun doesn't go off. Captain Galt tells Kimi that they need Michael, uh, because he's the only one who can fix the engines because he's the one who broke them. And then Kimi looks at Michael angrily and then knocks him out with his gun. So, All right. so for a quick note, uh that earlier when, when Kimi says ripped his guts out, the the actor who plays Kimi's from Canada and you can hear it when he says out. Mm-hmm. He says it strangely. He says it in that yeah, Canadian. distinctive Canadian way. Yeah. That uh that uh I don't know. Yeah, he, Kimi. Yeah, Kimi claims he's from Las Vegas, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's originally from Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, no. You don't talk like that if you're in Las Vegas. No. So uh, yeah, that's it. Just stuck out to me. I, I like how he speaks. It's good for the character, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, the, the Canadian accent shows itself in in certain ways and. That's, that's one of them, but uh, yeah, okay. The second thing uh, I have to bring up is this gun thing, um, the gun not going off. Mm-hmm. This is uh, picking up a thread of me, Kevin Johnson, I think, uh, that we discussed at length. Um, so, what say you about this? Um, I say I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're they're painting this portrait uh, of uh, you know Michael not being able to die and. And, um, you know, the gun didn't go off. This is the second gun we've seen not go off. Um, you know, and it's, you know, this time it's chalked up to it just, something's wrong with it, you know, some sort of mechanical default, defect, I should say. Um, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm just going to add this, you know, into my, my pile of evidence. And then, uh, you know, once I get enough evidence, then I'll, you know, see what... Uh, See where it, where it leads, but uh, so I don't know. I, I I'm not convinced that he is unable to die. I think if 
is Kimi stabbed him in the throat, Michael will be dead. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see how the island and or Jacob could uh, stop that. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the knife going to do, bounce off his throat? I just don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I, I you know, I don't know. I, I think I think what they're trying to tell us is he can't die. I don't necessarily believe that's going to be the final word, but I think that's what they're trying to say. Okay, yeah then that's yeah i agree with that and and in this case you know i don't i don't think the gun was like tampered with you mm-hmm. know um i think kimi would would definitely want his gun to work uh, mm-hmm. and uh and you know i think he's had control of it so you know it's the same scenario except in this case you know there doesn't seem to be uh you know that kind of thing going on so yeah. um yeah so i think that's a problem with saying like that you know he can't die he's he's invincible i mean well clearly he's not invincible. you can you can hurt him you know setting out the rules for that i think you know they don't want to do um it'd be weird so they have him you know they have him they have people tr- the 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 ways in which he he is almost killed are ways that you know don't don't require insane things to happen for them to be stopped Mm-hmm. So you know, just having the gun not fire is is way easier than, like you said, him getting stabbed in the throat and somehow that not working. Yeah, because uh, that would that would sort of you know how would that play? It would be absurd. It wouldn't. It it would it would look weird. Uh, this this way they get to play it fairly natural. I mean, sometimes it happens that guns don't work, and so you know uh, you get that. But yeah, I, I what I don't understand is why you know. I, I, I mean, what else is Michael supposed to do? Like, I thought, I thought he did his job. Well, he was supposed to, you know, stop them from getting there, and he really has failed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, 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 you know, got the engines to, you know, not work. But, you know, if he had done this, you know, 200 miles from the island, I think they'd be in better shape. Uh, because I don't think the helicopter could just fly that far all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how much I don't know how much fuel they have. You know, it's obviously fuel dependent. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else he's supposed to do. But the island's not done with him yet, apparently. Uh, I mean, I think he's supposed to fix the engines, obviously, because you know, how else are they going to get off of the island if they yeah. don't fix? So yeah. I think he needs to be around to do that. Now, I don't necessarily think. See, here's the, here's what's strange. I don't. I don't want to believe that the island wants people to leave. You know, it could be that there's certain people who it wants to leave and certain people who the island wants to stay. Um, but if the island wants everyone to stay, then it shouldn't want Michael to get the engines fixed because getting the engines fixed is the way for them to get. It's going to lead island. people to leave. Yeah. Yeah. So if his job is done, he should really be able to die now. You know, and it calls into question: Does the island know that? You know. Is the island, like, aware of things in real time, you know? Um, you know, when, at the end, when Christian says, you know, the, the people are on their way back, uh, you know, the, the, the people in the helicopter are on their way back, you know, at that point, um, you know, they had already, I think they had already, you know, they were already on the island. They were, you know, had, were already over the island, I should say. Mm-hmm. So they were basically back already. They just hadn't landed. Yeah. So I don't know. It just makes me, it makes me wonder, is it aware of things in real time or is it more like regular people where they have to sort of find out information and, and find out where, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it knows the current state of situations on the freighter or not.
Oh. You know? So it's just kind of accidentally giving Michael protection when it shouldn't be. Yeah, it might be like, okay, I'm going to grant you protection, and until it finds out something that changes its mind, it might not be able to take that protection away. Okay. You know, and I don't know if it has, you know, this sort of omniscience where it just it just knows what's going on around the world or something. Because mm-hmm. if it did, it, it you know it should be fairly you know invincible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you the know, problem. It has that. to be powerful enough to do interesting things, but not so powerful that nothing can happen to it. Mm-hmm. But it's completely impervious, and there's no point in anybody doing anything. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's always the problem I think with powers of any type uh, mm-hmm. they, 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 if they're too crappy then they're boring and if they're too good then they're also boring yep so yeah okay uh, the island just doesn't I just you know I feel like he he could have done better but you know he sabotaged the thing he collected the information on the people and gave it to Ben I feel like he you know did a decent job of his mission and uh, but oh go ahead and that's, I mean, that's well. Oh. And, and I guess I, you know, I feel like, I feel like he should be allowed to die now. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We learned in this episode that Ben is no longer, you know, the golden boy. And, and we've obviously have, have gotten hints of that for a long time, ever since, you know, he got the tumor. That was a big hint. Yeah. Um, but, but here's the question. You know, Ben is the one who told him to get the names. Ben is the one who sort of arranged for him, mm. for Michael to even be on the ship. And it's like, well, if the island, you know, if the island doesn't want you to die and the island has a, this plan for you, how does that really sync with what Ben is doing if Ben is not really doing, if Ben is not in line with the island anymore? Yeah. You know, and, and ha- it doesn't seem like he's been for a while. So yeah. um, that that's confusing to me. I, I feel like you know it's another situation of them wanting to have their cake and eating it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but and as Ben says, you know the you know fate is a fickle bitch, and I feel like that also means that the island is a fickle bitch. Yeah, because it seems to be. Yeah, yeah, it being sometimes an agent of fate. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, I can buy. I do think the island's a fickle bitch. Uh. So, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to agree with that completely. Yeah, and it's like, why why has Ben doing all this stuff? You know, even when he releases Smokey, you know, you would think, okay, if, if the island is, if the island's mentality, you know, and, and I say island and that could be Jacob too or whatever that is, you know, but if the island's mentality is, okay, Ben is no longer the person to go to for what we need, why is he the one who sort of saves them? You know, why is he the one who has to call Smokey when... You know, if the island, if the island at least knew what was going on, on on its own territory, on the island itself, you would think it was it would tell Smokey itself to go stop Kimi and those guys. Yeah. Why did Why did Ben have to go do that? Unless Unless the island didn't care if Ben and and those guys died. But of course, that's not true because it it apparently wants Locke. Yeah, it shouldn't you know? care if Locke. It sh- it should care if Locke dies. Yeah. And and if it can grant invincibility power, then then I mean maybe that's the answer. That Locke would not have died, and everyone else would have died. Mm. You know, Kimi could have killed Ben and Hurley and, and everyone else who was there. And uh, you know, aside from Claire, who I think the island doesn't want to die either. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing. It's kind of weird, but I guess you know you can maybe just say Locke would not have died, even if you know they tried to shoot at him or something. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, but what, I don't know, what if they hung him or something? I mean, can he, yeah. you know, does he not need oxygen You get anymore? into the same problem. I mean, there's yeah. lots of ways you can kill someone, and would they all fail? And, you know, some of them would have to fail in more spectacular ways than others. Yeah, like if they, they you know, they, they, they put him, you know, they did a, they pulled a Regina and, you know, put him in the bottom of mm-hmm. the, the, the ocean with weights. Yeah. Is he really going to survive that? Yeah. And you how? Know? I mean. And how? You know, how can he breathe? Yeah. If if he survives, is he able to survive without breathing? I mean, it starts just getting too crazy. I think, mm-hmm. you know, so he never really put them in those situations. Yeah, where it's like, come on, this is too weird. Yeah, it's very, it's all very strange. I I don't know what to do with with some of that that, that sort of hierarchy that's going on. But yeah, Ben. Uh, the the thing. Well, oh God, hold on. Let's see here. The thing about Ben is that he he is doing stuff in the future. He isn't mm-hmm. he isn't completely out of commission in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's all over the place. Now the story, you know, so far this season we've noticed several times that Ben just seems to be in the center of everything. Mm-hmm. Um this this episode kind of moves him to a non central position. Uh but uh but he he's not like you know, he doesn't disappear completely, but like what is he doing if he's not working for the island anymore? Is he just like doing what he wants to do? It seems like he might just be like, Well, I don't care, Island. I don't care if you want my help or not, you're gonna get it. You know? <laughs> okay. Because even at the end when Locke was like, We need to move the island, I'm like, We like did did Christian really say that Ben and Hurley need to be involved with this? Yeah. You know, I wonder. Yeah, he might not have. He Log might have added that himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and he might have been just saying we in the sense of uh, the people who are on the island, if they want to live, like, need to move the island. Yeah, although I don't think anyone else is going to be involved. I don't either. I don't either. But, like, it's, like it's in their interest to have the island moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Well, I hope you didn't come here for answers, folks. <laughs> yeah, this is not the Lost Answers podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. <laughs> it would be weird if it was. <clears throat> um. All right, I think we're ready for the next scene. Oh, are we? Anything else? Uh, What scene did we just talk about? Oh, Kimi, the Kimi thing. Yeah, did I forget anything? Uh, yeah, the engines. No, I think that's it for me. Um. All right. Um. You know, that's the other thing about his gun, though. I mean, it. He. It. it he made it seem like there was really something wrong with it. You know, and it seems like if the if there wasn't something wrong with it. You know, like later when the captain, you know, shoots at him or mm-hmm. shoots the gun, he's like fixed it or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, it seems like something was wrong with it. <laughs> that it's not like it just didn't go off, but, but you know, and it could just, you know, still the answer could be the island did it, but it just, it seemed like something was really wrong with the gun. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. Not that it just didn't go off, but that there was some, some sort of mechanical problem. Mm-hmm. 
otherwise, because he looks at the gun in this scene, and he, you know, he changes, the, he checks the clip, and he. You know, I mean, there has to be some kind of problem. I mean, if he's pulling the trigger, somewhere in the mechanism, something's going wrong for it not to mm-hmm. fire. True, but there's a difference between you know it not firing because it didn't fire when you pulled it, and then like some problem that's still existing that you've got to like fix. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because even when. Uh, if I remember the scene correctly, you know, when Michael tried to shoot his gun, uh, you know, it didn't, they didn't, well, we didn't really see it, but I didn't get the sense in that case that it was some mechanical problem that if you looked at the gun, you could tell what was wrong with it, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, and even if that is the case, I think that's interesting because that's not how it came off to me. Yeah. You know, it was, I just imagined the gun just didn't shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like there's just some power that when the hammer hits the bullet or whatever, I don't know how those guns. Yeah, work, whatever the thing that gets triggered that makes it come out of the. Yeah, it just doesn't. You know, that force just doesn't. Yeah. The bullet and yeah. I don't really know how it works, but it could it could be that like the island's way of stopping it is just inducing a mechanical error. Mm-hmm. In the gun. I mean that would yeah. be. Yeah. Which is you know. pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not doing that, it has to be doing something that's effectively like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't allow the gun to work normally if it's not going to fire. Well, here's the thing. He said, he said, uh, Tom said, you know, did the gun, you know, just bounce off your forehead? Mm-hmm. And if that, if, if he's not just, you know, saying that in jest, if that's an actual possibility, then that's, you know, obviously defying physics. Yeah. So that's the sense that I got originally was that whatever was happening with this gun, it was a supernatural thing. It wasn't, that oh it's just a mechanical problem that yeah. that whatever stopped the bullet was supernatural and I I thought this too until they made it seem like in this episode it is a mechan it was a mechanical yeah. problem but it could be that a supernatural force causes a mechanical problem yeah and and so you could have both yeah I guess you could have both. But why not just, you know, I don't know. That's strange. So it can either be supernatural or it can either just be mechanical? Yeah. I guess mechanical is easier. It is, but, you know, the doctor was alive. But what? The doctor was alive. What do you mean? Well, I say that to say that sometimes the easy answer isn't true. Sometimes the easy answer isn't true. Yeah, we t- we talked about uh, we talked about uh, when the doctor washed up. You know, one of the possibilities when they got the message that the doctor was fine is that they were lying, and that the mm-hmm. doctor was actually dead, and they and they knew it, and that was the easier answer. But you know, mm-hmm. that that was all I was saying. Oh, okay. Well, I get you now that you explain what you meant. <laughs> Good. Uh, you ready for the next scene? Uh. Ye- we're still on the same one, right? Yeah, I must be. I was ready before. All right, next scene. Um, we have a close-up, uh, close on Locke's eye as he wakes up to the sounds of an axe chopping wood. Uh, he looks around and sees that Hurley and Ben are still sleeping. Um, he walks towards the sounds and finds a man chopping down trees. Uh, and this guy is wearing a Dharma uniform. The man introduces himself as Horace and tells him tells Locke that he's building a place for him and his wife, that sometimes uh, there's need for a break uh, from the Dharma initiative. 
uh, and he tells Locke that he's been dead for 12 years. Then Horace goes over and uh, pushes down another tree, and uh, everything sort of seems to have reset itself like it's uh, in a loop. And he, you know, says hello again and all that. Um, and let's see. He Then he tells John that he has to find him uh, and that when you do, I'm sorry, <laughs> Horace tells John that he needs to find him and that when he does, he'll find Jacob. And... Um, that he, Jacob's been waiting for him for a long time, and then, you know, he tells him his name, I'm Horace, and then he pushes over another tree and wishes uh, John Godspeed. And I guess I'll finish the next part. Do you, or should we, it's kind of connected. Um, so then Locke wakes up, and we realize it's a dream, and he goes over to Hurley and wakes him up and uh, tells him that, they, that he knows where they need to go now, and uh, you know it's obviously it's obvious that he had a dream, and Ben says tells tells John that he used to have dreams, and that's the scene. All right, so this is uh, another one of those, uh, um, you know, let's move the plot forward by giving someone a dream things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't done that in a while. Um, uh, so about this dream, so Horace. Uh, I'm sure everyone remembers was uh, was fairly prominently featured in the Man Behind the Curtain last season. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he um, you know he was he was he was there when they uh, Ben and his dad uh, arrived, and uh, he uh, uh, he was he was the one who who picked up um, uh, Ben's parents, uh, you know, by the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, when when he was born in like the Portland area, I guess. Um, so uh, so I don't know. It was weird to uh, see that guy again. I guess he and he he died in the purge. We see him, uh, I think, sitting on a bench, sort of slumped over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a nosebleed along the lines of what we see in this scene. Uh, so. Uh, so I have a number of questions about this scene. Um, uh, I don't know where to start. I, I guess I can start with uh, uh, he says he says um, uh, I, sometimes you need a break from the Jarman Initiative, and then he's like, "I'm not making sense, am I?" And Locke says, "No." And I, and I'm just like, "Well, come on, Locke. You know what the Dharma Initiative is, mm-hmm. like." That's not he's not speaking Greek to you. Like this is something you're quite familiar with. Like you you spend a shitload of time in one of their things. You've seen multiple orientation films. You've mm-hmm. messed around with their stuff for the last two seasons. Like this shouldn't be something that you're just like, I I don't know what you're talking about. You're just caught talking crazy. Like I thought I, he meant I thought he meant more of the need to take a break from the Dharma initiative. I mean, yeah, I know what you mean. When I first watched it, I thought he was saying, like, oh, what's the Dharma Initiative? Never heard of that. Yeah. But I think he, he meant more about the need to take a break from it because Locke shouldn't know what it entails to really work for the Dharma Initiative. So he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't know. Like, he's not making sense in that sense. Yeah. I mean, 
you know, if he just mentioned the Dharma Initiative and, and he says, I'm not making sense, am I? That would be weird. But he, I think it's more about, you know, the fact that he's out there building a cabin and all that doesn't really make sense to John. Okay. Well, I'll That's agree with him there. Um, okay, another thing about this scene, like, it's just, to me, it's just not, I just don't, I just don't think it's very good. When when he says um, that's probably because I've been dead for twelve years, and he turns around, and he's got a nosebleed. Like mm-hmm. like I feel like they're going for a kind of creepy vibe here, and it and wasn't it, creepy. It just isn't at all. Like yeah, they're they're not they're not selling it to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, and th- this is one of those scenes that like I feel like should be more effective than it is. I think anyone who doesn't remember who this guy is might be creeped out uh, by his revelation that he's been dead for 12 years. But, and you know, I, you know, obviously I try to give the benefit of the doubt here, but I think I'm even hard-pressed because I feel like most, most people at this point know that, that apparitions are bound to show up. And, uh, and I think, you know, anytime you see someone you don't know doing something weird, you got to ask yourself, is this person even real? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, you know, if you didn't, cause I recognized, I recognized him, you know, and I think astute viewers recognized him. He's, he's recognizable. Yeah, he's recognizable. And, and I, you know, and I think the first clue that this was a dream was the fact that Locke was the only one who woke up. Yeah. I thought like, really, you're the only one who hears this, you know, like I know Hurley's probably on edge and anxious, you know, mm-hmm. there's people coming to kill them, you know, all this stuff. He's sleeping next to Ben mm-hmm. who, you know, has been trying to, ki- you know, you know, so I'm like, really, there's there's axe chopping in the woods and no one else wakes up. I don't believe that. Um, so that was kind of really the first clue that it was a dream anyway. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that, they were kind of going for a creepy thing. And I think it was sort of not really well done. And I don't know if it's just because it, you know, it, it's predicated on, you, people, you know, not really knowing what's going on, you know. Uh, but I, I feel like they should have sort of tried to do it some other way, I, I don't yeah. know, because it's just when he says, "Oh, because I'm dead for 12 years," that was like the, the least, you know, shocking thing ever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I mean, because it's like, of course you're dead. We saw you die. Like, I know you're dead. Tell me something I don't. And then he like, you know, yeah. he turns his head for no apparent reason, and then turns back around, and now he's got a nosebleed. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it just—it's the kind of thing we've all seen before, and it usually works when we don't know that the guy's already dead. Yeah, you know, but we already know he's dead, so this is not a revelation. So it just is weird. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe the fact that I I saw him a lot and and I knew that he was dead already, and yeah, I I can I can see that. But I still feel like even if you didn't know, I feel like their presentation is weak. Yeah, like, that's the thing. I I feel like it should have. Yeah, I don't know. I, I he just you know. A lot of times when they turn around, like, he just got this little nosebleed, which I guess could be creepy, but somehow they're just, I don't know. I don't know if they need better music or just a better setup or something, but, like, it's just it's just not, I don't know. <sighs> the nosebleed itself is pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not very effective. Um, uh, and, yeah, they have done stuff like that before, but... Uh, I don't know. That's I just I want I want a scene like this to to like really get to me and it just it just doesn't and that just frustrates me. Well, you know, this scene I think 
I, I kind of feel like I, I don't really like this little plot line here that 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 Locke has to go and find his dead body just to find the the like blueprint. It's like, why can't the island just tell him where the cabin is? You know, what's with all this? You got to do this in order to get that thing. I, I just don't understand. Like, like what's the point of that? What's the point of putting these people through all of this, these like puzzles and and like these little mysteries when it's like if you can communicate, why not? You know, and why through Horace? Why is Horace even in this? Yeah. You know, why is he... The, I mean, obviously, you know, he's the one who built the cabin, but first of all, why? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be my next question. <laughs> why did he do that? But, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm I, frustrated with, with scenes like this, and, oh, you got to go find this lock, and then that'll lead you to this, and that'll lead you to that. And it's like, if Jacob is the one who you know, wants to meet him, how come Jacob is not the one coming to him and mm-hmm. visiting himself and telling him what to do? And, and he didn't even meet Jacob. No, no, of you course know? not. Why would he? Why would he? Um, yeah, uh, I agree. Um, uh, in general, like, supernatural entities tend to want to, like, speak in riddles and not lead people straight to the thing when it seems like they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times that's more interesting, but, you know, but but it does just seem contrived. Well, at this point, I mean, it's interesting in the beginning when when it seems like, you know, that's the only way it can happen or that there's some reason for it. Um, but when it's just, yeah, but I feel like this is just contrived. Like, oh, go find the guy who built the cabin. And why would his blueprint tell, you know, where it is anyway? It's not like it was a map of a location to the place. It was a blueprint of the place. You know, why would that lead him to where the cabin was, you know, unless the blueprint had a location on it. it I thought it did see. have some kind of map on it. I Oh, I saw, I mean, it was a blueprint, you know. Blueprints don't usually have maps. You but know, that like stuff, that stuff on the right side. To me, that just looked like blue, a blueprint of the cabin, dimensions and stuff. No, I wish I could get a look at it. I think that's the... Of course, it's not here. Why would it be here? Let me see if I can. Because I think that's the first. Oh, you're right. It did. I remember they had a, they had another shot. I think when he looked at it later, where it did have a location. That's right. I remember that now. Oh, okay. It did, it did actually have a map on. Okay. It. Good. Good. Yeah. Right. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it had the map on. That's what they looked at. Okay. Okay. Um. I still find it implausible, um, uh, you know, uh, in, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. The, the idea that Horace built Jacob's cabin is, uh, uh, I mean, that means a lot of things. That, that means that the cabin can't be that old. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it also means that it was, it was just constructed in a normal way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think Horace was a was a regular person. Uh, and well, I think that's what they're going for. I think they're going for this idea that, you know, regular people, because you see people on the island obviously sort of die or something and become apparitions, and the same thing kind of happened with the cabin where it was just a normal cabin, and now for whatever reason it can teleport and stuff. Yeah, and, but it makes me wonder about Jacob. Like, when did he sort of when did that become Jacob's cabin mm-hmm. you know when did 
you know, how how long has Jacob been around? And, how, you know, why did he take Horace's cabin? I mean, there's plenty of places on the island. I mean, I... Maybe, maybe he didn't take it. I mean, maybe Jacob really is somewhere else. I mean, we didn't see him in the cabin in this episode. Maybe he meets Ben there sometimes. You know, that's their meeting spot or something. And maybe, you know, the whole idea of Ben trapping Jacob, maybe he trapped him there. But maybe that that really just wasn't Jacob's cabin. You know, maybe Jacob is some, you know, stay somewhere else. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, yeah, he was he was there in the in the man behind the curtain. Um uh and and we did have it kind of moving around when Hurley saw it at the beginning of the season. Um so there's some there there seems to be some kind of supernatural quality to the cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, that it's moving <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, locations. So, so you know, at some point it it acquired this quality. Mm-hmm. You know, when it wasn't built that way, like like I just always had the impression it was a the cabin was an apparition. You know, mm-hmm. as much as as Jacob or Christian or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, um, and it's just bizarre to me that it was built recently. And I, to me, if Horace can build this cabin that turns into that thing, I mean, that, I don't know. That's just, that really just doesn't go in line with, with what I thought was going on here. Well, maybe, I mean, here's, think about, think about it this way. You know, Horace apparently died with the blueprint in his pocket. How, you know, how finished could the cabin have been if he's still carrying around the blueprint? That's my yeah. question. Maybe maybe he never finished it. Yeah. I mean, we don't really know how far he got along before That's he true. was killed. So it could be that, you know, the, this idea of the cabin is, is really an apparition. Like it, the same way, you know, the idea of Christian or Yimmy or whatever, they are apparitions too. I don't know. I don't know if he really built, if he finished the cabin or not, you know, uh, Echo didn't finish his church, so... Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I hope that doesn't become a thing. And they didn't finish the statue they built, or maybe got, you know... Oh, or something, but. statue, yeah. So, I don't know, maybe this island just, they don't finish things here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I would, I would guess that, you know, I just... I mean, I don't know, but it, it seems weird to me that he would have this blueprint in his pocket... If he was just like if it, he had he had been done with it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean that day he died. I think he was just like sitting on a bench. Like, yeah, he was sitting on a bench. Uh, you know, <laughs> I really don't. I mean, it, it's hard for me to believe that he just had. But yeah, I guess if he was working on it right then, you know, at that time. Um, all right, so maybe he was carrying it around. Um, Anytime they go back, like, to a place they were before and find new things there, it always, like, I know that can happen. It just, I don't know. When they went back to the medical station and they found the secret room there, mm-hmm. you know, eh, I don't know. It always, you know, when they went back to the Pearl Station and they got the feed from the flame, and, eh, I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. It, it, it always plays weird to me. Yeah. But, yeah, I, okay. I, it's just, it's just, it's not what I would have expected. Yeah, I I wouldn't have expected it either. I don't, I mean, oh, why would, you know, unless Jacob, see, that's the thing, we don't know what Jacob is. 
you know, it, he may not have ever been a real person that could have even built a cabin, you know. I, I don't know what he is. So. Yeah, that's true. Depending on what he is, I think this might give us a clue, too, about what he is and what he's capable of by the mere fact he didn't build his yeah. own cabin, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it makes you question, you know, like the picture of the dog, you know, it makes you question, what, mm-hmm. you know, is that supposed to be Horace's dog? Yeah, or is that, yeah. You know, like what's that, what that's The about? stuff that's in there, yeah. Um, uh, if there's a picture in there, I would guess that he finished the cabin. Um, you know, if the picture's supposed to be his. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I wouldn't think he would put, you know, stuff like that, uh, furniture in there until, you know, it was finished. Mm-hmm. Um, like, where do you even get the furniture? Well. <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess some of that stuff could be made, and it's mostly like wooden furniture. Yeah, it's pretty basic stuff. Um, I would wonder where he got the painting. Uh, I guess, I don't know. Maybe it was a Dharma thing. I mean, I know Ben had a painting of something uh, in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they just ordered it or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with that painting. Did they show it again in this episode? I don't remember seeing it. I don't either. Okay. Um Okay, so the other issue uh, that that just has to be brought up, and sadly, is uh, I've been dead 12 years, mm-hmm. uh, what that means for the timeline. Right. Um, if he's been dead for 12 years, uh, then that means, you know, if, if it's, you know, 12 years from the, the time that he says that statement, um, uh, then that means that Alex was kidnapped four years before the purge. Mm-hmm. Which, you know... Which means Rousseau landed on the island when Dharma was in full swing. Yeah. But not I'm not as Dharma. worried about that as I am about how, how Ben managed to kidnap Alex before, you know, four years before the purge. What do you mean? Well, he he was um he was apparently uh still just, you know, living in the uh um living in the barracks, you know, mm-hmm. with his dad when the purge happened. Like four years before that, he couldn't have just had a kid, I don't think, uh without, you know, some kind of explanation. Well that's yeah, and that's what I mean. Like if Dharma was around, you know, not only when Rousseau got there, but yeah, when he took Alex, or when Alex was taken, um, that might mean they knew about it and they may have had something to do with it, you know, because um, I don't know how he would have a kid either and just, you know. I mean, they here's, certainly here's didn't the show him having her. I mean, Here's they, the thing about the 12 years, though, real quick. Um, they They made it a point that Horace is on this sort of loop. Um, so who knows how long, you know, if that's supposed to be 12 years from then or 12 years from, you know, when he, I don't even know what. Recorded you know, the dream loop or something? When, when like, the, when the, when he first started working on the cabin, you know, like, some, like, that's the point. And, like, somehow, I don't know how that would even work. But. <laughs> so he started working on the cabin after he was dead? Well, not after he was dead, but he that he started working on the cabin 12 years ago and then i i don't know that doesn't make any sense i guess but um 
Yeah, I mean, it would be basically the the thing the, the way to think about it is like you said, like you know, if this is a loop, then when was the message recorded? Yeah, uh, and uh, and could anyone, you know, is John the only one who could have gotten this dream? You know, I mean, it, they make it seem like he's the chosen one, mm-hmm. but um, it didn't seem like that was always the case. And that's the thing; he does address himself himself specifically to Locke at a certain point. I don't mm-hmm. feel like that's part of the loop. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but it's like, why even loop? I don't understand why it loops in the. First I don't place. understand that either. It seems like if it's if he's just coming to him in a dream, then there's no need for the loop. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that there is a loop is what makes me think that we can't really just take everything he's saying for face value. Because I feel like, you know, what if, you know, I mean, obviously Locke wouldn't have this dream, uh, you know, later at this point in the story. But but if he did, would it still say 12 years or would it say 14 mm-hmm. years? Or, you know, would it say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to reconcile that. But I think it's strange yeah. that, that it's in a loop. Because like, to me, 12 years doesn't, you know, 12 years is weird. Yeah. It makes it seem too close. Based on, yeah, exactly. it's a lot sooner than I thought the purge was supposed to be. And and so basically I, yeah, um I agree with you. What I'm inclined to say is that 12 years is not right somehow. Um, You know, maybe he's right to say it, and maybe the explanation is that he recorded this, whatever that means, um, Mm -hmm. at a time when he was dead for 12 years. Yeah. 12 years after the purge, you know, whenever that was. Because 12 from 2004, is is that, uh, what's that? 92. Um. And when did uh like when did when did uh what's his name get on there um Kelvin Kelvin because he came after the the, the he, war right he was he was in the uh he was supposed to be in the first Gulf War yeah which was like ninety one so it would have had to be it would have to be after that um uh so that, yeah that leaves very little time really mm-hmm. um because. I guess yeah, I, mean, I guess Kelvin himself presents a problem for uh for the purge being um being before Danielle. Uh I hadn't really thought about that. So that that problem was already there. Yeah. Cuz if I Dharma mean, recruited Kelvin, uh then it would have to be after uh around, you know, 90 91 or so. Um mm-hmm. Uh, or 90, I'm not sure exactly what year it was. It was one of those two. Um, uh, you know, then then they might, I mean, they should have still been going if they were recruiting. They shouldn't, you know. And he, he went there. He ended up in a hatch. I mean, presumably they weren't all dead when he arrived. I mean, it could be that <sighs> that it was just very soon after he got there, Um yeah, but it's still happened. that still puts it at about twelve years, and and the Rousseau thing just seems weird. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are we supposed to believe that that so Dharma was there, uh, and the others took her baby, and they took care of it for a while, and then when Ben joined them, then he started taking care of her, something like that. It could be. It could be that they knew about her. You know, presumably, you know, Ben is just working some humdrum humdrum job. Um, with Dharma and living in the barracks, and it could be, you know, whenever he makes contact with the others uh, again, you know, as an adult or whatever, 
um, that they tell him about Rousseau and that, you know, you, you need to get this baby for us or something and deliver it to us or help us with it or something. Or I, I'd have, it seems weird to me that someone else would have raised Alex for four years and then Ben comes into the picture to finish the job. Yeah, me too. And that's, yeah, that's why the timeline is troubling me. I thought this episode was doing it, but Kelvin is, is enough to have a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, I mean, actually Calvin's timeline would line up pretty well if he if he joined the Dharma Initiative shortly before the purge, like it would it would work. Yeah, because he was, you know, and that would explain, you know, I think you could even help explain the whole quarantine thing if the whole island was doused with toxic gas. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a good reason for him to stay put. Yeah, you know, and a reason why he survived, and yeah. a reason why everything fell apart very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, the whole, I mean, that's the thing. The whole thing with Rousseau is sort of strange. And, you know, one of the major characters backstory we've never seen yet. And we we might not ever see. I don't know. But, um, yeah. but yeah, it makes it, it makes it very strange. Um, so this whole thing about the purge being 12 years ago is strange. That means that Dharma ran from, what was it the late 70s? Or mid 70s? Yeah, it was, uh, it was the 70s. I, I'm not sure. Okay. But, yeah, in the 70s until the early 90s, which mm-hmm. is a lot longer than I thought they were around. Oh, really? How long did you – oh, when did, did you think the purge – I guess I did, too. Um, the purge was earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought the purge was early. I guess I wasn't thinking about Kelvin yeah. and how he fit into it. I wasn't either. I completely discounted Kelvin, but mm-hmm. um, that – it makes – I mean, yeah. There's always a chance that one of these things are wrong um, or or just an inconsistency. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever the difference there is. Um, but yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was, I thought it was, a, I thought it was an older event. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wonder what the, uh, what the incident was. I mean, we haven't talked about that in a few years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we certainly haven't. If you remember that, you know, that whole thing about the incident, um, uh, it was thought for a while that the incident uh, uh, that the incident was the purge. I mean, before I think before anyone knew what the purge was, mm-hmm. uh, not that's not what I mean. Before anyone knew, before they had depicted the purge in the show, um, I think a lot of people thought that was the incident. Mm-hmm. Um, because they didn't really know what the purge was, and so they could they could sort of make that the incident and have it make sense. Uh, the purge being the end of the Dharma Initiative, it's unlikely to me that that's the incident. Well, um, and there were multiple incidents too, right? I mean, that's part of the problem from from the Blastar map. I remember were there two incidents? There was oh, the there were multiple incident. incidents. There was the first incident. I guess I guess I'm trying incident. to refer to. I think what Marvin Candle says in the orientation film. Uh, mm-hmm. The the reason that they needed to do the swan state yeah that incident that incident mm-hmm. yeah um I think that incident yeah I think that incident I mean obviously that couldn't be the purge yeah uh, because that would mean that the death of Dharma was the reason <laughs> yeah yeah the swan station that doesn't yeah. make any sense I think the incident is really just 
really specific to the electromagnetism. Okay, yeah, and that's it's right. it's specific to the swan station. That's what it's, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, I forgot. That's what it's supposed to be, that they were they were messing around with the electromagnetic properties and they mm-hmm. did something. Oops. Yeah, they did a whoopsie and and that was their that was their fix. Yeah. Temporary fix, I guess. Um Okay. All right. I just felt compelled to bring that up. Um Um yeah, this says that I'm looking on uh, Lostpedia, and it says Dharma uh, was founded in 1970. Okay. Um, and apparently lost its funding in 87. But the oh. truth of this is uncertain. I, where I where did they get that from? from? I think that's from the Lost experience. Okay, see. So, yeah. <laughs> Some of that stuff may be real, but I'm I'm inclined to, to not believe any of it. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's hard enough to, like, Make it make the stuff in the actual show work. I, I don't need more facts. Yeah. So um, I don't know what to do about um, this timeline, this whole twelve years thing. Um, That's the thing. If Kelvin, if Kelvin, um, you know, um, the Kelvin plot tells us that the purge pretty much has to be. No more than twelve years ago. So I mean, so I I'm inclined to say he's he's right. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I like I said, you know, I think they make a a, a valid effort to um, you know keep all the lost fans on the on the right track. And I don't. It would be weird to me that they would have you know this guy say he's been dead for twelve years, but that's not really true. Mm-hmm. Because uh, people are going to believe that that's true and use that you know use it as a point in the timeline yeah so i think yeah i think it's just weird but 12 years yeah so there so the problem is somewhere in rousseau's story um it the rousseau story is working in a way that i don't think i envisioned mm-hmm. and and so i think that's um you know <laughs> it's weird like she came and she was t- talking about the whispers and the others and really there were these other you know there were two groups of people you know, there was another group of people besides the others who she shouldn't have viewed that way. I mean, the Dharma Initiative, you know, essentially were, were scientists like herself. And, mm-hmm. and you know, she shouldn't have been, like, terrified of them. You know? Yeah. I, like, well, if, if she encountered them. Here's the thing. Well, she was probably affected by the sickness, maybe. Oh, there's know. that, yeah. But, um... I, Lost Media says that Kelvin joined Dharma sometime between 91 and 2001. So that's a big window. That's a safe bet. Uh, but now that we know that the purge was 12 years ago, I think that limits that. It, yeah, definitely. Yeah, before we knew when the purge was, I guess they say 2001 because maybe we knew that, I think well, that... from three years from 2004 to 2001, yeah. the only three I can think of is, is Desmond. That's when Desmond arrived. Yeah, so we knew that, like, he was there by Obviously, then. he was there by then, Yeah, so that's probably why. That's the only confirmation we have about him, I guess, being mm-hmm. on, you know, how early he was on the island. Yeah. So that's probably why they said that. But, yeah, now, knowing the date of the purge, I mean, it, ha- it, it pretty much has to be earlier than the purge, I think. Mm-hmm. It would be weird. I mean, maybe, you know, the purge happened. I just can't buy this. Maybe the purge well, happened and they, they recruited people not knowing that it had happened yet. <laughs> You know, like the, the you know Dharma people that weren't on the island. 
Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that could be it. I mean, it would it would be. Str- I, I feel like it would make more sense. You know, because Rosinski is the one who kind of, you know, was his partner. Rosinski. Yeah, that's a name we don't say enough. Because <laughs> uh, there's no talking about him. Uh, but, yeah, that's the thing. You know, Rosinski, I believe the story was Rosinski had a partner, didn't he? Didn't he have somebody before Kelvin? He uh, would have had to. I mean, they were supposed to be two. Yeah, yeah, two. yeah. He should have. He should have. Uh, and, and it probably was the case that, Kelvin was, you know, the replacement for whoever, you know, Rosinski's partner was. And that was, the, you know, and shortly thereafter, the purge happened. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe Rosinski knew about the purge, you know, because, um, you know, the same way Kelvin lied to Desmond about not being able to go outside without the suit and stuff, you know, Rosinski may have done that to him. And, and that also could be why Rosinski was, uh, was, was doing the blast door map, uh, because maybe... I mean, that, you know, that explains the question we had, I think, a long time ago during, you know, lockdown, was why would someone working for Dharma, you know, mm-hmm. need to do this if they, you know, and obviously the answer back then was maybe they didn't have access to that information. Mm-hmm. But if but if all of Dharma's dead and he kind of knows that, and, and Rosinski, you know, Rosinski knows that Dharma's dead, you know, this is post-purge, then I can see him sort of secretly trekking out to map where where things are and try to find information and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, ma- it makes more sense. Like trying to imagine Dharma up and running and him doing this, like mm-hmm. it, it just seemed odd. Like yeah, that he's just you know doing these doing this side project of kind of mapping all Dharma. But yeah, post person it, it seems more plausible. And it, it explains why that why even though that there's cameras in the Swan, no one sort of stopped them from doing this thing. You know. Uh, you know, because they, you know, the whole thing with uh, initiating the lockdown so they could draw on the on the blast door and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, if he was secretly finding out information about Dharma that they didn't want him to know, they have cameras and they could have present, you know, presumably saw that. Mm-hmm. They could have seen that. But uh, but since they were probably dead at the time, that's why. Yeah. Okay. So that all kind of makes sense. That's good. And really, I mean, that's a lot. If they, you know, if they were really. Yeah. If Calvin and Rosinski were in that in the Swan when the purge happened 12 years ago, I mean they were in there a long time. At least mm-hmm. Calvin was in there a long time before Desmond showed up. Yeah, I mean, that, that means he was there like um, what, like nine years? Nine years. I mean that's all like pushing that button for nine years. Mm-hmm. Like that's I don't know that's madness. At least well, when, when Desmond was there, like Kelvin was there most of the time. De- Desmond could barely make it a few months by himself without you know being ready to well, kill himself. And Rosinski killed himself. Yeah. So he couldn't take it that much either, obviously. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, Kelvin is a military guy. He could have just true. had a stronger mental you know will or something mm-hmm. to, to sort of do that. And obviously, he kind of loses it. You know, he gets a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit. And he did try to leave as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's he's a military man, not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, that would just be a rough life. I mean, especially after Radzinski dies. Like, mm-hmm. you're just, you know, I mean, whatever that was. Maybe it was closer to when uh, to when Desmond showed up. You know, I don't, I don't really know when he did that. But, um but yeah, I don't know. I never really, I never really thought about how long that's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Weird. 
You also have to wonder what, if any, contact did, did Kelvin have with Jacob or the island? You know, did they? Yeah. You know, did he did he witness anything crazy or have any dreams or you know? Because I always wondered, um, you know, how he knew Desmond was on the shore. You know, how he knew Desmond mm-hmm. had washed up because he he seemed to just be expecting him almost. Because as soon as Desmond got there, he got him. You know, um, so you got to wonder about that. Was he just out and about and saw Desmond, or did he, you know, hear something? Or... Yeah, I remember we talked about that at the time. The way the scene plays out, you can't really tell. Um, I don't think how long Desmond has been there. It's it's um, it's you know it doesn't it doesn't play. Uh, you don't see a continuous uh, path from Desmond being on the boat to the boat crashing to to Kelvin coming to him. You sort of you see you see Desmond on a boat you know, rocking around, and then, like, then you cut to him just lying on the beach, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you see Desmond come up, and it's played in this dreamy fashion. Calvin? What? You mean Kelvin come oh, up? Oh, what did I say? You said Desmond. Sorry. Okay, yeah, Kelvin comes so up. So Kelvin comes Yeah, I get the sense he wasn't there that long, though, because it was it was sort of before he really regained consciousness. Yeah, I agree that he wasn't there that long, but... Um, yeah. Uh, but it wasn't necessarily immediately. Um, it wasn't immediately, but I would imagine I wouldn't imagine Desmond was really knocked out for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially having to you know swim at some point to the shore, or, or you know, sort of swim slash, you know, float to the shore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so I feel like he wasn't there that long, but nevertheless. You know, it's a big island, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and he found him. You know, so that that you know that makes me that makes me wonder how how that happened. Yeah, I remember at the time speculating that that because he was wearing his stuff, and if he yeah. didn't if he didn't think that uh, that there was any need to wear that stuff, then you wouldn't think he would be doing it at that point since he's by himself. He doesn't have anyone to try to trick. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember thinking that he that he saw Desmond there, and then he ran back to get his to get and, his outfit. And remember, he only has 108 minutes. And yeah, that was part true. of the thing too. Is you can't, you know, so it's not like he could just leave for the day and trek around the island. Yeah, yeah. Like he's only got 108 minutes to get to leave and be back, and so he would have had to have found Desmond in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's another hand of how long he was out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he shouldn't have had the suit on unless unless he was just not convinced really that there was something wrong or or maybe it's when Desmond showed up and was okay. That you he, know, maybe that he knew. maybe yeah, maybe he believed that uh that there was a sickness and he wore the suit for all those 9 years and it wasn't until he saw Desmond without a suit and and you know, maybe he waited to see what it would happen to him for a couple days and when nothing happened, he decided Okay, there's probably no sickness, and he tested it out for himself. And you know that 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 scene when when uh, Kelvin goes out to uh, you know when Desmond follows him and sees him take off the suit. I mean, that could be the first time he took it off. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't really know, and I don't remember the details of that episode. Uh, there might be things I'm missing here, but uh, that could be you know really how we're supposed to you know believe that happened. Where was that he 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 thought it was a sickness and. And it wasn't until Desmond showed up that it kind of proved that there wasn't. Yeah. Although I remember him saying fairly quickly that, you know, getting Desmond to take the, the whatever it was, the, the, the 
the shot thing, mm-hmm. um, and that and that he you know was in danger from being exposed. Which makes sense. He w- he should expect that. But after I think maybe after nothing really happening to him, that's that's probably uh, this is just a guess. But that's probably when he was like maybe there is no sickness, mm-hmm. and then he goes out to test it for himself. Yeah, you know. I never thought about that before. <laughs> I assumed he always knew that there was yeah, some point. Yeah, but, I did uh, too. But I think that that's how that scene makes sense, you know, why he's in his hazmat suit. I, I don't like the idea that that it's always been a ruse, that, that there was never, uh, that, 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 you know, that, that this is some this is some myth that Dharma people try to get the people in that hash to believe. Yeah, I, I think there was something. I mean, I think what happened with Rousseau, I think something really happened with her people, and I think what you know, I think she, you know, from her version of the story, I think she had cause to believe there was something wrong with them, and I think you know we we've seen we've seen other things happen that are weird too, and now we're getting the word sickness bandied about again. You know, in this episode, um, so I, yeah, I don't want to believe that it was just a ruse. Always, I, I think there really was something going on. Yeah, and and you know, if that's true, I would guess that I would guess that yeah, Kelvin would have to figure that out somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and yeah, maybe yeah, maybe Desmond was the big uh, was the big clue. I, that's yeah, yeah, I, I like that idea. Now here's the here's the the kicker. Here's what doesn't make any sense. You know, they had that whole confrontation out on the rocks, you know, mm-hmm. on the water without the suits. Yeah. And uh, and then later, you know, Desmond, obviously we saw him take the shot. Yeah. So if it was, I think we talked about that before, if mm-hmm. it was sort of, if the if he didn't think the sickness was real, then why did he keep taking a shot? Yeah. You know. Yeah, we did. And, and yeah, he seems to, I, I think he even, I think he even asks when, uh, you know the first people to go down there if they're if they're sick. Mhm. Yeah, um, he seems to think it's still there. Uh, yeah. It, 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 even though he sort of should know it isn't. Yeah. And, uh, and did he really have enough vaccine for like three years? <laughs> yeah, I know. He really you know? shouldn't have. Unless he was getting the supply drop. Although, although, um, uh, yeah, the vaccine. How did they get it? How did they get that vaccine? After Dharma died, maybe yeah, supply drop. That's what you said. <laughs> Sorry, you're running. You're running about thirty seconds behind. Uh, yeah, apparently <laughs> there must be a phone delay or something. I, oh, we're talking through the barrier. I, I somehow, uh, I, yeah, I worked to your conclusion and then realized that you had already said it. Ray's already dead. Um, <laughs> but to you, he's just fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Um. Supply drop. Supply drop. Still don't know what to do with supply drop. But, yeah. Because uh, I feel like I mean I, I don't think I don't think Desmond was around during the supply drop, was he? What was he doing? No, uh, that was that was during the period of season two before he showed back up. He was yeah. He yeah. was presumably was, off uh, uh, in his boat. <laughs> That's what we're yeah. supposed to believe. Either he was heading there, or he was fixing it, or he was or he was already. Yeah, it was fairly late in the season, so he might have been already trying to leave. That's so funny that um, that uh, he, you know, when he, you know, that when we first saw that that episode, you know, you you assume he's running off to something crazy, mm-hmm. uh, maybe to another station or something. 
yeah. you know, some other, you know, plan B or something. But no, he's just going to his boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it it seems really odd because you, you don't know anything about him at the time. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, and he talked to Jack off the island, and he's up to something, you know, and everybody was like, he's he's one of the others. He, you know, he knows all kinds of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's really, <laughs> there really isn't that that much crazy. I mean, he is involved in some crazy stuff, but uh but him himself, you know, um he's not privy to a lot of secrets. Yeah. And he uh uh it was the same thing with the glow on the hatch, you know, when 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 Locke was pounding on the on the hatch and it and it lit up like Man, that was the biggest <laughs> For that to be, like, the bathroom light or whatever, you know, yeah. like, he's just going to go potty in the middle of the night. That was such, that was so ridiculous. <laughs> he just cuts on the light because he hears banging. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty bad when you compare it to how, how like, amazing and crazy it seemed when it happened originally. Mm-hmm. When you first watch the show, I think it's hard not to be blown away by that. Yeah. But, uh... Uh, once you know what it is, it's like, really? Oh, it just seems so ridiculous. And it takes the punch out of the scene mm-hmm. because Locke, you know, Locke is at his wits end. He's just pretty much killed Boone and, and he's feeling like he has no purpose in life. And if he only knew how trivial that light is, he wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't make him feel better. Yeah, no. You know, like it just—it doesn't have a lot of impact when you know how 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 non-meaningful that light is. Yeah. <sighs> oh well. What are you gonna do? Yeah. For first-time Lost watchers, though, they they get they get to enjoy that once at least. <laughs> and really, isn't that the least uh, that they deserve? <laughs> it is. You know, my I always I thought yeah. What what scene are we talking about? We're still talking about horror. we're talking about the yeah. horror scene. In in yeah, tangentially, I'm sure. Very tangentially, it kind of. I think Horace led to Dharma, which led to past events. Mm-hmm. Um, are we? Do we need to continue, or can we go ahead? I think we can go ahead, unless you. Uh yeah, I think I'm good. I okay. can't think of anything else I want to say about this. Okay, I think. Yeah, I think I got. Oh, actually, no. I did want to talk about Ben's line. I used to have dreams. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um. That's interesting. Yeah. That you know, obviously, this is the way the island communicates. It's not like necessarily these people are sort of you know Locke is special. That's just that's everybody gets it. If you if the island wants you, you're gonna have some dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, more or less. So that's interesting. My question is, um, is it Ben's fault that the island doesn't want him anymore? Because he doesn't really seem to act like it's his fault. And, of course, he's the kind of person, you know, you killed Alex and you did the purge and you blah, blah, blah. And he, never, he doesn't really take responsibility because he always feels like, you know, someone else is telling him to do it, even if he's the one who carries out the actions. But um, but just the way he acts, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really act like it's anything that he did. It's just the island doesn't want me anymore. But I wonder if that's true or not. Like it's just a natural course of things. Yeah, I just wonder if if the island, uh, if it's that Ben, you know, went too far 
And he, you know, in his quest to do whatever, he just went too far on the island. He says, no, 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 we don't want that. Or yeah. is it that he did what he was supposed to do and just, you know, bad luck that the island doesn't care about him anymore. The island just moves on to a successor at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. If he went too far, like, you know, when would that have been? I mean, if the island was already mad at him um, when he got the cancer, you know, um, you know, what was the island's problem? Like, he, I mean, he had mm-hmm. done stuff by then, but, like, you know, I don't know. Um, not not well, a lot in terms of the present, you know, day. on the. Yeah, island. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it could be that Albert was sort of the leader of the others, slash, you know, the people who were sort of connected to the island, and then Ben became the leader, and now Locke is going to become the leader. Mm-hmm. And it could just be a just a revolving, you know, chain of command kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which is strange, you know, but, um, you know, we got to talk about that whole thing with Albert and Locke. And yeah. There, there's more here, but I just wanted to bring up the fact that, like, he, you know, Ben Ben doesn't seem like he he knows, you know, really why the island isn't in favor with him anymore, other than the fact that it just isn't. Yeah. And I have to point out about having dreams, it's not, It's. I don't think it's required that you be the chosen one of the island to have dreams. Um, well, no, I didn't say that. No, I, I didn't say you did. I'm, oh. I'm just, I'm just stating that, um, uh, uh, you know, independently of what mm-hmm. you said, it was just a statement. Um, uh, uh, I mean, I've seen it said. Um, uh, for example, uh, Echo had a dream. Uh, Claire had a dream. Um, uh, Charlie had a dream. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think any one of these people are chosen ones of the island. I mean, two of them are dead. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there are probably more dreams than that that I'm forgetting. But, uh, uh, you know, having a dream doesn't necessarily mean that you're sort of special. Um, uh, maybe it's the kind of dream you have or, or what it, what the dream tells you or something, but uh, uh, it seems like the island will just give dreams to people at, you know, at its own discretion. Yeah, which is which was my point that I think that's just the way the island communicates with you. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if you're, you're like, a chosen one or special or not, but if the island wants to talk to you, it's going to give you a dream. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. not that just some people get dreams and some people get other things. I mean, of course, you know, we've seen the apparitions talk to people, you know, and people who have talked to apparitions haven't necessarily had dreams. But, um, but you know, what those apparitions are, we're not even sure yet. Um, but, yeah, it seems like this, as a rule of thumb, the island just likes to talk through dreams. Yeah, yeah, Um you know, in dreams, it can get away with certain things uh, more easily uh, that would play strangely in real life. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But yeah, it does, it does seem to, uh, in general, like to uh, communicate that way. Um, uh, but yeah, I was just, I was just, ah, whatever. <laughs> yes. All right, next scene. I agree with your point. I was just trying to, like, expound on it or something. Yeah. You ready for the next scene? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. 
Next scene is a flashback. Um, uh, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first episode with a with a proper flashback since. Uh, um, well, we had a flashback in that Sun and Jin episode. Yeah. Uh, and before that, the other woman um, was a flashback and. Uh, Confirmed dead. Looking for uh okay. Um and Lostpedia says uh that this is the first episode since DOC to feature a pre crash flashback of an eight fifteen survivor. A little trivia there. Uh what? Wait, what can you would you mind repeating that? I I think I must have misunderstood. Uh the, Lostpedia says this is the first episode since DOC to feature conventional pre-class, uh, sorry, pre-crash flashbacks of an 815 survivor. Greatest Hits was a flashback about Charlie. That was after DOC. That seems true. <laughs> uh. uh yeah. And um, I wonder why they. Uh, and you know, Gion oh, maybe is a weird thing, but it is a, fla- a flashback about Jin, and and he was on the plane too. This says. Uh, maybe because the uh, maybe because greatest hits wasn't. I think I think what they're trying to say. I think that's why they said conventional was because in Greatest Hits there was that other flashback and in uh Greatest Hits Dion, was segmented. Yeah. It wasn't like one story. Yeah, and and in and G U on, you know, it had the uh it had the flash forward too. So I think that's what they mean is that this yeah. is basically a regular okay. old fashioned lost episode. That's what they that's what they mean that's by conventional. Yeah, that's what they mean. That's why they yeah, that's why they say conventional. Yeah. Which I think it's which like, I think it's know. not quite conventional, but uh but it's closer. It's closer to what? To conventional. You don't think the flashbacks are conventional in this episode? No. I guess because to me, you know, we rarely see uh I think uh, I'm pretty sure the only other time we've seen a character be born is Ben's flashback. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we rarely see that. You know, it's a significant amount of story when they're a baby. Um, you know, that's uh, well. I think this means conventional in the format. Oh, I mean, okay. The content, the content is not conventional in content. I mean, because the content ranges from you know, we've seen we've seen random stuff in flashbacks. Is you know, I don't know what you could call a conventional flashback in terms of content. Um. Yeah, but I think yeah. they just mean, you know, it's just the format that's conventional. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this is still, I guess, to me, a conventional flashback. the the way The way I would want to uh, say it is that uh, it's um, uh, uh, it's it, it tells a um, it tells a, a you know a single story, you know. Uh, in in a, in a reasonable period of time, like it has its own plot. I think that's the standard sort of flashback. Mm-hmm. 
you know, a lot of them uh, fit into that mold. Uh, but this one, you know, it does kind of just skip all over the place. It it has certain connections, but it's, you know, it's it seems to be little points in its life. In some ways, this is similar to Greatest Hits. Yeah, I mean, but that's the thing. The connections are the story. Um, you know, they're, it, it's kind of the same thing to me, but I, I see what you're saying. Because that's basically, that is the, the point is the, you know, these people showing up throughout his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I understand what they mean. I just, uh, it's, I don't know. <clears throat> well. It's an odd bit of trivia. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the next scene, flashback. Uh, we're in the hospital, and uh, Emily and Mrs. Locke are watching over baby John in the incubator. The nurse comes in and tells them that uh, baby John is doing well. He's uh, the youngest preemie to ever survive in this hospital. He's had infections, pneumonia, you name it. And every time he's knocked them out, he's a fighter. Um, Mrs. Locke says that's wonderful. Uh, the nurse says that the girls, the other girls call him a, a miracle baby and that uh, they're going to take him out of the incubator so that uh, uh, Locke's mother can hold him. She starts crying, and she says she can't do it, that she's sorry, she runs out. And Mrs. Locke nonchalantly asks about adoption. She takes out a cigarette to, uh, she's going to smoke it, and then the nurse reminds her she can't smoke, even if it is the 50s. I know, I was going to say, I'm surprised they didn't let her in the 50s. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, it's still a hospital, like, and it's like, you know, a, pre, a preemie baby. I, I would be really surprised if they let her get away with that. Um, but I, yeah, but it was the 50s, so I'm like, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure how how well known it was, what a problem that would be. I mean, I don't think it was very well known. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, I, I still would want to draw the line in the hospital, but I think in general, yeah, I don't think they, they, they were really aware of the effects. Uh, I You know, I watched that show Mad Men, which is, which tries to be very accurate in its depiction of the 60s. And uh, and there's women smoking when they're pregnant and stuff. Mm-hmm. They just have no idea, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because the tobacco companies isn't telling them that it, it's bad for them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's not talk about cigarettes. Um, so at this point, uh, you know, the nurse tells her that she can't smoke in there. And she says, of course, I'm sorry. Uh, and then she stops and sees a man uh, standing in the window, staring, and uh, the nurse asks if that's the father. And we see it's uh, Richard Alpert, uh, fresh off of Kane, which got canceled. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, my mom is really sad. No, um, <laughs> she did like that show, though. And uh, so then uh, Mrs. Locke says she doesn't know who it is, and then Richard smiles and walks away. That's the scene. Okay. So my question to you. Uh, oh, I don't answer questions. Uh, well, all right. Uh, well, I'll still ask you, and then you cannot answer it. Maybe I'll answer it if you don't. Okay. Um, uh, do you think they're trying to tell us here? I mean, they they say, you know, they have uh, they have Abaddon later tell Locke that it's a miracle um, that he's alive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
uh, and then they, they, you know, she makes this comment here about about him living through these various illnesses and stuff like that. That mm-hmm. he's uh, that he's you know, um, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the word is. Very very resistant to death. Um, uh, are they trying to tell us like? I don't know. What are they? Are they trying to tell us that he that he that there's something going on? Like the island is in you know protecting him, or or, or is he just inherently like um, something about him is is protecting him, or 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 you know preventing him from being from being killed uh, by various things? Does this have anything to do with? him being able to walk on the island? Is that not about the island after all? Is that, like, more about him? No, I don't think it's about him. I think it's about the fact that he was chosen. I think I think this whole thing culminates, all of the flashbacks culminate into the line when, when Christian asks him, do you know why you're here? And he says, because I was chosen to be. And I think that it's basically, we're seeing the fact that he was chosen from even before he was born to, 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 to do what he's basically going to do. Uh, when he's an adult, and that that anything that's going to happen to him is not going to basically stop him from 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 you know getting you know reaching his destiny basically. Okay. Uh, I don't think his mother was really supposed to necessarily get hit in that car accident, but and I and I think you know maybe any other baby at the time would have you know they said it's a miracle that he's alive and you know I think I think that's an example of the island basically protecting him. You know, because I think if if she didn't get hit by the car, he would have just been born normally, you know. Uh, and, uh, you know, and if he came across some other illness, then he would have, you know, been uh, cured of that also. But, uh, but and it's, you know, I would ask the question, why is he getting sick anyway, you know, as a baby? <laughs> you know, I guess he's not on the island, so I can't, like, protect him from illnesses. It can only cure them or something. Uh, yeah. But, but to answer the question, even though I don't answer questions, um is I would say it's not about John in terms of his own physiology. Uh, it's about John in terms of that he's been chosen and that it could have just been any, it could have been someone else, you know, okay. uh, if they fit whatever the island's criteria is for choosing people. So you think it's it's an outside force that's causing this to happen? Yes, I think, yeah. I think, I think they made, I, I thought they made it pretty clear that it was, you know, that he was sort of, handpicked to be special and that nothing was going to sort of stop him from from reaching his destiny not even you know everything he's been through you know yeah. and, and and the sort of you know the 98 there's a two percent chance he'd be able to walk again you know and crashing on the island somehow there's your two percent i guess i i was wondering if if um if he's special because he can do these things <laughs> yeah or or if he if because he's chosen uh he's he's um he's uh he possesses uh this uh uh resistance to various ways of dying uh or if it's just outside influence i think it's i think it's i think you know it goes back to what i said about the island doesn't seem to really be, I don't know, it doesn't really seem to be aware of things in real time necessarily, um, which is maybe why he got sick in the first place as a baby but was then cured. I, I don't know, I feel like he's, uh, I think I forgot what your question was. 
I was thinking about a lot of things. What did you say again? Uh, the question is supposed to be um, whether it's whether it's that you know. I mean, I agree it's because he was chosen, but whether the fact that he was chosen, you know, is is either the reason why or you know he was chosen because he just inherently um uh is 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 resilient to disease yeah illness i don't think it's that one i think it's the first i don't think it's i don't think he was chosen because he's got this sort of healing power or gift or whatever i think i think he was chosen because of something else and because of that, he was granted – he the island is watching over him and protecting him uh, and making sure that he gets to where he needs to be. Well, and I guess I would say if he was chosen not just because he has a healing power, but that maybe that healing power is 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 a symptom or one of the qualities that, you know, among the reasons he was chosen, this might be one of them. No, I don't think I don't think he had the healing power before he was chosen. Okay. But I also think that he was chosen before he was born, so okay. you know, reconcile that how you wish. <laughs> well, maybe he was chosen while he was uh in utero. Yeah, I think he was chosen even before that. Okay. Before he was conceived even. Yeah. Okay. I think it's say I mean I think I, I feel like, you know, this whole thing with lists and, you know, we've been waiting for you and you've been chosen. I mean, you know, Albert was there when he was born. Yeah. Um, I, I don't feel like he was chosen in that, you know, couple of hours or days or whatever since he was born. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I feel like they they knew about him before that. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, answer then. Okay. Yeah, I, it's it's a weird thing, but um, you know, um, I mean. Yeah, I think we answered that question. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it just it just made me wonder, like, because, you know, they always talk about the healing properties of the island, um, you know, if, sort of seeming to just affect whoever's there. You know, this this makes it seem like he himself just, you know, has has healing properties. Well, it, the effect is, this, I mean, it's it's kind of like, how would you really know the difference, really, you know? Well, what do you mean? From what I mean, from what we from what we can gather, how would you know if it's if the healing is coming from him or the healing coming from? Well, the you island? wouldn't. But I'm you I'm really wondering. Wouldn't. I'm wondering whether I, I think the fact that we we've seen you know we we speculate that that Jacob actually healed Juliet's sister. You know, mm-hmm. we we assume that to be true. We know that the island is pre- presumably protecting Michael. Uh, yeah. I feel like it has that ability to to you know heal things outside of its sphere of influence on the island. So um so I yeah. think it's it's also protecting John. Okay. Uh, so so the island's life. so responsible but it's it's just yeah, it's just it can project that out into the world at will. Yeah. Presumably. And see that's the thing. The island didn't you know, it didn't you know, when 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 uh, when Locke's dad pushed him out the window, it didn't prevent his spine from breaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of it course. It just it just sort of you know, maybe it made it where it didn't kill him. I, you know, I don't know if he didn't die because of the island or he was just lucky that he didn't die. But um, but the island didn't really, you know, protect, unless it's, I guess you could even say, maybe the island prevented more damage or something, maybe. But uh, but that's the thing. It's it's not the case that the island just protects you from, 
you know, protecting him from injury. Yeah, it's just that it can heal you and maybe fix you. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and and I guess if it comes to the point of you dying, it can maybe stop that. You know. Yeah. The, you know the whole Michael thing. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Michael thing's different from what we've seen before. You know, mm-hmm. we I don't think before Michael we've ever seen someone you know fail to it it'd it be impossible to shoot someone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's kind of a new thing. It seems to me like that's separate from the healing thing. Yeah. Uh, that it's like it's a special thing for Michael. Uh, you know, that like, well, clearly, I mean, I don't think we saw other people get shot. Like, clearly, you know, the island's not doing this for everybody. Well, and that's the thing. We really haven't seen other people that the island wants, you know, or has a specific, you know, function. Yeah, but I get the sense that the healing just sort of emanates from the island, like, you know, that it doesn't necessarily care who it heals. Well, but there's some people who won't heal, apparently, and some people, I mean, it seems like, yeah, it will just sort of indiscriminately heal unless it chooses unless it doesn't not like to you yeah. for some reason. Which yeah. to me, I feel like it. I mean, I don't know how it works, but I feel like it should sort of be conscious of who it's healing. You know, either it's just unconsciously healing anything that's on the island, and when it's aware of something it doesn't like, it, it sort of you know takes them out of the healing. You know. It might cool. even induce an illness. An illness. Or yeah, yeah. That's the thing. Can would it really induce an illness? That's another question. Yeah. You know. I um, mean, I yeah. It, it could just remove, and then the illness appears. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know how much power it has, because like you know, we said. I mean, Jack's appendicitis is is pretty lame. Um, you know, for mm-hmm. for a message. Uh, yeah. Compared, and that's to, the thing, compared you know, to Ben's spinal tumor, which I think is an attention getter. I think I think also what what sort of what sort of muddies everything is this um, this idea of fate. Yeah. Uh, you know the idea that you know old Locke had to get his you know legs you know his his uh, you know be paralyzed and then he because I think his walkabout would have gone off a lot better. You know, if he had legs, <laughs> he would have been able to go on it. For example. yeah, it wasn't. But that's the thing. He didn't even. It wasn't even about going on the walkabout. It was about you know. It was about not going and then having to be back on the plane. Mm-hmm. You know, and if he had legs, he would have just gone on the walkabout. Yeah, I say had legs. I mean, if he could use his legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, he would have just gone on the walkabout and missed the plane. You know, this whole thing. But that's the thing. It's like, you know. This, the the weird thing about Destiny is, you know, why not just schedule it where his walkabout would have ended when he would have gotten on the plane? And, you know, it's just like, you know, why make him go through all the things he went through when he got his legs back on the island? You know, um, it, yeah. it's, just, it's just the whole thing of, you know, some supernatural force wanting something from someone else and putting them through all this stuff to sort of make them, you know, it seems like, okay, sure, if you want to know the secrets of the island or if you want to be the leaders of the others, then maybe, you know, it makes sense for you to have to go through all these trials and tribulations. But uh, but if he was chosen from the beginning, like, why does he have to go through all this stuff? Especially when a lot of the stuff he went through didn't really make him a better person. No, you know, it seemed he, to have he, made him worse. Yeah, it really made him worse and getting his kidney taken and, like, all that stuff that, yeah. was, that was his fate. Um, really hasn't made him, you know, stronger as a person. 
Um, I don't think as much no. as could, as much as it could have. I think. Yeah, I mean, you could imagine that that would be character building, but in his case, it really does seem to be character destroying. It seems to mm-hmm. be his weakness as a character is those things that happen to him. Yeah, like, and he it seems like, handicapped by them. Yeah, and it seems like you know, and that's the whole thing. You know, it makes me want to watch that that episode again when Ben was basically telling him, you know, you need to kill your dad and get past that. Um, it seems like he kind of knew that somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and he couldn't even do that. And he couldn't even do that even at this point. He couldn't even do that. And it's like, is Locke really ready now? You know, I mean, I don't know what he's done besides you know. Uh, Throw a, throw a knife in Naomi's back. That yeah, he's pretty that's much really just, been proactive. Yeah, he's really not. I mean, his 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 attempt to get another group going and and be a leader was a failure in every way. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but that's his fate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I like what what has he done to be more ready than he was then? I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't see that he's really done that much since then. Yeah. You know, or that he's really changed much. Yeah, I I don't know what they're doing with his character. I mean, if you look at Locke over the years, I mean, he got to a point where he was just really stagnant. And I feel like more than almost any character on the show, he had the the potential to really have a great story. Yeah. You know, this guy who comes on the island who's had this horrible, horrible life, you know, worse than most people on the island, I think, most of the other law survivors, you know, in terms of, like, personal tragedies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and he, you know, and then he gets the use of his legs back, and he got this newfound journey that he just really can't get on board with, you know. Uh, and he, you know, even at this point, he's, you know, I guess the island wants him, but you know, he's not even talking to Jacob yet. You know, he's, yeah, you know, talking to an intermediary. So, um, I I, I feel it, it's it's it sucks that Locke isn't a better character. Yeah, he hasn't done more, you know. He blew up the sub, great. That's <laughs> oh awesome. god. Know, like, yeah, that whatever. was that was among many blunders. He Yeah. I I agree and I this this episode I think is kind of putting him on a track to be to to be a part of a good plot. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I I don't think they've earned it, you know. I feel like he I feel like he needed to I feel like he should have worked up to this. He should have done some other good stuff. Like, it just, I feel, yeah. It just I don't seems like all he had to do was wait around. And to, he, just, and, he waited around for someone to tell him what to do next. And yeah. I think that, to me, that's, what's the point of going through, you know, obstacles if someone just tells you how to get around them? Mm-hmm. You know, if he had come up with how to find a cabin on his own, I think that would have proved to Jacob or Christian that he was worthy to find it. Mm-hmm. But all he did was listen to Horace and and which he told him verbatim, it wasn't even like a riddle. Yeah. You know, he just told him, Find me and you'll find Jacob. Um and he and he basically and the only reason he knew where to find Horace was because Ben showed him before. Yeah. So if it wasn't for Ben he wouldn't have even known where to look. Right. So I agree. I don't think he's really earned anything. And if he can move the island, that'll be his test, I guess. I mean, that'll be his big chore. Yeah. If he can figure out a way to move the island, but um, which might have something to do with this new station or something. Uh, what, what if they? What if they like move the island in time? What? What do? You, what? What new station? Are you referring to? Oh, the one. Uh, the one. Well, not a new station, I guess, but. Um, 
the, the, the new time travel station. Oh, the, uh, the, the orchid. The orchid, potentially. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the one that Bing came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and you you just offered a theory that yeah maybe they'll move it in time and not in not, not necessarily in physical location yeah um, that'll be hard you know if you had to find this island in time I know. mean I don't even know move it in time that's crazy but what does that mean yeah. like I don't if you know. move it to the past shouldn't it still be there in the future um, but here's the thing it, if you move it. I don't even know what that well, means, because it should have been you, there in the past, too. Yeah, I guess you'd have to move it in space, too, but it's like, if you... Basically, basically what I'm saying is, if you if you could move the island where it doesn't exist in the present anymore, then Widmore wouldn't be able to find it. Uh, yeah, I agree. You know, but what does that really mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's more of know. a matter of, I mean, obviously the island has to be somewhere in space, so it, it, it would have to move in space, too, and even if it stayed in the same space, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, so it really would be, I, I should say, move it in time and space, not just time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because Woodmore might be able to, you know, if he searched all of Earth, but if he didn't, you know, but if the island just isn't there, because that's the thing, if he moves it in the past, and the island should still be there at some point. Yeah. But he just wouldn't know where to look when, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it seems like if they move the island, can't they just find it again? Well, maybe not. I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess as long as there isn't another, like, electromagnetic, you know, Yeah, um, if that was how they found it, you know, um... I feel like, I I don't think I think we still don't quite know uh how they got those coordinates that they went to um yeah uh they could have got them cuz you know cuz that's 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 where penny found out but uh but it's not um certain that that would be if if that's the case then that then that would be a a good way to to try to stay hidden well the the failsafe apparently made the island visible, so I, you know you could even guess that they just could use satellite imagery to find it at that point. Mm-hmm. If it's just regularly visible, because you know Widmore probably has some idea of where it is. You know he he you know, I would imagine he thinks it's in some sort of general vicinity. You know from his yeah. research to find it, yeah. he's not looking. You know you know, in, like, Canada or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Which would be weird to have an island in Canada. No, I, I think he has a general idea. I mean, I think Widmore was involved to some extent with uh, with the island, um, mm-hmm. you know, a while ago. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so I think he, I mean, it does make me wonder whether the island's moved since then. But uh, but I do feel like he, he had some idea of where the island was, at least. Um uh I I still do I still do wonder where he got those coordinates and, and especially, you know, what uh what the relationship is between Penny and him, you know, as far as finding the island. Mm-hmm. You know, how much does he know about what Penny's Penny's doing and how much does she know about what he's doing? Yeah.
All valid questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you ready so for the next scene? What scene did we just talk about? Uh, the one where Alfred comes back. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is a nice surprise. I didn't know he was going to be back this soon. I didn't either. Um, I I thought that, you know, he could be back since I knew Kane wasn't filming anymore. But uh, uh, But I didn't. I didn't necessarily think that he would. I, and I certainly didn't think if we did see him, it would be like this. In 1950s? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was quite I sure see, that if we saw him, it would be with the others on the island. Yeah, I didn't see um, his name in the credits. Uh, I don't do any look for names in the credits, but I didn't see it either. And uh, so it was a nice surprise to uh, to just see him pop up, especially since, you know, it was a, it was a mysterious thing anyway, you know, mm-hmm. cause, is that the father, you know, and because and you, you're wondering who the father is. Yeah. So, uh, and I thought it was crazy if he was the father. Oh, it would have been really crazy. Oh, man, that would have been really crazy. And that's, yeah, it's especially, because um, I have been wondering if Anthony Cooper was his father. I think he was. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's the, I think that's the final verdict. Um, but it did seem ambiguous. Uh, you know, I, uh, when when we watch that episode, like the way he, um, the way you know when he when he reveals that it's an alias, you know you start you start thinking that uh, uh, that 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 was part of a con, mm-hmm. you know, um, to to get Locke's kidney. Um, then again, you know they had the match and blah blah blah, um, and yeah. it was actually, um, you know, this private detective that sort of leads him there, but. Uh, um, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyway. All right. Well, welcome back, Albert. We look forward to more good stuff from you. Because he's been good. He's, he's one of the better others. He is, yeah, yeah. He he's um his his he had he had a big presence in season three. He was he was one of the big like new characters and uh, mm-hmm. and and his not being here this season has been has been noticeable. So uh, yeah. So it's it's nice to have him pop up, especially in a in a fairly significant way here. Uh, uh, whatever's going on here seems uh, pretty crazy. You know, this makes me think about Ben, and and it seems like he just doesn't care about the others anymore, or or maybe mm-hmm. he feels like they don't care about him anymore. And I just wonder when when did that happen that he became, he sort of got dethroned, you know, officially, you know. Yeah. Um. You know, they've been setting, I think they've been setting this up for a while, because I, I think that episode, uh, the, what is it, Man from Tallahassee, where Locke has to kill Cooper, and uh, is, it, is that that episode? No, Man from Tallahassee is the first time he sees Cooper. The one where he has to kill Cooper oh, the is next the brig. One. The brig, yeah. And then, you know, Alper basically tells him what Ben is trying to do. You yeah. Know? Uh, and that the people the people think John might be special and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've been kind of you know this has been brewing for a while, but I just wonder, you know, uh, oh, because didn't Ben say something like that? Like that it's people now. Okay, now I'm thinking of something really old. Did he say recently <laughs> that his people would have come or something or? To get him, or is that from like when he was? Oh, he jail? did say something like that. He said something like, uh, "If my people wanted me, they would have. They would have come and got me by now." Yeah, something yeah. like that. 
Yeah, so that's the thing. I mean, obviously they don't kind of want him or something. And but he told he told Richard to take the others to the temple. I mean, you know. Yeah, he told him that. But for, but it's like, where where else would they go? And the fact that he didn't go with them, I think that might have been the sign that okay, we're we're parting ways. Mm-hmm. You know, of course he wanted to go stop uh stop those guys. But it, he he hasn't really made any effort to go to the temple. Not at all. Uh, they, you know? they, I feel like they were trying to set up the idea that you know some of the others were not happy with Ben as the leader. Um, you know, I think Juliet was the earliest uh, part of that mm-hmm. um, with the with the video message, and then and then in um, uh, in the, in the man behind the curtain when Locke shows up with his dad's dead body and demands that Ben take him to Jacob. Um, you know, uh, uh, Mikhail is is there telling Ben that um, uh, that uh, uh, that that Naomi's arrived, and uh, and that you know they're in trouble or whatever, and and he's demanding that Ben like do something about that immediately, and you know Ben's about to just be like whatever, Locke, like go away, I'll deal with you later, and so John like starts you know, beating up Mikhail in front of everybody, you know, he just starts punching mm-hmm. him. And Ben, like, looks to Tom and Richard and tries to get them to stop him, and they just kind of stand there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it seems like a sort of mutinous kind of situation. Yeah. Um, uh, they never went that far with it, though. I mean, he's still giving orders in the finale, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Um uh, you know, he's still he's telling them what to do, uh, uh, but you know, in 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 various places, uh, you know, at the beach, uh, in the in the Looking Glass, um, uh, and and the main group of others uh, who didn't go off to do anything. Um, yeah, it could, it could just be that, you know, I think I think the change of power, you know, happens slowly, and you know, there's little things here and there, and and. You know, and the whole thing with you know them not helping him, and when Locke is beating up Mikhail, like those little things, you know, slow slow mutiny basically. And it really could yeah. be that uh, you know once he realizes that they didn't come for him, is when he realizes they don't want him anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they had come for him or or tried something, that maybe he would be like maybe he would be trying to go back with them. Oh, and he did try to send Alex there. He did, yeah, because he knew that Jay'd be safe. Yeah. So he, I feel like he did. I feel like he did at least at one point plan on like meeting up with them again. Yeah, maybe. And he might have changed his mind about that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, after what's happened, but uh, but I feel like at a certain I think, point. But I feel like when he got sick is when he knew it was the end for him. I feel like it's he he shouldn't be surprised that another leader was going to emerge when he realized that the island or Jacob wasn't in favor with him anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think he was still in control because well, who else is going to be really? John isn't wasn't ready at least at that point and maybe not even now, but um you know, I think he's just sort of was the acting head, but I think he was sort of dethroned a while ago. Mhm. And I think he knew that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. And I even Pickett's line about about Shepard not being on Jacob's list mm-hmm. uh sort of fits in that. He was he you know, Ben um 
uh, you know, Bennett told Pickett to hold off, and uh, he's just like, whatever. He's, you know, he's he's not worth obeying. Yeah, and that's the thing. You would think, uh, well, I'm not really. <laughs> what I mean to say is, um, I was going to bring up something else, which is, uh, you know, Ben. This whole thing about fate is like, you know, if it was Ben's fate to die from the tumor, then, you know, then then why did didn't he? Why didn't he? Yeah. Was his fate to like get Jack to help him and like mm-hmm. you know? Did he beat fate? Yeah. It's like, and if he, he did, then what about the universe course correcting? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then that means he'll die at some point eventually. Soon. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, maybe they still need him. Which we've already seen him in Flash Forward, so he can't die too soon. Mm-hmm. He's, he's going to make it for a while yet. Yeah. Uh, and be, you know, doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it seems like, you know, when you said, you know, Shepard was not on Jacob's list, that just reminded me of, you know, the idea that, that Ben was like, well, Island, Jacob, you know, you might want me gone, but I'm, I'm not going to die just because you want me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do whatever it takes to survive, and I'm going to get Shepard to fix me. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of thing. But um, Which is weird. I never really thought of him as being defiant to the island or something mm-hmm. like that. That's, that's not my picture of him. Yeah, he's, just, but, he's got his own agenda. Well, I think I think it, it seems to me... I mean, the way the picture's been painted... I, and I keep saying that, but uh, the way I, I feel like the fact that Ben says, you know, the island basically gave him that, you know, before it wasn't really clear, you know, I think there's a difference between, and maybe we talked about this before, between the island not helping heal you and then giving you something, you know, yeah. making you sick. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like, you know, we can, you know, he attributed the, his tumor to the island not liking him anymore. And uh, I think we just speculated that before. Yeah. And now we know that that's, that's at least what he thinks. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think that he, he would have thought that when he first got sick. Uh, and that in order for him to fix himself, that, you know, and the whole thing, the line with not being on Shepherd, Jacob's list, I mean... That's sort of the defiant thing right there, you know. Yeah. He's not on the list. He shouldn't be here, and and Ben is going to do it anyway because it's the guy who can save him. Yeah. But then it's weird. It's weird to really throw in Jacob and the island with like God because you know Ben has that line about God existing because you know he needed a spinal <laughs> surgeon and a here's a spinal surgeon. And ben what does that mean? Proof of God's existence. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I don't know how Ben reconciles, you know, God with Jacob, and are they yeah. are they cousins or something? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus had a brother, and his name was Jacob. <laughs> Jesus and Jacob were cool, and then, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jacob is a biblical name slash character, um, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's supposed to be God, uh, or even God-like. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I do wonder where that fits in. I mean, if you have supernatural agents, then, you know, of course, he didn't really expand on that very much, um, mm-hmm. you know, what he means by that. Uh, um, but, uh, but yeah, that's an interesting, interesting point. Yeah, I mean, if I saw something obviously supernatural and multiple occurrences and I knew I wasn't crazy 
that would make me obviously, you know, question the the, the nature of, you know, everything. Yeah, yeah. If I saw if I saw some of the stuff that people on this island get to see, uh, not even that rarely, uh, it would definitely radically change my view of the uh, universe. Mm-hmm. And none of them seem to be so shaken <laughs> as I no. would be. <laughs> no, they don't care that much. Like it would be, it would be pretty much life changing for me, but mm-hmm. for them it's like, eh, well, you know, <laughs> I just want to go home, leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk about the universe. Um. All right. Well, Alfred's back. That's great. You yeah. And he's and he's doing stuff. Yes. Next scene. Oh, should we at some point speculate about who? I mean. I mean, I think I think Locke's dad is Anthony Cooper. I mean, does any? Do you have any? Do you think it's yeah, I mean, crazy? Well, yeah, I mean, what would the alternative be? It's got to be. Um, I think it's Christian. Christian. <laughs> uh, Christian. Locke, Claire, and Jack are brothers and sisters. Oh my! Look at that. No. Um. um I mean, what if you do the math? I think. I mean, how how old is is he supposed to be? Is is um, Cooper supposed to be in 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 like? Well, we saw him in two thousand four. Yeah. Uh, on the island, I mean, is he like what late sixties or something? That seventies maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that they give his age. Yeah, I don't think they do. I'm just guessing because yeah. I'm wondering. You know, the 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 Locke's father apparently was you know, you know quote-unquote, twice his mother's age, you know, and that doesn't mm-hmm. obviously have to mean really twice the age, but just older. Yeah, um, people say that as yeah, an expression. But if, if she's what, what do you think she is? Well, she's say? living at home. I'd guess she's some some something like 16 or 17. Um, oh, you think she's that young? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Then that then yeah, if he's in his thirties or late twenties, you know. Yeah, that's what I was imagining. And then plus fifty plus fifty years would put him a little older than I think Anthony Cooper really was, but mm-hmm. kinda close. Yeah, it's it is a bit off. Um, but if, if her mom was exaggerating mm-hmm. like did, really exaggerating. <laughs> yeah. He was really like twenty one or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be I'd be more willing to buy that. Yeah. I got the sense she was older, only because she was really defiant, and I felt like if well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think teenagers are defiant at least. Uh, you know. Well, obviously, yeah. I just, I don't know. I just got the sense she was, she was older. You know, eighteen, maybe, maybe early twenties. But they did paint her kind of young. Yeah, I, I mean, she's sense. living at home, but I think it's, you know, it's a different time period. I think if, if she's not off and married, I, I would expect her to maybe be at home anyway. Yeah. You know, but then the whole thing about having the baby would wouldn't I don't think it'd been a big deal if, no. if she was older. So. No, I think yeah, that's supposed to be part of the part of the problem and her not being able to handle it and all that 
Um, yeah, I think she's supposed to be immature. There's room there. I mean, I I don't insist on those ages, but I feel like she's I feel like she's supposed to be a late teenager, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm ready for the next scene. Um, do you, do you have any guesses about who Locke's dad could be besides Anthony Cooper? Oh, um, I I think it would have to be somebody crazy. You know, something something. It would you know I think it's I think it's Anthony Cooper or like something just really crazy. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't I don't know any like sort of reasonable answers besides Anthony Cooper. Yeah. Like Widmore or something like that. Yeah, that'd be weird. God, that'd be strange if Widmore was. <laughs> I don't buy uh, that. I'm just trying to think of somebody old. He might be old enough to sort of fit that, but. Um, I mean, I I don't think he's been. I mean, I'm I'm. I get the sense he's a he's a, you know, United Kingdom person. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's uh, hanging out. Uh, wherever In Portland? They are. Yeah. Oh, uh, where are they? Actually, I don't know where they are. I think. I don't know where they are. Oh. Um, we don't know where Locke was born? Um, oh, maybe we do. I don't know. We know I know where he, where he was living. I, I, don't, I, I can't remember if we know where he's born or not. Well, I know who remembers. <laughs> Is it Lostpedia? Lostpedia remembers. They have a better memory than... Most Stanley people. was born May 30th, 1956. All right. Uh, now, this says he's from Tustin. We know that from later he was living in Tustin. Yeah, that's where he was living. This this claims his origin is Tustin. I, I don't know if I buy that. Yeah, but... see, I think I think they're really just talking about where he was living. Yeah. I, um... I mean, he could have been born there, but... Oh, this says, this, this says she was 15 when she gave birth. Did oh, okay. Maybe they said that. I don't remember that, but they might have said it. I, that's a little younger than I thought, but it'll do. Um, yeah, it doesn't look like they they say uh, they say where he was born. Because I think it would have been in this episode. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm the one that I mean, it's clearly Cooper. not the United Kingdom. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think it's crazy if Woodmore was in America doing whatever. You know, who knows what? Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I Christian had was, a kid in Australia. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I don't. He yeah, I don't think it's weird that he could have a kid anywhere besides the UK. He's Woodmore, for goodness' sake. And I feel like, you know, the reason I think it could be, you know, that Widmore is, you know, obviously Widmore is involved with what's going on, and Abaddon shows up, and Abaddon seems to be working for Widmore, so that's a connection right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with Cooper, you know, and it might be why we never, we haven't, we didn't see the father in this episode, because it might just be Cooper, and it might not yeah. matter. Yeah, it would have been weird to see a young version of Cooper. Mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't have minded that, but maybe they didn't have time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. That's that's. I'm going with Cooper. You know, until further notice. Fantastic. They. I actually read the. Uh, um, uh, 
the the a bit of the transcript for uh for the the uh the episode where he first meets uh Cooper and also his mom who's I guess this you know this woman that we meet here this girl Crazy Kurtz yeah um uh and and the the detective like apparently did a DNA test <laughs> so um uh so that that apparently really was her mm, okay. um and so, uh, you know, so she should know who the father is. Now, she could be, you know, drawn in for the money. I mean, I guess she was in the end drawn in for the money. But um, uh, I don't know. It, it would be a little weird to me if she if she led, led him to someone who wasn't her father, wasn't his father. And, and she mm-hmm. really was his mother. Yeah. But she was conning him, though, wasn't she? Well, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. If she's going to con, I mean, I guess the con isn't as, maybe it's not as, you know, bad morally if if it is really the father and not some other guy. Like, she may not feel as bad conning him because at least that part is true. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if she knew why Cooper wanted to meet him. Oh, and the other weird thing was that she was the one who said he was <laughs> immaculately conceived, mm-hmm. uh, that he had no father. Yeah, um, which I I mean, I don't know what that means. Because, yeah, she said he was special and that, you know, immaculately conceived, and maybe that's still true. And, some, you know, maybe Cooper's the father in some weird way, but, like, they never really had sex or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. So that would be an alternative theory that that she that he's uh, <laughs> that he doesn't have a father, mm-hmm. uh, a virgin birth, if you will. I certainly will. Um, you know, I meant to say earlier when that scene when when Locke's mother, you know. And in the flashback when she was, in, you know, being wheeled into the hospital, I thought I thought it was Claire, like that sort of angle of her face. I was like, "Whoa, is that Claire?" Oh. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, that's not Claire." <laughs> I was really confused for a second. I can imagine. Yeah. She's got that kind of face. Yeah, yeah, she does have a have a some kind of face. Um, all right, next scene. What what scene was it? Are we still on the... the? We were on the Alpert scene. The Alpert scene? Okay, okay. Yeah, go ahead. I think we can move now. Things I find. All right, um... We're back on the island, and, uh... We're with Locke, Hurley, and, uh, Ben. And Hurley asks, uh, why he's, you know, why he's with them, and uh, Locke says because he can see the cabin, that makes him special. Uh, Hurley ventures a, a theory why why they're the only ones who can see it, and it's because that they're the craziest. Um, and uh, then Locke tells him that they're not going to go to the cabin, they're going to make a pit stop first. And he begins to tell them about, uh, you know, remind them about the Dharma Initiative and ask them if he ever thought about what happened to them. 
that there were about 100, at least 100 of them living on the island, you know, manning the stations and everything. And then one day they're just gone. And Hurley says what happened to them, and then Locke says he did, meaning Ben. Mm-hmm. That's the scene. Which would have had more punch if we didn't know the whole story already. That's what I was thinking. And even, yeah, yeah, even, uh, yeah, the whole thing and leading up to the gravesite and all that would have been awesome if we didn't already know exactly what was going on. Yeah, and they even, like, they put that little music, like, thing in there where it's like, and then it goes to commercial when he says he did like if you had no idea what the story i mean yeah that that whole thing like plays better i mean i guess they're kind of writing it to fill you in if you didn't already remember or know Mm -hmm. you know the previous episode but i think if you did it just i don't know it just feels like lame Mm -hmm. and like out of you know out of step with the with the way they're presenting it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, I wouldn't expect them to write this any differently or anything, you know. I it's just it's just the same thing that's gonna happen, you know, with the flashbacks and everything. I mean the flash forwards and the stuff. It's just you know, they're gonna do this with other things that just won't have impact. I mean when they killed Ray, it was like, Oh, okay, here's this scene, you know, um we just we just know the information already. Yeah. You know. I wouldn't really expect them to do it differently because Hurley doesn't know the information. I think and that's why Hurley is there. And so mm-hmm. he could be the sort of sounding board of, you know, to to explain things to. Yeah. Yeah. Because um you know, even when he says, you know, and then one day they're all gone, they just disappeared. I mean, he's saying that like Hurley knows that. Um, I don't think Hurley knows, you know, that they disappeared in one day because he doesn't know about the purge, mm-hmm. you know. But he's, it, but just the way he was talking, it's like, like he's talking, obviously, like kind of to the audience because we know that they just disappeared one day. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, my question here is, why did uh, Dharma, I'm sorry, why did the island let Dharma come to the island in the first place? <laughs> like... Did it not know, like, did it have no control? Could it not stop them? I mean, obviously they sort of built a, you know, if the security system is smoky, you know, they built a sonic fence at some point. But um, but it seems like if the island is in tune with fate or something, that it would sort of, you know, did it think these guys were good and realize they were bad? Or, you know, I, I just don't understand, like, why why let them come in the first place? Which you probably don't have an answer to. I so don't have an answer. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it it's uh, it does seem like they would have reacted. Uh, it would have reacted or whatever in in the way that it seems to be reacting to the freighter being there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, I guess Dharma isn't necessarily going to, like, kill everybody um, uh, or torch the islands. Uh but uh, but if it didn't want Dharma there, that's the thing. And it's, I mean, the cabin, it sort of took over, and I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it seems like maybe they thought Dharma, maybe it thought Dharma had good intentions or whatever, and they went too yeah. far, and then they, you know, they had, they had the incident, which did whatever, and that was too much, and they mm-hmm. had to, like, you know. It just seems weird. I mean, it's strange to me that this entity 
could um oh and that's the other thing I wanted to mention is that Ben Ben references the island doing stuff and not Jacob. Uh and I thought that was an interesting distinction that he made. Um later he mentions the island did something. I forgot, it's in my notes here, but uh but he didn't say Jacob, he said the island. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting that he sort of sees a difference between the two. Um but um but that's the thing, it's it, it's weird to me that this supernatural entity could uh that it's it needs other people to sort of carry out functions and do things, you know. It seems to have needed Ben to do the purge and to um, you know, carry out all the stuff Ben has done for the last, you know, twelve years I guess or something. Uh and uh and now it needs Locke to help move the island and, you know, it needs it needs, you know, in the future it needs Jack or, you know, it needs Hurley to come back and it's like you know, it, it's really dependent on people helping it. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's not a things. self-sufficient island. Yeah, and it's like if, you know, if someone doesn't go do this, then this is going to happen. If someone doesn't go do that, then that's going to happen, you know. Um, it seems like, you know, maybe the barrier was its sort of main defense, and uh, but now that people know how to get through the barrier unscathed, then it just it doesn't have that anymore, you know. But it, it makes me think, well... It makes me think the island doesn't really control the effects of the barrier. You know, could it not change what the prop, what the you know safe heading is? Yeah. You know, could it not rotate the barrier or something? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, or you know, make it make the barrier stronger or do something. It doesn't seem like. It I used to that. think the barrier was a Dharma thing. Oh yeah. You know that they that they like the sonic fence that they that they built uh, some kind of device that. Uh, this was before I really knew anything about the barrier, before I even knew whether there was a barrier. I just imagined that Dharma constructed something that uh, that was protecting or blocking the island mm-hmm. uh, uh, for for reasons unknown. Uh, but that's that was my vision of things. I don't necessarily think that's necessarily true, but, but I would wonder if the barrier is... Um, you know, is uh, in the control of the island. It does seem like it should be able to 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 control it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, if it's if it's something that's out of its control, then you know why? Like, where is it coming from? What's doing it? Mm-hmm. You know, what's causing it to be there? It seems like it's helpful to the island that it's there. You know, um, it doesn't seem like the island doesn't like doesn't want the barrier to be there, or that it's at least a, pro- a priority. Of concern, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But you know, yeah, I mean, it, moving the uh, moving the entry point would uh, would help keep people out. Yeah, like if it just rotated, like you know, where the the right the correct heading was. Yeah, you know, that would really screw things up. And here's a question: If they move the island, or should they when they move the island? Yeah, is the barrier going to move with it? <laughs> are they going to have to like be facing like be in such a position that the compass still works in that is that Well, no, not I don't really mean that cuz I don't I, I I wouldn't even I I don't think they're even going to get into that. I just mean it, it I I imagine the island is going to poof pop into another location. Yeah. Not that it's going to like really like, you know, traverse the we'll water. Will it like slide along? Whatever yeah, that means I, for an island. Yeah, I, I think it's just going to appear somewhere else. But um, yeah, 
But will the barrier be there? Oh, just whether it'll come along at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, I was thinking about the exit point in the right position. Um, I, I feel like it's a property of the island and not a property of the area the island's in, so I would guess that it would come along. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I guess we will. I guess we will. Do you, do you have a guess? Do you have a... Oh, I, I don't know. I mean, I... I would guess. I mean, I guess I, I guess it would still be there um, because I think I, you know. I think yeah. I think the island is. I mean, uh, the barrier is the property of the island, but I don't really know what's emanating it. Um, yeah, I mean, I wonder about that. If it's if it's really out of control, like it's just some natural um, force uh, created by who knows what that has this effect. Uh, that that can't be sort of uh, adjusted in any way. That's I, mean, I don't know. I don't know, and it could just be yeah. It could be that you know the island doesn't have that much. Maybe it is you know the island did create the barrier. It just doesn't have that much control to like switch it up or something. Mhm. Sneeze. Excuse me. I'm allergic to theories. <laughs> Well, this is a bad podcast to be on. I know. My allergies really uh, can't take these long podcasts. Yeah. Are you ready for the next scene? Yes. All right. So, uh, the next scene, we have a young John. I think he's about, what is he, about seven or something, or five, or... Yeah. Something. (laughs) They're about... I read somewhere. I can't really age kids very well. Nor can I guess their age. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, aging them, I think, is against the law. Yeah. (laughs) I think the parents have to give written consent to age their kids. Yeah. I hope so. Um, If they don't, they should. Yeah, right. Um... Where are we? Okay, so a young John is playing backgammon, um, and a girl comes over. Uh, I guess her name is Melissa, uh, who is his foster sister. Uh, tells him and a big uh, meanie, and a big meanie tells him that the game is stupid, and uh, she messes it up. Uh, his foster mother comes in, um, and you know, shoes Melissa away, and says that someone's there to see John. Uh, Richard comes in. Um, and, you know, she basically tells John that this guy's here to see you. And um, then Richard comes up with John and, you know, sees that he's playing backgammon, tells him he's got a pretty good sense of the game. Um, he tells him in true X-Men fashion that uh, he runs a school for kids who are extremely special and uh, that he has reason to believe that he that John is one of them. And he asks if he can show him a couple of really neat things. Well, what kid doesn't want to see some neat things? Yay! Um, he should have said, you want to see some rusty old artifacts? <laughs> John would have been like, what's an artifact? Uh, not not the best scene. <laughs> they they did it better. Um, so, give me one second while I switch my thing here to this. Oh, please. Where is it? 
So then, um, so they move over to the whatever, some other new sitting place, and where there's a table, and Alfred uh, displays some objects. He puts out a baseball glove, an old book uh, with the title Book of Laws, um, a vial of some sort of granular material, looks like sand. Um, there is a compass and a comic book um, and a wooden uh, knife. Well, not a wooden knife, but a knife with a wooden handle. And um, he takes those things out and shows it to him, and then he asks John uh, to look at them and think about them and tell, and tell him which of those things belongs to him, and specifically which of those things belong to him already. John uh, kind of looks at them, and uh, he picks the vial and uh, the sand and, uh, and then the compass, and then he, after a little bit of a pause, he then chooses the knife. Albert is sort of upset by this and asks him if, if he's sure the knife belongs to him, and, and John says yes, and then Alfred uh, tells him that it doesn't belong to him and quickly collects his things and, and heads out the door. Uh, the, the foster mother comes back in and asks how he did, how John did, and uh, Richard says that, this, that John isn't quite ready for their school and then leaves. The end. Yay. Um... I don't think you brought it up, but uh, the drawing. Um, oh, the drawing on the wall. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we should at least mention that. Yeah. Uh, before they sit down, yeah, I forgot about that. Before they sit down to look at the items, uh, Alfred notices a drawing on the wall that John did, and it, it shows someone being sort of attacked or killed by what appears to be a big black cloud of smoke. Mm-hmm. So I think John drew a picture of Mayhew, which means he's prescient. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot who Mayhew was. Oh, yeah. And I got really confused. Um, yeah, so so I by your description, I take it that you uh, think that that's supposed to be Smokey. Uh, yeah, I think that's what we're supposed to think. Okay. All right. I I don't know. I I guess I agree. It didn't really look like much to me. It just looked like a big scribble with a guy laying down. But mm-hmm. uh uh my kids the kids are just bound to look like that. Um uh Okay, so what's the wh- why would he draw that? Like he you know, what's going on? Like he yeah, you know he's got this planted in his mind this this idea of Smokey like in his subconscious or something. Is that you know the fact that Alfred points it out like makes me think there's there's supposed to be some some purpose to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like do you, do you have a? I mean, I just I really can't. I just I don't know. I, I think I think. What I think what I think it's pretty obvious what they're trying to say. I think Smokey time traveled back uh, to when John was five years old, and he saw yeah he saw Smokey kill someone and drew a picture of it. Oh okay. I think it's pretty obvious. All right. You know though I can't you know even the obvious escapes me sometimes. So well that's why I count on you to explain these things to me. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I you yeah. know it's my fate. Yeah. 
Um, no, I mean, I think the I don't think much of this. I, you know, the next time I see a you know, anytime I see a drawing, I you know, I just you know, I've been I've been disappointed by art on this show before. Yeah. And uh, you know, um, the the um, the mural in the uh, Swan Station has come to nothing, and it's apparently just somebody just drew it. Um, the blast door map, you know, is another thing we've seen that seemed really important, but very limited in its importance. Uh, you know, when Hurley drew the Eskimo and the Igloo uh, this season, you know, that was just what, you know, the actor wanted to do because the director told him to do whatever he wants. Um, this, you know, I think they, you know, made just about as big of a deal of it as that, and uh, maybe a little bit more. Uh, given the circumstances, but um, I, I don't, I don't think it means much. I think if anything, it's just maybe a little inkling that John has this fate, you know, and that he's sort of, you know, um, close, you know, just, just the fact that this is just going to be related to what's going to happen to him later in life, and he's just, it's just inexplicable why he's, why he drew that. Just you know, he just drew it because he wanted to, not because he saw anything or thought anything. Um, I would imagine if you asked him why he drew that, he would say he would. He didn't know. And do you think Richard knows what it is? I think Richard knows exactly what it is. So does that mean that Smokey has been around that long? Yes, I think. I mean this this puts Smokey at a time that I think is pre Dharma. Yeah, I think and probably um, removes him from being a Dharma creation, assuming that that interpretation is true. I think if 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 Albert doesn't know what that is, there's no reason for us to see it. I mm-hmm. think I think Albert needs to know what that is, or okay. to at least know it's important that he drew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Smokey's been around for a while. I you know. Um, Dharma did a lot of stuff. I just don't see them building Smokey. I just don't see them creating Smokey. It's it, it's it's of a technology or magic that you know that that's out of their grasp from what we've seen. You know, mm-hmm. the craziest thing they've done is what? I don't even know what. Uh, yeah, I don't know what either. So not that crazy. <laughs> If they build Smokey, I'll be very, 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 very surprised. Maybe the Sonic um, fence. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. The Sonic fence and some other little things, you know, underwater stations and all that. Maybe yeah, and little weird stuff like that. But yeah, if the Orchid is a time travel station, that that's probably on top. Yeah, that'll be on top definitely. And and whatever else they were doing with the, those rabbits too. I mean, there was something going on there, and yeah. don't let them get close to each other and all that. And uh, I'm not saying Dharma wasn't into some really crazy stuff. I'm just saying we haven't seen it uh, yeah. for real. So uh, I just I don't I don't think they um, I just don't think they 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 uh, they created Smokey. I think Smokey predates Dharma. Okay, I yeah I've been clinging to this idea that Dharma built Smokey um, probably since I found out about Dharma and. Uh, uh, I, I still don't want to let it go. Um, 
but if this interpretation is true, I, I guess I would have to, and I think the interpretation is true, so I, I'm not quite ready to abandon it. I, I, I really want what, a little what makes more. You think, what makes you think they built it, and why do you think, and how do you reconcile that with the fact they have, you know, a sonic fence, which is, you know, sort of built to keep it out? I guess that was part of what made me think they built it. Like they like they built it and the thing to protect them from it. But so you're so you're saying they built it but they didn't have any control over it? Something like that. I mean I I guess I feel like they have some control over it. There's that thing in Ben's house. Um mm-hmm. but it's I don't know. Somehow it's their control is limited or something. They can't they can't protect themselves from it uh just by uh using the controls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to just uh, restrict its movement to certain areas. Sounds like a bad invention to me. Yeah, it is. Um, but depending on why they built it, it could just be the nature of... You know, yeah, and and I feel like, you know, I think the swan hatch was kind of a mess as far as their plan for it. Uh, it, it, it didn't really make any sense to me. Still doesn't. Um, do you blame Dharma? Or do you blame the writers? Well, <laughs> I feel like there's a fine line there. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, I think I, I feel like Dharma should have Dharma should have had clear cut reasons why they built the Swan Station and what it was there for. I think our interpretation, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth hand of that makes it seem really bad. Yeah. You know, I think if we were there when it was built and saw the original people and saw the people who, you know, who were there for the inception of it, it would make sense. But we're so far down the line from that, you know. I I, I think what I originally imagined was that they built Smokey, um, you know, with it in mind that they would be able to control it. And somehow Smokey, um, maybe it's some kind of artificial intelligence or something like turned against them. And that's why. They built the fence. I think that's what I thought originally. Mm. You know, like it, it just turned on them. And it, and it somehow like they can't power it off, or it runs on some sort of power that's re- renewable, and it, it can't, you know, like it gets power from the sun or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. They can't, they cannot prevent it from getting power. However, it does. I don't know how they built that in the seventies. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. I mean, it's 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 it is crazy, but I guess you know I've just I've just become accustomed to to attributing um, everything to Dharma. Yeah, which I think you know there there's there's I think there's there's at least going to come a time when we need to whittle those things off the list that really aren't Dharma things. I I agree, I agree, and I'm I'm yeah. fully ready to do that. Um, I want a little more than this. Uh, I, I, this, this hurts it, hurts my theory somewhat, but, uh, um, yeah, I agree. I mean, they've been responsible for a lot of what we've seen, um, uh, as far as structures, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, the only thing I can think of, maybe I'm not remembering that, that we've seen is like the statue and and the old like altar thing like those things I don't think Dharma built but mm-hmm. um, apparently even even possibly the temple they built mm-hmm. uh, so you know um, you know all pretty much well, all, all the places the others were were living in and occupying well yeah definitely and I think before those buildings were there the others still had a place to to call home you know and they still had stuff um, I just I think Smokey 
I don't think Smokey, the, the answer for Smokey is technological. I just don't buy that they have that they had that ability at the time. I think the answer to Smokey is going to be, you know, mystical and supernatural, mm-hmm. which I think is going to predate Dharma. Yeah. You know, I just don't think it's it's technology or, you know, they created that somehow. Mhm. You know, it's just, that's just too weird. Yeah. It's just too weird. Yeah. They can do things that like Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. It would be it would be quite an achievement uh if they if they managed to do that. Um uh, I mean, I do find it weird that there's a summoning thing. Uh, I mean, even if it is a magical thing, I mean, that's you know that was that was an odd development. And and also, you know, since it was in a Dharma house, um, you know. But then again, it's an old thing. It's got hieroglyphs on it. Yeah, I think that house was built there on purpose. You know, like yeah. I said last time. I don't think it's yeah. I don't think they put those controls there on purpose. You know, by yeah. their own accord. Yeah, I yeah, but the fact that you know it's even there is kind of weird to me. If it is just this strange supernatural thing, like but that's the thing. I I feel like it it's this it's a supernatural being, and I think Ben knows how you know what it's attracted to at the very least, and I, and I feel like what he did was basically say, hey, there's something over here you need to check out. You know, I, I, I don't I don't think he pressed a button or talked to it or, you know, I think it's like a dog, you know, it's analogous to a dog. And if, you know, even if, you know, there's like a guard dog and, you know, you're trying to break into a house and you've got a rival who's trying to break into a house, well, if you want the guard dog to attack the other guy, you know, throw some meat towards that other guy mm-hmm. and the dog will go over there and then summarily attack that guy. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what he did. Yeah. I don't think it, I think it was sort of an indirect command, not like a you okay. know I'm in control of you, so you need to do this kind of thing. Yeah, that reminds me of the other thing. I think it was, I think it was Danielle's theory, who you know isn't much of an authority that that Smokey was a security system. Mm-hmm. She and probably I think, built it. <laughs> and I think uh, <laughs> she probably built it and forgot. She's crazy. <laughs> And I think uh, I think that was another thing that made me think, you know, that it was Dharma's security system. Yeah, I think it's the island security system. Oh, and then there was the Cerberus stuff on the blast door map, like mm-hmm. you know the vents or whatever. Like mm-hmm. that was another. There, there were things that that sort of you know you could interpret that way. Yeah, that's the thing. The vents, um, you know, the vent. The the one thing we we kind of saw that might have been the, the vent was when Smokey tried to take Locke into that hole. Oh yeah, yeah. But that's not a man-made vent. You know, that's just a hole in the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and if that's what they mean by vents, then that's not really attributable to Dharma, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I think I think the island. I mean, I think Smokey is the island security system. I think she was right when she said that it's a security system. But I don't think it means it's Dharma security system because it, it, it what is, what does Dharma have to protect on the island when they're the ones occupying the island, you know? And if they're afraid of this thing, you know, um, you would think that they would, um, you know, if they really needed to protect. Because we saw Dharma, you know, obviously, you know, we um, we saw uh, Ben's dad, you know, in, in the in the van, you know, running errands across the island in the van. You know, they're they're trekking from station to station and stuff. And um you know, to me it's weird that they would uh would build a security system 
you know, and maybe it just turned on them. But I, I find it strange to think that if they're already on the island and they're the only ones who are there. Well, they're know, not. The others are there. Well, the others are there, but but and but I don't think Smokey that I don't think Smokey's attacking them though. That's the thing, I, and I don't think that they would build Smokey to go attack the others. That's the thing. I didn't. It, by security system, I was thinking not that it would go attack them, but that it would protect uh, their stations from them. Well, yeah, that's the thing. But yeah, I would imagine that too. But where have we, you know, that the area that we've seen, we haven't really seen Smokey in, in really all the areas where the stations are, and I, we don't, you know. And there's that thing on the Blastor map about, you know, service activity high and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think building building Smokey to protect station, the stations, I think, is such an over, you know, overuse of power. <laughs> For I don't know how many others could be on the island, but uh, you know, is Smokey really the best bet? You know, yeah, to like protect. You know, when it's one thing, you know, what if they all go? You know, what if there's multiple attacks? You know, what is Smokey going to do then? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just not a good security system in that sense. Yeah. You know, to me, it's the kind of security system you have when you're Jacob. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the kind of security system you have when you're, like, a science team, you know. But only time will tell. Only time will tell. That reminds me, though, is, you know, I don't know why Locke and Hurley aren't asking Ben more questions. It, it it's like the writers are trying to make us think that because Ben is sort of not in control anymore, that he doesn't have anything useful to mm-hmm. contribute. But he's got answers to a lot of the island's mysteries, and yeah. nobody's asking questions. And he's not even in a position to be threatening anymore. I mean, Hurley's sitting there eating candy with him. You know, why can't he just ask, you know, dude, what's that smoke monster? Yeah. You know, he's like, already admitted that he lied when he said he didn't know. Yeah, and no was. one, yeah, no one's asking him that or... Or, you know, how do you know about these people on the freighter? What do you know about them? You know, are they really going to kill us? Are they really, you know, what links will they go to? You know, is this really going to work kind of thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, it's strange that, that that now that they've gotten, you know, they had been before, but he was sort of, you know, busy, you know, doing stuff and manipulating and calculating and stuff. But yeah. now he's just along for the ride. Yeah. And he's got really nothing to lose by helping by telling them the answers, especially since he's basically on Locke's team now. Yeah. Uh, so it's just weird that, that you know, no one's asking questions. Yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to get, he wanted to get out of being a, you know, uh, a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and pretty much, you know, start doing things that he thought needs to be done. And yeah, they're on that track now. So yeah, I agree. I mean, I, 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 I can't imagine why he wouldn't want to, you know, tell him, you know, what Smokey is, for example, if they just asked. Yeah. You know, other than, you know, the writers don't want to tell the audience. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Which I think is, you know, part of why we don't see as many questions as we ought to. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, but I agree there, you know, I mean, if I were Hurley, I'd be asking questions. Yeah, right. I, I, I'd try to you know like why did you kill all those people yeah like to me that's the kind of question that is specifically pertinent to this episode and especially after you know after Locke basically saying okay he killed all these people and Hurley like never asked why yeah you know yeah 
Oh wait, didn't he say? Didn't uh, I think I think he expanded on it a little bit. Didn't he say something about there the the leader of the others told him to kill Dharma? He says that. Yeah. He says he that. He says it wasn't yeah. his idea. Yeah, I guess that's kind of an answer, but there's still more questions. Yeah, I I think I mean yeah there there are there are plenty of questions. For Ben, I mean, you know, just just like stuff about the others, mm-hmm. you know, like even even the recent stuff, like forgetting the history, like he could he could explain a lot of things. Yeah, why are you guys taking people? Yeah, what's why your you deal? Guys take like, wall, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you have a plan? Like, what are you supposed to be up to? Like, you know. Yeah. And speaking of Walt, I did. Uh, I wanted to bring him in. This is a perfect time, you know. This idea of a special kid, mm-hmm. um, you know, when uh, I guess that's one of the, you know, this seems to be not a, you know, obviously a Dharma thing. It's just, it's another thing where they 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 want these special kids. And Locke basically Locke is like um, like is like oh, sorry Locke is like Walt basically. <laughs> not both of them. <laughs> yeah. Time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. That that does um, seem to be the case. He seems to be somehow more, like, I don't know. He seems to be the 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 chosen one of the island. I don't think Walt was. I think Walt. I don't know what his deal was. He just he just had these abilities for some reason. I, I think I think Walt could still be the chosen one for future. You know, because I think Locke oh, was okay. special. Locke has always been special, but he wasn't always ready. Yeah. And I think for Ben, you know, when he decided to let Walt go, I think he was maybe just hedging his bets and knowing that oh, this was the you know this was the fate or whatever. Um, you can that's the thing about fate. No matter what happens, you can always use that. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. But that's the thing. Just because Walt was let go doesn't mean he's not going to be important and special later. That's uh, true. The same way, you know, in this scene, Alfred came to, to Locke and he just wasn't, he says he wasn't ready. Yeah. Uh, and Locke actually had no powers at this point. Um, <clears> I mean, <throat> we never saw him, we've never seen him have powers like Walt. No. Um, so His, the, the that, only power you could attribute to him is this 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 healing This thing. healing thing, yeah. And it could be that um, that Walt, you know, different chosen kids or whatever, are have you know different powers or different uses or different functions uh, for whatever reason, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Walt can really do, but he might be able to, you know, he might be useful in some other capacity. He might not be like the leader or something, you know. Mm-hmm. He could be more akin to, you know, something else to use his powers with. I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. But I do yeah. have a, a crazy theory about Walt, which, I don't know, maybe people have said, but uh, I want to save it for later, though. But uh, oh, I got a somewhat, somewhat crazy, not the craziest thing ever, but somewhat crazy. Okay. Tying Walt into this episode. But I do more. I do think that this rec- this attempted recruitment of Locke is, I, I, I think there is something in common with, with them wanting Walt also. Mhm, definitely. I think that's. I didn't think about that, but I agree. Yeah, it just dawned on me when he, you know, he's coming to this kid who's special. I'm like, okay, that's Walt. Yeah, that word is is a key word for Walt in the mm-hmm. Lost World. Um, so my interpretation of this scene is is strongly influenced by something that I heard on the official podcast. Um, you might call this a spoiler. It's 
uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's debatable whether it's much of a spoiler. It's really just it's really just a big hint about about how how Damon and Carlton view this scene. Okay, if um, that if that matters. If that matters, <laughs> it may not. I don't know if they're really, you know, in a position to be commenting about loss. I don't know if they know anything about it, but uh... yeah, the uh, the Mother's Day um, the Mother's Day podcast uh, <laughs> they they had their mothers on. And, did they really? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it's quite adorable. Um, their their mothers both think Sawyer's really sexy. Oh my God! Yeah, that's funny. They don't like Saeed. No, they didn't mention Saeed. They didn't talk about Saeed at all. They want Sawyer to wash his hair, though. <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, it was weird. It was weird to hear them like, and so they they let them like ask questions about the show, and um, they ask questions that uh, that they they can answer. Previously prepared, I'm sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Probably. Um, anyway, they uh, they just mentioned offhand that um, that for this episode, the podcast came out before this episode. They mentioned that for this episode, they they had done a, a little bit of research about um, about Buddhism and in particular how the Dalai Lama is chosen. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, that's all I said. So anyway, I looked into it a little bit, and apparently. Uh, one of the criteria, apparently one of the main criteria uh, used in in uh, in determining the, the Dalai Lama is by bringing the possessions of the previous Dalai Lama, showing them to the potential new one, and seeing if they're familiar with them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what's supposed to be going on in this scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Lockpita made a reference to, to that whole thing, uh, and it seemed very interesting. Uh, I think if I hadn't heard that, this would I would interpret this scene differently. I would I I would be inclined to interpret it as you know these objects that he wants him to take is supposed to be reflecting on his character or like what his um, um, I don't know what his capabilities or destiny or something like that will be uh, that that you know, that what he chooses is, is symbolic of something. But mm-hmm. knowing that, I get the sense these are really just objects of of a previous chosen one of the island that he's mm-hmm. supposed to recognize. And and that he, he I, I'm, I'm not really sure if he, I guess he fails. I guess he shouldn't, I guess maybe the knife wasn't the right thing to pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure about that. I, yeah, I mean, that, that information is, is interesting. I I don't know if I got the sense that, um, you know, when he said, when he said, you know, which items belong to you already, I got the sense he was, you know, with this idea of time travel, I I got the sense he, he basically meant which of these will you own later? You know, which of these will impact your life kind of later and the idea that, you know, his timeline is sort of continuous or something like that. So he kind of already owns them, but not at this particular time. That's the sense I got, which I, I guess is almost the inverse of, you know, some previous version of him yeah. having owned them. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the knife, to me, what I, what I thought about the knife was that, because we know, you know, Locke has a thing with knives. Yeah. Than, like, any other he character He was the one with the, the suitcase of knives. Yeah, I, I got the sense that he, uh, I mean, barring the Dalai Lama thing, I just got, you know, just from this scene, I got the sense that, you know, that the knife, you know, the knife basically represented, you know, something, you know, against what his journey was supposed to be and all that stuff. Uh, you know, he says that the knife doesn't belong to him. Uh, but it was weird to me because we know he's he's got this thing with knives. And mm-hmm. I thought I thought everything was more symbolic yeah. than, uh, than maybe it is. That's, uh, that's, that's what I was saying. Like, that's how I would have interpreted it without this extra outside-the-show bit of information. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, yeah, now I sort of take it to mean, like, that was just the wrong thing to pick. Yeah, yeah. It was the wrong thing to pick, I guess, because they don't belong to whatever previous successor. Um, I mean, I don't want, I don't think, or I don't want to think that um, that it's really, you know, following some sort of Buddhist tradition that, you know, uh, you know that that he's got the same soul or something as whoever really owned those things before chronologically. Um, I would I would guess that uh it's more about, you know, some sort of sensibility that they share, you know. Than 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 like, you know, there was a previous version of Locke or something, you know what I mean? Or 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 whatever function Locke is gonna fulfill. Yeah, in the case of else. in the case of the Buddhist thing it's it's reincarnation. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. I don't think it's reincarnation. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it can't that. be if Ben is was really a previous chosen one, since mm-hmm. they're both still alive. Yeah. Uh, you know, reincarnation isn't supposed to work that way. Mm-hmm. Where it just like jumps to. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why I don't want to. I don't want to put too much into that. The whole Buddhist thing, uh, and I don't. I buy everything about how this scene is supposed to work except for that, except for the reincarnation part. I don't know what those objects are supposed to mean in terms of, you know, that line about which ones do you own already. I don't really know how to take that. Yeah, I mean, in a reincarnation context, it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, but I don't think that's what's going on because to me that's weird. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stick with my own hybrid theory that, um, that it's more about, you know, which ones do you own in a, in a in a in a more global sense? Okay. Okay. Because otherwise, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. I could live with it if they were really going for that, but I mean, with with Ben, it just seems like they're not. So maybe Ben wasn't, you know, I mean, but that's the thing. Is Albert one of the leaders of the others? Was he ever, you know, if so, like, you know, he's been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, um, you know, what does that mean in terms of reincarnation? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I hope they're not getting into that. That's too much. We've already got time travel. <laughs> one thing too many. Yeah. 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 I I kind of don't think they are either, but I, I feel like they just wanted to do that. Like, 
Like, I feel like if you take out which ones belong to you already, this scene is fine. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like they, you know, like you said, they want to do this, this old, like, Buddhist thing. And so you need that kind of question because that's, that's the crux of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that makes it bad in terms of, not bad, but that just makes it weird in terms of uh, what I think is going on. Yeah. I also have to point out, I feel like it's a nice coincidence that uh, in one of the previous podcast breaks, I read a story about the Dalai Lama, you know. Oh, that's funny. Just completely... For no reason your, at all. That was your fate. Yeah, I don't know. That's just, it turned out nicely. It actually uh, became relevant to the show. Was that during one of the drop calls? Mm-hmm. Mm, nice. Yeah, it was, I think, the podcast before last. It's like, the only thing about the drop calls is everyone is everyone gets to have fun but me, because I'm busy calling back in. <laughs> Everyone gets to hear whatever you make up, and I not make up, but whatever you say, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm just like, what was that you talking about? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. You you get the short end of the stick on that. On that's that. my fate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you need a new cell phone. <laughs> I blame talk to, you, but it's not its fault. Mm-hmm. It's my phone's fault. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, we're we're approaching that mark where it might cut off, so be prepared. Okay. I think in another ten minutes we'll see whether or not it does it. Yeah. Um. What the, you know? What else is weird about this? Um, is he didn't say John wasn't like the right kid. He just said he's not ready. Yeah, that's true. And in terms of like the view of the Dalai Lama. Wouldn't it be that if he chose the wrong objects, he wouldn't? It just—he's not the right he kid. He was the wrong one, yeah. Yeah, not that he's not ready to be the right kid. Like mm-hmm. he's either the right kid or not. Yeah, it's true. You know? See, that's the yeah. They're not really trying to stick to that a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, but I do think it's somewhat helpful to know that that's the inspiration. I yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, the. And the fact that, that he pursues Locke later, you know, that he mm-hmm. contacts one of his teachers or whatever and tries to, like, I was thinking, you know, interpreting it that way, if he just utterly failed the test, like, why would he even bother with yeah, him again? exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, but but it's weird. It's like, it's not ready in what sense? I mean, I mean, if he's just going to grow up and be ready later, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, It seems like, yeah, I mean, it seems like what, what he's, First of all, I want to say I think it's weird that he was upset that he wasn't ready. Yeah. Because um, it seems like that was obviously a possibility, uh, and it seems weird that he was upset. And I feel like maybe he needed him to be ready. You know, maybe it's that they, you know, that they had to choose Ben because Locke was never ready in time. You know, like if if Locke was ready sooner, he would have somehow gotten to the island and been in charge sooner. And okay. maybe the fact that Ben was in charge for that little period, that whatever period of time he was in charge, yeah. was just because they had no one else and he was the closest thing, maybe. I don't know. It's just a speculation. Okay. Um, but uh, I, do think, I do think Ben is problematic. I feel like, you know, his his circumstances have, have turned him into, you know, a bit of a, uh, you know, Rather uh, 
frightening character. Um, maybe the island doesn't mind that, but uh, but it seems like the island did mind Ben at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it like if it knew that you know that he was going to turn out like that, then it shouldn't have chosen him. Um, maybe he was the best option though. I yeah, know. I think maybe he's just the best option. Uh, something else you said. Maybe, I was going to talk about um, something else with this whole thing about. He said Richard came later and tried to recruit him, and he. He said something about him not John not being ready. Which made oh, me think of I was wondering, you know, how he could how he could not be ready if he's going to be ready later. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like like what change? You know. Mm-hmm. Like if he if what he's just going to be ready, ready later, they should just be able to take him, and he'll be ready. Oh, when that's he's ready. exactly that's what I was going to say. Um, I feel like this whole thing about the the kid, you know, the chosen ones and all that. I feel like you know the only reference I can really put this in uh, is is uh, does that even make sense? Uh, the the only framework I mean say that, that I can put this in is the is the idea of prophecies and stuff. And and Alpert knows for whatever reason that John is special, but he just doesn't know necessarily when John is going to come to fruition or what he's necessarily going to do exactly, which is why he's constantly checking in to see if he is ready. That's, okay. that's what I think is going on, where it's not that they know 100% of what's going like that they know, okay, in 2004 he's going to be ready to move mm-hmm. the island. I don't think they know they, he knows that back in the 50s. I think he knows John is special, and he's. He, and I think that's also why he was upset that John wasn't ready, um, was because he was hoping he would be. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was upset, I think, sort of shows that he didn't really know what to expect, that he didn't come in there knowing that John was the one and ready. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Plus Good. it's his fate. Mhm. <laughs> so um, it's his fate, but it might not be. Oh, it's always his fate, even when it isn't. Yeah, fate. Uh, uh, uh. Fate and coincidence are uh, are hard to distinguish sometimes. Yeah, I think uh, Mr. Echo knew that. <laughs> oh, Echo. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> Are we ready for the next scene, Mr. I think he deserved to catch some of this. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, uh, yes. Okay. Are you ready for the next scene? I am. Back on the island, um, Locke is digging through uh, the dead Dharma bodies. And uh, Hurley asks, you know, Ben, what's he's, what he's doing down there? Ben just kind of shrugs. Oh, are you gone? I think this might be a drop call. It is. Okay, guys, let's see. What's in the news today? Uh, I'm just, I feel like this is the way to go. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh. Oh, here's an interesting story. Let's see. Um, ah, 
Okay, here we go. Uh, McCain differs with Bush on climate change. Uh, Senator John McCain sought to distance himself from President Bush on Monday. He called for a mandatory limit on greenhouse gas emissions in the United States to combat climate change. Uh, Mr. McCain, in a speech at a wind power company, <laughs> well, I think he better say something like this there, uh, also pledged to work with the European Union to diplomatically engage China and India, uh, two of the world's biggest polluters, if they uh, refuse to participate in an international agreement to uh, slow global warming. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> I thought so. <clears throat> um, all right, well, I knew my phone was going to die soon. Yeah, you were right. You called it. Right. Yeah. <sighs> uh, three hours and 52 minutes. Is is the time? I think that's when it just says enough is enough. That's it. I almost feel like the network boots it off or something. Like mm -hmm. it, it just like says get off of the network and you're talking. You've had enough. Long. You're done now. Yeah, I don't know. So what were we talking about? That sounded interesting. Um. Uh. Apparently, uh, McCain in a in a speech uh, to a wind Taking power off? company. What? <laughs> Uh, in a speech to a wind power company, um, uh, he's uh, he's he's distancing himself from Bush on the issue of climate change, and I guess he the last thing I read is that he uh, is that he he pledged to work with the European Union to diplomatically engage China and India, two of the world's biggest polluters, if they refuse to participate in an international agreement to slow global warming. So anyway, he's uh, he's trying to. Um, uh, to uh, get get on that side of that issue, I guess. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I am too. That's why I read it. It was shocking. John McCain. Me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the very same. They even have a wow. picture. I, I'm, it's him. Well, let's see what he what he what he says next month. <laughs> see if he if he uh, sticks to that uh, mm -hmm. that idea. Let's see if he supports that next month. Yeah. Um, I agree. All right. Well, a little dose of politics. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just sort of scan, see what's uh, what looks interesting. Yeah. Sorry about the phone dropping, guys. I, you know, I wish I could fix that, but um, I can't. So I just have to live with it. Yeah, it's it's a feature now. I don't even know what I was saying when I was cut off. You were you barely got started on your scene description, so you should probably oh, just start over. Okay. So we're back on the island. Uh, Locke is digging through the dead bodies. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurley says, you know, what, what is he doing down there? Ben shrugs. Hurley asks Locke about, uh, sorry, Hurley asks Ben uh, that, you know, is this where you shot Locke and left him for dead? And Ben says yes, that he, you know, was standing right where Hurley is now and when he pulled the trigger. And then he says he should have realized at the time that it was pointless. Uh, but he wasn't really thinking clearly. You know what I just realized? Or what? just thought about? John, the, the island let Locke get shot. Mm-hmm. Locke, the chosen one of the island, gets to get shot, but Michael doesn't? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's... That's the thing. I mean, I mean, we talked about it before. I mean, the island let Locke get pushed out of a window. I mean... yeah. You know, that's even worse because, you know, the bullet wound healed or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
But still, it seems like if it wanted to, it should have been able to make the gun not work. Well, maybe maybe it knew Ben, like, I feel like if Ben was pointing at his head, then the gun oh, would have went off. okay. I mean, I don't want to buy that the island is really, you know, able to sort of think on that kind of level, but... Um, Obviously, it's a show thing, first and foremost, but in yeah. terms of, you know, inside the show, um, I think, um, I, I don't know. I don't really know how to reconcile that if the island knew John's fate or if the island sort of knew that John would be okay or, yeah, why did it let the gun go off, even on the off chance that it could have really killed him yeah. or, or shot him in some place that couldn't have, he couldn't have healed very easily? Um, I don't know. Good point. Um I, I would have to say it let him get shot because it was going to heal him because it wasn't going to be a fatal wound. Yeah. Well, and the thing they, pl- you know, the thing he said is that his, you know, that was where his kidney, uh, his missing kidney, mm-hmm. was, and that's why he was okay. And but it made it seem like it was just kind of a kind of a luck slash fate thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what you could chalk it up to, like the the island let you know, Anthony Cooper coming to his life so he could take his kidney because mm-hmm. so he, he knew years later he would get shot by Ben and uh, and would be okay because, you know, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It just uh, struck me. Yeah, I'd love to, like, get Michael in a room and have a gun and yeah. just try to, like, shoot at certain parts of his body and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, that's I. Well, I don't know if I want to do it, but I think someone <laughs> should do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I don't yeah, want to do it. It but. seems like some kind of experiment needs to be done. Like if you if you point at his foot, is will the gun go off? Yeah. You know, and it could be whether or not you're on the island. You know, because um, both times Michael wasn't on the island. Mm-hmm. So it could have been that the island is like, well, I can't really heal you, maybe, if you're not mm. here necessarily. I know Juliet's sister got healed. Well, yeah. Barring, barring that, like that aside, because we don't really have any real proof or That's anything. That's true. So that's a separate thing, but uh, but the fact that Michael wasn't on the island is a it makes this a special case, and um, and that you know that's that's worth saying too, because mm-hmm. the island could have more power to heal, you know, if you're on it. Yeah, that's true. I would buy that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always assume that that's the only place that had the power to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and you know what? It's weird. Uh, that just dawned on me. It just reminded me of the, uh, you know, that Rose Bernard episode when when uh, Rose went to see that guy and he yeah. said, you know, there's places that can heal you. Mm-hmm. And that this was a healing place, right? But yeah. this wasn't the one for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like individual mm-hmm. people have different places that will Yeah, and it, they made it seem like it was really the electromagnetism that healed Rose, right? Because yeah. they had the whole thing about that. About the energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my theory for a while. Mm-hmm. That that that's that that was what was going on. Um, and I don't know how the failsafe affected that. For for a little bit there, I thought you know maybe the failsafe will stop it. It doesn't seem that that's true, but uh, 
but it might still work. I mean, maybe, you know, just because they did a fail-safe doesn't mean there isn't still some kind of electromagnetic energy going around. That Did, did the fail-safe not release all of it, or is that just a theory? Well, <laughs> I don't remember if, if Carlton and Damon said that or not. Um, uh, I know they said it made the island visible. I don't know if they said more than that about the failsafe. They they did say more than that. I don't remember what they said. They they might have said something like, uh, that that I mean the problem. You know the problem that the the problem that the Swan was built to to deal with was was sort of corrected. Um. Which always made me wonder if that, if that's all they needed to do, they should have just done the failsafe years earlier. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, it made me think because yeah, I'm reading this entry in Lostpedia, and it, it, yeah, that's what the failsafe was supposed to do was just charge the electromagnetic buildup, um, and that's what it apparently did, which is why the sky turned purple. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can never say that without a little bit of cynicism. Yeah. Um, but. Um, but I'm thinking that they would have maybe um, see it, it also it all kind of is making sense now. That's interesting. What if it's just a case where Dharma basically was killed off before they were done with their experiments with the Swan Hatch, and if they were say going to pack up and leave, then they would have just you know turned the failsafe and discharged it and left. But the fact you know, but they didn't do that because they were sort of killed in the middle of their sort of experiments, and Calvin and Rosinski presumably were left to just keep doing this thing because they didn't really know about the sort of uh, overall plan, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so that 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 all makes sense to me. Okay. You know, because they did build a failsafe. It's not like you know they didn't build it. <laughs> you know, so they obviously knew what it. You know, they built it for a purpose and they knew the purpose. So um, it was just a matter of using it, and they. You know, seems like they just died before they had the need to to use it. If they wanted to keep like ex- doing whatever ex- you know sort of experiments they were doing. Yeah, which that's the other thing. It seemed like all that was being done was this mechanical entering of numbers every. Yeah, I feel like it was. There's something else. I mean, maybe they maybe they thought that electromagnetism was integral to something else to the island or something. Like they didn't want to. You know, whatever experiments that they're doing on the island, you know, they had, you know, other things they were doing, I'm sure. Uh, well, we know they were doing other things. Um, maybe they, you know, wanted to keep the island in, in its sort of natural condition as much as possible. And, you know, and the failsafe was, you know, if we can't keep it this way, then, you know, we'll we'll find a way to, we can have this thing turned off. But, but in terms of maybe their experiments or whatever else is going on they were doing on the island, that it was important that they kept the electromagnetism in check. Mhm. You know, because that makes sense. You know, if you, if for whatever reason they want the electromagnetism to be there, then they should build a Swan station on top to contain it and to uh, regulate it with the uh, the button pushing. Mhm. So that all makes sense to me. Okay. I like it. I like it. Good. All right. I like when things make sense. I mean, I think there's still, you know, the execution, I think, is, you know, I don't understand why they had to, you know, why the scheme had to be uh, 108 minutes 
and this code and people have to enter it? Um, those are all I mean, the people have to enter it part, I think I don't I couldn't I don't even know a good answer for that. Um, but the 108 minutes and the and the and the sequence, you know, I, I I'm comfortable letting that that answer rest in the sort of nuances of whatever they were doing and whatever they found out about the electromagnetism, you know. 108 minutes, you know, obviously if you don't press it 108 minutes, it sort of builds up to the point where it would like kill, destroy the world or whatever it was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably just, you know, um, just a function of the, that, you know, just a property of that phenomenon. The same way, you know, certain geysers go off at a certain period of time and, you know, things like that. Other natural phenomenon that happens in a, you know, random interval of time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, all right, what are we talking about here? So we're on this scene. Oh, I don't think I finished talking about the scene. No, I don't think you did. I kind of interrupted you. Um... So then he says, where am I? Who am I talking about? Okay, so he says, uh, should have realized at the time it was pointless, but I wasn't thinking clearly. Um, oh, okay, here's the scene. Yeah, so then Hurley says, uh, is that why you kill all these people? And Ben says, I didn't kill them. Uh, and then Ben says that uh, it wasn't his decision to do it. It was their, It was the leader... Of the, I think, I guess he's saying the leader of the others. It was their decision to do it. And Harley says, "I thought you were the leader." Ben says, "Not always." Uh, then down in the ditch with the body, uh, Locke finds finds Horace and finds Horace's body, uh, identified by his name badge. And in the pocket, he finds a blueprint slash map of the cabin. Yay! And uh, that's the scene. All right. All right. Well, uh, so well, go ahead. Here's a here's a little thing. Uh, you know, Ben's line. He should have realized at the time it was pointless shooting Locke. You know, goes back to what we were saying earlier about the island letting Locke get shot mm-hmm. and, and the healing him and all that stuff. Um, and there's another example of him Ben already knowing that he's not in charge anymore. Or, you know, on top anymore. I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, even at that point he knew so. Um, I don't have anything to say about that except it's a you know it's a little revelation that he knew it was pointless. Oh you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. You got anything on this scene? Yeah. Um, the thing I wanted to bring up was um. Oh, the thing about uh. Who, who ordered the purge? Who was the who was the previous leader? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess uh, I'm thinking that it, that he's talking about um, Alpers. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you uh, do you have? Um, yeah, I think he's talking about Alpert. I mean, even even you know going back to that episode with the purge, um, it did seem like you know Ben was doing something for them. You know the way they came in at the end. Mm-hmm. You know it it made it yeah it made it seem like something was going on there. Um, I, I, my own personal belief is that 
I, I don't think Alpha was like, hey, go go to the Tempest and release the poison gas. Uh, I think he maybe wanted Dharma gone and Ben found a way to do it. Um, because I don't think the others could have really, uh, well, without Ben, I don't think they could have really, you know, released the gas and all that stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you need the codes and whatever else. And, you know, I'm sure they had security and all that kind of stuff. Uh, with the station that important, you would expect security or something. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I would guess that Ben is the one who came up with sort of the method, but, uh, you know, but this idea that uh, Albert is the one who came up with the idea is interesting. But I say Albert because I think Albert was their original leader. Who else would it be? I don't unless know. He's, unless he's saying Jacob, but that isn't really, you know. If Jacob... If Jacob was the leader then, shouldn't he be the leader now? Yeah. You know, so I don't think it's that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, yeah, and it did come across that way. But I always thought that, you know, I always thought it was Ben's idea and that he he sort of took charge after it happened. You know, mm-hmm. that he was like, you know, we can kill all these people and, like, move into their stuff and, and you know, oh, by, really? yeah, and that like you know, by doing this, we can kind of, uh, by doing that, he he sort of established himself as the leader. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I definitely got that sense that he. I guess for me, it was more the fact that he sort of proved himself to be the leader by doing that. Um, but you know, they have that thing about the hot, you know, the, the hostile sort of being at war with Dharma in the first place, and. You know, I would imagine the others would want Dharma out of the picture, you know. But, yeah, um, yeah I mean, that could be the way that Ben sort of asserts himself into power without really being the chosen one. Mm-hmm. You know. Or it could just be you're chosen for a time. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you, you have to get, you know, you... You know, you're chosen to get the others and whatever they're doing from point A to point B. And when you're when you're there, you're you're done. And someone else is going to go from B to C, and someone else from C to D. Like the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So that's just that's just a little extra thing about. You know, I mean, Ben could always be lying, um, but uh, what Ben lying? <laughs> but so if he's exciting. if, uh, but you know, he sometimes he doesn't lie, and uh, and if that's true, then uh, uh, then it's then it's a little bit of information about about whose idea it was to uh, to do the purge. You know, it's like he he really. I mean, and you could say this almost at any time, some are better than others, but he really shouldn't have a reason to lie at this point, especially since well, what difference would it make? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not like he's at gunpoint and they're and they want revenge for the killing of of Dharma, you know uh you know it's like he's got no reason to lie, you know unless he just wants to save face. But it's like he's not saying he didn't do it. If he's gonna lie, why not? You know, why not say he didn't do it in the first place? Yeah. You know, I mean, of course, 
he told Locke he did it before, but I mean, you know, if you're gonna if if you don't want the sort of bad publicity for doing it, uh, which would be the reason to lie and say it wasn't your idea, then uh, why even say you were involved in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know, or you should say someone made me do it or something. And so it's the kind of lie where it's such a small difference that what's even the point if you're yeah. lying? Like, yeah, I did it, but it wasn't my decision. Like, that won't get you off in a judge and jury, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, – I, I don't think he's really lying. He could be, but I don't think he's lying. Yeah, no, I don't either. But, you know, when it comes to Ben, you, you just always have to – yeah, I think there's, there, I think we might. Well, we'll see. But I think at this, in, in this time frame, we at least have a window of opportunity to see a little bit of a different side of Ben, you know, than the past Ben. You yeah. Know? And I think we we know he's up to you know some stuff in the future, but uh, but at this point, you know, he's in he's in circumstances we haven't seen before, namely you know, not in control. Yeah. And um and I think he might he might show a different side of himself at some point. So mm-hmm. which might just be him telling the truth more. Yeah. Which I hope I hope he's doing. That would I be think, a different side. Like yeah, like I said, I don't think he has a any real reason to lie. And he doesn't even seem as calculating anymore, you know, like he's just kinda like humdrum and like along for the ride. You know, yeah. before you know when he's in when he was in certain situations, and you know he would he's all you look at him and you can tell he's thinking of his next move. Yeah. And now he doesn't know what the next move is. You know. Yeah. He's for the first time, having to ask other people what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously he he would ask Jacob or something in in previous times, but other non supernatural people. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. You you're know, right. The other thing I wanted to say is that I think I really wanted Hurley to ask both Locke and Ben, why do they think this man in the cabin has any idea of what to do with the freighter people? You mm-hmm. know, they keep, they keep oh, we're going to, the man in the cabin is going to tell us what to do. <laughs> Hurley doesn't know that the man in the cabin is, you know, we think he's going to go see Jacob, you know. Hurley doesn't know that this guy is really supernatural. Yeah, he saw sort of the cabin move and stuff like that. But I think Hurley should be asking them, you know, why is this guy, why does this guy have the answer of all people? Mm-hmm. You know, some guy who just has a cabin in the middle of the jungle. Yeah. You know. And he never asked that question. No. No, that yeah, that would be a fair question. And it could just be a very easy answer, like you know, we're going to see a, you know, why does this, why does this dude in the in the in the cabin. Uh, how is he going to help us? You know, why why does he have all the answers? And Ben could just say he's always had the answers. You know, yeah. some some line like that where every time the island is in jeopardy, this is the guy we go to, and this guy always gets us out, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You hear that, Carlton and Damon? <laughs> I'm sure they listen. Maybe they maybe it's a scene they deleted. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Always got to throw that out whenever there's something missing. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because, <sighs> yeah, that would have been easy. That would have been, been very throw. easy. That's a five-second exchange. Yeah, because if I were Hurley, I mean, yeah, I, I'd definitely be – I'd definitely be curious about what they think they're really 
going to get it's, out of this. Especially coming from Ben, you know, like after after years of Ben being the go-to guy and sort of the, the top of the food chain, like it's like if Ben doesn't know what to do after having just summoned Smokey, mm-hmm. you know, if Ben doesn't know what to do, I want to know why this other guy thinks he knows what to do, you know, in terms of Hurley's perspective. Yeah. But anyway, anything else on this scene before we uh, scoot along? I don't think so. I uh, Dharma, map, grave, then others. No, I don't think so. And also, um, I don't know if this had been really solidified before. I, I mean, I think we'd all probably believed it. But, uh, you know, any any sort of difference between the others and the hostiles, I think, are sort of gone now. Now that, you know, Ben says the others are the ones who wiped out Dharma. Oh. And we, and we know at the time Dharma was sort of at war with the hostiles. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that they're the same because Alfred's with them and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, um, but now we know the name is really... And Ben. Good. Yeah, and Ben, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's the thing. Ben sort of the leader of the others, and Alfred sort of with the hostiles. And the fact that they're together means that you know those groups are together. Yeah, yeah. The the others. It seems like the others came to mean a little more than the hostiles, but the uh, new group. Yeah, but it's it's it contains the hostiles. Yeah. They they are they are the rectangle to the hostile square. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> they are the rectangle to the hostile square. Yeah. Oh. Hostiles are others. All others are not hostiles. Hmm. Like okay. Juliet, for example. Mhm. All right, then that makes sense. Did you say you're ready for the next scene? Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um. My notes are like okay. So the next scene we're on the freighter. Uh, Kimi tells the captain that uh, he needs his key, um, and then uh, Frank enters and uh, says that Mayhew just died. Mayhew was the guy who was injured by Smokey, Aww. and that the doctor couldn't do anything for him. Uh, the crew is asking a lot of questions about what happened to them. What happened to uh, Kimi's crew? And uh, then Kimi tells Frank to go gas up the chopper that they're going back. And uh, Frank tries to protest, but he just tells him to go gas up the chopper, Frank. Uh, uh, Frank leaves. Then uh, Captain Galt uh, takes the time to tell Kimi that uh, there was some sort of sickness uh, affecting the crew and that uh, Kimi might be... uh, might have been affected, which might explain his uh, his behavior and stuff uh, right now. And Kimi doesn't really care. He just wants the captain's key. Uh, then the captain says, you know, that's not the protocol. And then Kimi slams him against the wall and rips the key from his neck and summarily thanks him. Uh, next scene, we're, uh, I guess, in the captain's office. And um, he uh, Kimi goes into the file cabinet and uh, opens it with the keys and uh, pulls out a folder and uh, basically says that it's the second protocol, 
and that it, it details where Ben is going to go next. Uh, Galt, uh, Captain Galt asks why Woodmore would know that, or how Woodmore would know that. And Kimi says because he's a very smart man, uh, and that if they're going to torch the island, there's only one place Ben could go. Uh, this is news to Galt that uh, they're trying to torch the island, that he had agreed to uh, bring them there for an extraction mission. Um, and uh, Kimi just tells him to uh, fix his gun. The end. Um, okay. Where do I start here? Um, did you notice the apparent Dharma symbol uh in uh inside the secondary protocol binder. Yeah, not only did I notice the Dharma symbol, but did you notice what symbol it was? No. It was fast. I couldn't see. Uh I've seen screen caps of the symbol and one guess what station it references. <laughs> Um, and you only have one guess. If you get it wrong, we're ending the podcast right now. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, guess wisely, my friend. Uh, is it? God, I don't know. Uh, Let's uh, just say it's relevant to recent events. Oh. It's not, it's not the flame, you know what I mean? Okay, okay. Recent events. Well, that narrows it down. Um Wow. I guess that means what could it be? We haven't even seen any stations this season. Uh Oh, is it uh is it the one that is it the one that Ben had on his jacket? Yep. Oh okay. the Orchid station. The Orchid. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I really like I was shocked to see that. Um mm-hmm. uh uh what does that mean? I mean, is uh, why do they have a dharma symbol? <laughs> Help me. Help me. I don't understand. Um, like like dharma should be long dead. Why are there still dharma symbols floating around? Mhm. On on a on a recent uh uh, thing. Very good questions. You know, is Widmore Dharma? Is he repre- uh, a part of Dharma? What is Dharma? Are they still alive? Is um, I think, I think that the answer here is is very simple. I think it's not a crazy like, oh, is Dharma still around? Or, yeah, I think I think it could just be as simple as they got a copy of some old Dharma information that details. I I think you know basically you know we see we see Ben, uh, we saw Ben basically leave from apparently the orchard uh, orchid. <laughs> Um and uh <laughs> those words Yeah, those words That's a different station. Weird. Yeah, that's a different station. It's got fruit in it. Um, um I think I, I think we're what we're gonna find is that um Ben is going to go to the Orchid station and sort of leave in some sort of 
you know, last-ditch effort to do whatever, and, you know, he's got this cut on his arm and all that stuff. I think that's where he's going to end up going. I think that's where they're going to probably have to go to move the island. Um, and I think uh, Kimi, whatever Kimi is reading, is detailing information uh, either specifically about the station or about, uh, you know, some, like certain protocols or certain um, certain, you know, uh, contingency plans that were maybe outlined by Dharma in case of attack or in case of, um, you know, anything like that. Uh, I don't think the fact that he has his binder, to me, like, I don't think it means that Widmore's can, you know, sort of more connected to Dharma than we thought before or anything like that, or that Dharma is still around and active. Um, I think, to me, the strangest thing is the fact that, uh, that they even have it, you know, not that, you know, what does it mean that they have it? The fact that they have it, I think, is weird. The fact that, you know, um, that Widmore even knows to have, you know, why is that the secondary protocol? You know, why, you know, um, to me, to me, it, it makes me feel like that there are, um, that this, that what's going on between Ben and Widmore is bigger than it seems. You know what I mean? I feel like, you know, especially when he says, you know, oh, I know where he's going. There's only one place he can go and all this stuff. It's To me, it's strange that Widmore would even know that, you know, even know to go, like, you know, get that stuff. How did he even get that stuff to me is a big question. Um, but I don't think it's it's really, really crazy, the explanation of how, he, how they have it. Okay. So I was I was trying to find this screen cap that I saw where it, it, it pretty clearly showed that it was the same symbol. And uh I don't know where that is now. I don't think I made that up. But what else did you think about this thing? I mean obviously that's the sort of big you know If I understand your uh, theory right they're going to be going to the orchid station mm-hmm. um, and are you suggesting that Ben is going to like time travel teleport out of there uh, like pretty soon and that and that a skirmish that he's involved in will be will be as a result of this you know Kimi and his group going to look for him Yes, yes. I think Ben I I think we're I think, you know, Locke and Ben and Hurley need to go move the guy or whatever. Uh I mean before that obviously I think Hurley has to get back with the others at the beach, but uh at some point. But um I think I think that yeah, I think I think where Ben needs to go, Ben and Locke need to go to move the island is gonna have something to do with the or- orchard. Orchid. <laughs> Try to say the right one instead of the wrong one. So, so Ben is going to exit from the, from the, you know, present sort of present island story very soon. I think so. Okay. I think so. I think. Um, well, do I think that?
I think the fact that, well, I don't know. I think he could. I think he could. I think, um, you know, we talked about before about these flash forwards and how, you know, it seems like they're going to need to catch up to the flash forwards at some point. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I don't know when else they, they could do that, but except for, like, sort of between the seasons or something. And they could um, just sort of – I mean, if if the Oceanic Six get off and, you know, and then the freighter people are taken care of and the island and everyone else who's alive on the island or whatever sort of reaches some sort of stasis, you know, like they're not really in danger and the ones who are there don't really want to leave or go home – then I can see them, you know, uh, sort of just like fast-forwarding the timeline a bit and catching up to, you know, maybe when Ben Lee, you know, sort of shows up in Tunisia. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could see that happening, yeah. Which is actually, I don't think it's that far into the future. Um, yeah, that one is like the next year, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So they wouldn't have to flash-forward too much to get there. Now... Um, what what I don't like about my little idea is it seems like that would mean Ben is time traveling if he leaves from this present and sort of shows up next year. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want to buy that, but... Um, Which is what I thought when he asked about the day and the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot about that he asked that. Um, oh, I totally forgot about that. Hmm. Maybe so, maybe. I guess my biggest thing was when he asked about the day and year was was that I don't want to buy that he he didn't know when it was. So I would buy that when he left, he knew where he was going and when he was going. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, time travel, ugh. <laughs> yeah, I know. As cool as it is, it's just... Makes everything work. Yeah, you can't have too much of it. It ruins everything. Uh, where did I see this? Um, the screen cap. Maybe on the board somewhere. I remember. Well, what did um? Well, what do you think is going on? Uh, as far as the uh, the Dharma symbol or 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 Ben or where they're going. Well, with or... the with this protocol and all of it. I mean, yeah, I was whole... totally bewildered by it. I really had no idea what to think. I guess uh, I guess I was thinking that. Uh, you know, that Dharma was still alive. It does make more sense. I mean, Widmore said, you know, that the island used to be his. And mm-hmm. so I believe at some point he did have access to the island. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, you know, at some point, I mean, I don't know why he would specifically get those documents, but, you know, I feel like he at least could have at some point. Um, so I'll buy that. Um, yeah, so I, I I like the idea that, you know, they are – they are Dharma documents to use because he knew that Ben would go to that place and not because he is he is Dharma or Dharma's still mm-hmm. alive or whatever. 
Um, cause yeah, that, that, that was, that was painful think, to me. I think it's the same reason why Charlotte and Dan went straight to the Tempest, mm-hmm. you know, uh, cause they knew that if Ben wanted to kill people on the Island, that's what he would do. Cause he did it before kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think Winmore, yeah, you know, um, he, he, sh- he should be privy to, you know, some of this information. And so if he is, he would know, okay, well, we we got to take the Tempest down or else we use the gas and we got to get to the Orchid because then Ben will try to do whatever else, you know. Whatever it is you uh, can do there. Whatever it is. Yeah, I'm looking at this screen cap again, and it is it is definitely the same symbol. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, um, so I feel like that it just makes sense that that's what's, that's what's going to happen. We know Locke and Ben need to go somewhere. We know Kimi and his people are on their way, obviously, to the station because he's got the binder for it, and he's talking mm-hmm. about where they need to go. So, um, And I think Jack and those guys are obviously going to get there too because are at least close because they, uh, they've got the tracker now, um, the little sat phone that uh, Frank dropped for them. Oh, uh, yeah. So I think we're going to all convene at the Orchid pretty soon here. I guess so. Yikes. Maybe the Orchid will, like, beam beam people to the freighter. <laughs> See ya. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I would I would be less kidding if, uh, if I didn't already know that, you know, Saeed has a little boat. Yeah, I was going to say, I think that's. I feel like that's a little more likely to be the yeah. source of transportation. Um, yeah. So, what else with this scene? I mean, obviously that was a big thing. To me, I, like I said, to me it's it's just it's just crazy. I. I I, I just don't know what's going on with Ben and Widmore. It just—I feel like it's bigger than than I can grasp my head around because it just doesn't seem like it's—it's it's a simple case of Widmore wants to get this island and Ben doesn't want him to. Because there's, you know, the whole thing of with their conversation about these rules and things, mm-hmm. and and um, you know, and uh, and you know, this thing about Bit Widmore knowing where Ben is gonna, you know, what he's gonna do, and know how many other protocols are there you know is this if if they don't get the island or you know or kill everybody or whatever after the second protocol which they won't you know uh they can't win they're the bad guys <laughs> yeah yeah if, um, if they if they could talk to us we could tell them some people that they won't kill yeah exactly we could totally tell them don't don't waste your time on some of these people namely ben yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, key the key one is Ben, but if you're trying to kill any of these six, you're you're doomed to fail. Mhm. I'm sorry, but uh we've seen them live for many years after this. <laughs> exactly. And by the way, your gun wasn't malfunctioning. The mm-hmm. island is protecting Michael. Uh, the the thing uh, one of the things that surprised me is the uh you know that Kimi just uh does not uh uh you know he's he he's he he's kind of a uh you know he he doesn't respect the captain's authority whatsoever at all you, you know? know yeah this episode i mean the last couple have have really i mean i think if you if we go back to when we first were introduced to the freighter people you know, we kind of thought they were all 
privy to the same information and all on the same page mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, different people knew different things, obviously, but we thought everyone was kind of on the same page, and it's really clear that there's only a handful of people who really know what's going on. Yeah. And, and, and then, like, and of the people on the freighter, like, almost all of them have different agendas for being there. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's, and I think, you know, the captain, you know, I think Ray is, you know, with the captain, you know, part of his crew. Um, but, but it's clear that, that the captain had no idea what was going on, you know, um, and Frank, you know, Frank was just, you know, I was supposed to be helicoptering scientist. He didn't know Mm -hmm. that there was going to be, you know, soldiers on board. Uh, the captain didn't, you know, thought this was an extraction mission. He didn't, you know, know anything about, you know, destroying people on the island and, yeah. And uh so it's really interesting to see who who knew what and I think the fact, you know, the the fact that yeah, Kimi doesn't respect his authority because it's really not even the captain's mission. You know, the captain doesn't even know what the mission is, the mm-hmm. real mission. So uh he doesn't really, you know, it's just he's it's just like um you know, before it seemed like, you know, he was the captain in sort of a traditional sense, but it's just like he's just the captain of this, you know, their transportation mode. He yeah. doesn't really have any authority over Kimi's team. I at just all. I naturally expect the captain to be in charge and to be yeah, you know, in the know about what's going th- on. That's the thing, like Kimi and Omar and those guys were laying low that entire time when we first met them. Yeah. Like they they seemed like they were just part of the ship's crew, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, they were helpful and nice and all that in the beginning. Uh, and the captain was the one everyone wanted to see, and he was the one who was, you know, oh, you don't want to see the captain. Mm-hmm. And he turns out to be, you know, a fairly good guy. Yeah, I know. I still wonder about that job. note that said, don't trust the captain. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he he seems to be, you know, better than... Trustworthy. Yeah, trustworthy, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he. It turns out that he, he wasn't. Yeah, when 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 Saeed turned Michael in, like the captain didn't try to kill him yeah. immediately. He just put him in custody. Mm-hmm. You know, and he and this is a guy who was responsible for his crew dying. You know, the fact that they're stuck there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I don't know why. I mean, if that note came from Michael, I don't know why he he would have said that. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't either. Still don't. He's dead now. Uh, well maybe we'll get a posthumous uh, Captain Flashback (laughs) I like the Captain but I really I liked his character too and I think I think his character and Kimi's character did a flip flop Mm -hmm. and the Captain became less threatening as he seemed and Kimi became more threatening than he seemed yeah yeah Uh, I also wanted to mention really quickly that uh, which I don't think this really relates, but uh, I noticed that Michael was when he was chained in that room. He was chained to some pipes, mm-hmm. and uh, it just reminded me of the 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 person banging on the pipe. Oh, <laughs> uh, that we never found out who that was. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that should have been before he was locked in there. But, time travel. Time travel. It's no. fate. <laughs> which one do you want? Time travel or fate? <laughs> Those are two choices. <laughs> Those answer everything on Lost. If it doesn't make sense, it's either time travel or their fate. Uh, yeah, I. That's uh, maybe it was just him like fucking up the engine. Mm. But but that's so ridiculously loud though, and it's like no one heard that coming from the engine room, and no one else was like stationed in the engine room well. or like. I mean, what kind of saboteur, like, makes that kind of noise? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I agree. It's, I mean, not that I, I don't want to, like, you know, blow holes in your idea, but, uh, I mean, no, it's just an idea. But Just I don't because, think, uh, you know, Saeed says uh, that it's, you know, that it's not mechanical. Um, so I, I was thinking, uh, you know, that would be one way he could make noise. It would be a bad idea to sabotage the... What do you what do you what now? He says it's not mechanical, so that means what? Well, that that seems to mean it's you know someone doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was just I was trying to think of a of a non. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily think Michael knows Morse code. Maybe he does. Uh, I was trying to think of a non Morse code reason why Michael would be banging on things. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It could be he was banging on things. And if someone came to ask him what he was doing, like, you know, it wasn't, like, maybe really obvious that he was destroying things, maybe. And he's like, oh, I'm repairing this, whatever. But what he was really doing, if someone really knew about engines, they would know that whatever he was banging on, he should be banging on. So it, mm-hmm. could, be, it could be that, too, where, where he was making the noise, but it wasn't obvious that he was destroying things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like if, if anyone else was in the engine room, because, you know, I don't know what happened to the engineer. Didn't he die or something? Or yeah, I, I, I forgot what happened to the engineer. But you would think that there would be more than one person in the engine room on, yeah. on that stat. On that I mean, crew. I don't even think Michael was supposed to be involved with the engine room. I, I, I think yeah, he and it got I promoted help, to there or something. I can't help but think like, but connect this to when Minkowski asked uh, Michael if he was the engineer. Yeah. Remember that when he first met mm-hmm. him on uh, when they were loading up of the ship? Yeah. That that always stuck in my head because I would think maybe he should be the engineer. Now he basically is the engineer. Yeah. You know, he's the one who broke him, and he's the only one who can fix them. And it's like it, they make it seem like he has engineering because to to destroy an engine, you don't necessarily have to have engineering skills. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you do, you could probably do it better and more, more effectively. effectively. Yeah. But um, but it may, they're making it seem like now he's got the skills to like repair it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is weird because Minkowski basically intimated that by asking him. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So yeah, that's one of those weird things that you know. It kind of reminds me of the of the satellite phone being broken. Mm-hmm. Where they say it is when it's not true, and then it becomes true. Yeah, exactly. That's so weird. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel. Fate. Anybody? Okay. Both. <laughs> both. Exactly. Both and neither. Uh, God. Oh man. But yeah. Um, no, I don't have another point. What am I talking about? You don't have another point. Don't. Up for Don't try to. Um, all right, where are we? Uh, uh, we I just got through with, with this uh, Captain Kimi thing, I think. That was the last scene, right? You know, uh, yeah, I wanted to also say, you know, they claim, you know, he's going to torch the island. Um, mm-hmm. But if but if he really torched it in a literal sense, what would Widmore want on the island that <laughs> would still be alive? You know, or still be, like, not damaged, or still be, you know... Yeah, a completely mm-hmm. like burned, scorched island. And could can can uh, Christian and pre- presumably Claire and all, and all these apparitions we've seen. Uh, I mean, I don't really put Claire in there yet, but you know, Christian and Jacob uh, can they survive if the island was torched? I mean, are mm-hmm. they impervious to that kind of you know if they can't like teleport somewhere else or 
you know, if they were really confined to the island, I wonder what fire would do to them and their habitat. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I yeah. I wonder if you could just like, you know, shoot one of those things that destroy Claire's house at Jacob's cabin. Mm-hmm. You know, and if it would really yeah, what would that do? You know, it, it, and is Jacob's cabin a source of power or a source of you know home or something? Where if that was destroyed somehow, that would weaken him or mm-hmm. you know whatever. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe just maybe something's gonna happen. Um. Okay. Next scene. Uh, we're on top deck. And uh, Desmond and Saeed are watching as they carry off a very dead Mayhew. Oh. And uh, Desmond says that... Uh, we hardly he, knew ye. We hardly knew ye. Uh, he, he, you know, survived uh, Smokey for a bit. Let's yeah. know about it. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, he says... Uh, Desmond says that the man was uh, not injured by a gunshot and uh, asks Saeed what he thinks happened. And Saeed says he doesn't know, but... He's sure that uh, when Kimi and his team get back, that they that they'll be certain it doesn't happen again. Uh, then Galt comes and um, and tells Omar that Kimi wants to see him in the armory, and Kimi says he's not supposed to uh, take his eyes off of Desmond and uh, I was going to say Hurley, Desmond and Saeed. Um, and then Galt says he'll watch them and let them go. Uh, and Wait, Omar says that right. I got, I got lost. Omar says he's not supposed to take his eyes off of Desmond and, and okay. Saeed. Galt says that he's going to watch them and that that Omar should leave. Okay. And as Omar leaves, uh, his sat phone gets an incoming Morse code message. Ooh. Uh, wonder what that's about. Guess we'll find out later. Um, then um, what happens next? Let me see. My notes are messed up here. Um, oh, so basically Galt wants uh, them to hide before Kimi comes back. And uh, so he says hiding is pointless. Uh, he wants to take the Zodiac raft. I don't know why it has a name. Uh, but uh, he wants to start ferrying people uh, to and fro the beach. Uh, I guess just fro the beach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one wants to go to the beach. Only himself, too. Yeah, only himself, too. Everybody uh, else fro. Everybody else fro. <laughs> uh, and he says that's the only way to save the people on the island. Um, then Galt says meet them, meet him behind the container in 10 minutes, and the boat will be in the water. Awesome. So this answers a question that you had about when they sent the Morse code message, how they answered it so quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, this just went straight to Omar's phone. Why would it? Why would it go anywhere else? I guess, huh? <laughs> uh, that's so weird to me that before, before when they were talking on the sat phones, it was going to like it wasn't going to another sat phone, right? Like, did we? We never. I mean. What was Regina using when she was talking? I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. We never actually got to see. We never got I, to see her do. I assumed so. that it was something in that communication room that uh, mm-hmm. that site, and I imagine someone in there, you know, not, um, you know, not them just standing there with another sat phone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know what? Although is, maybe the the phones are supposed to be able to call each other. Actually, there was a line that Frank said where he said the the sat phones could only call each other. So I guess that means they were using a sat phone. It, it also made me think of the when they uh, when they you know they called that other number that that was only for emergencies. And Regina picked up and was like, why are you using this line? Remember mm-hmm. that whole thing? Yeah. That made me think they had switched to, like, sat phone to sat phone communication or something. But, but yeah, I forgot about that line with Frank, that they can only call each other. Um, but is it is it, like, everyone got that Morse code message or just Omar's phone? Like, that's yeah. weird to me. Yeah. That's a good question. It, it, I don't know. Well, anyway, we get the answer to who picked it up and uh Yeah. And So presumably uh, he's the one who said the doctor was fine. I don't know I don't know how he it's weird that I, I don't know how he responded to the Morse code message. You you notice we didn't see that. No, of course not. Uh because it took Dan like those materials he had to make to sort of do the Morse code. Yeah, and uh, and the sad phone. I don't know if he could he could have just like pressed buttons in sort of a Morse code way, you know, just press a single button in Morse code and that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a Morse code function on the phone, like that's weird. Yeah. But we got our answer, so. Mhm. Uh, what else about this? Scene? It at least shows why someone was ready with a response. Mhm. Since like it wasn't really what I was envisioning, you know, I, I was I was thinking that 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 room. Mhm. You know. And I thought it would be sort of uh, less directed, or they wouldn't necessarily, I don't know, know what it was or whatever. Yeah. What else you got on this scene? Um. What else happened? I think that's it. Yeah, not much. The Zodiac um, Raft. The Zodiac Raft. All right, well, I think I have to hand this over to you now. Oh, is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Wow, halfway, huh? Okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, we're only halfway. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I really thought you had more scenes. Um... Let's see. Let me make sure. Okay. So in the next scene, uh, Locke is looking at Horace's uh, blueprint slash map, trying to figure out where the cabin is. Um, Hurley arrives and gives water to Ben and Locke. Locke suggests that Hugo go back to the beach and apologizes uh, for making him come along. Hurley decides to stay with Locke and Ben, and he kind of walks away. Uh, Ben stays behind and compliments John on tricking Hurley into staying with with them, I guess. He suggests that uh, it wasn't really Hurley's idea to stay with them. Uh, John uh, Locke, that is, responds with, uh, I'm not you. And Ben says, you're certainly not. <laughs> Which is quite Gotta true, I have ben. to say. Gotta love Ben. It's yeah. like, hey man, you're just like me. I'm not like you. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's so it's such a it was a little you know what it was actually? What? I thought it was a little petty. Petty? Oh yeah. And you know you know who who's who's petty? Um ben? Locke's petty. Oh Locke's petty. <laughs> Locke is yeah. petty. And I, I think uh this might be the first the first Jack's petty too. Yeah, they're all petty. Um <laughs> this might be a, a case of uh, you know, a little a little switcheroo of personality traits, mm-hmm. you know. Of, of yeah, of Ben uh, becoming more like Locke while Locke becomes more like Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like this scene, uh, you know, the whole thing, you know, was Locke really saying that because he knew Hurley would come along anyway? Mm-hmm. Or was he really trying to have Hurley's best interest? Did he really have Hurley's best interest at heart. Um, to me, it's it's like, Hurley doesn't need to come in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So I don't feel like Locke really needs to trick Hurley into coming. Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star eight. What? What did it say at the end? To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star eight. Yeah, but I pressed star eight. Oh, maybe I, I interrupted it and it it finished saying eight or something. I heard it say something after I finished after it made that sound. Oh. Okay. Anyway, um Yeah, I don't I don't think Hurley needs to come anyway, so it's yeah, like, I mean, I took him into doing that. I feel like Locke was sincere. Mhm. You know, that he, he realized he didn't need him and, and really, you know, Hurley might be in the way at some point. And so it's like, you know, you should go back. Mhm. You know, he wouldn't have wanted him there anyway if he didn't if he didn't think he could lead him to the cabin, which now he, you know, doesn't need help with. Mhm. So, and I thought when he said I'm not you, he was he was suggesting that he wasn't doing that. Yeah, I think that is what he's suggesting. Doesn't mean he's not lying. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's an interesting little scene. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is okay. Is that enough? Should I go to the next scene? Here? Moving right along. Moving. Oh no! Please, <laughs> please let's not. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. I just don't like the phrase for some reason. I just made that up. Every time I hear it, I just, uh, I don't know, I want to shut off a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's just a problem I have. Uh, Every time I hear that, it makes you want to donate to a podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's nice of you. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the next scene is a flashback. Uh Teenage Locke is locked in a locker. <laughs> you did not just say that. I had to. Teenage Locke is locked in a locker with a lollipop licking his... <laughs> okay. Alliteration, two points. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's what it is. Uh, and he's banging on the door uh, for someone to let him out. A man, I guess a teacher, um, uh, someone who Professor works... Professor Four Eyes. Uh, yeah, is that, is, that his, is that his legal name? Yeah, I think so. Professor Four Eyes uh, lets him out, and uh, 
takes him to, well, I guess he says he's taking him to a nurse's office, but then at some point they're just in a room alone in some kind of office uh, together. I don't really know if they, if he's supposed to have gone to the nurse or whatever, but anyway, they're, they're alone in the, in a room together now. Uh, the teacher tells Locke that Alpert called him uh, on behalf of Middleos uh, to recruit Locke to go to their summer science camp. Yay! Uh, yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Locke says that this is a type of thing that causes him to be put into lockers. Uh, Locke uh, insists that he likes such such uh, wonderful things as boxing, fishing, cars, and sports. Uh, he'd already mentioned some sports, but you know, just for any he didn't say, he likes those too. The mm-hmm. teacher tells him that he can't be the prong king, the quarterback, or superhero. And Locke says, "Don't tell me what I can't do," and leaves the office. Yay! Yay! Look at little Locke standing. A little lock that could. Yeah. I guess he hasn't changed in like 40 years. Not a bit. This this struck me as a bit surprising um, uh, in a way because uh, in the the episode, uh, I guess the Man for Tallahassee, where we see uh, how Locke ended up in the wheelchair, um, uh, uh, one of the orderlies, uh, who comes to put Locke in a wheelchair is, tells him uh, uh, something like, don't tell me what you can't do. And mm-hmm. uh, at the time, I think we suggested, many people thought that that, that was the origin of his phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, apparently, he knew it long before that. Uh, and, uh, and somebody else just uh, said it uh, by coincidence. Reminded him. Reminded him, yeah, maybe that's it. Um, but yeah, I was surprised to hear him throw this out. Um, the other thing that that strikes me about this scene is 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 the idea that the idea that Locke's supposed to be a scientist. That's a very very that he has any sort of scientific uh, aptitude. I think is very surprising. We've seen him, you know, be mechanically. Uh, inclined. I mean, he, you know, the whole thing with Mousetrap and like that was seems to be more about liking games. Yeah. But he he did build that trebuchet. Yeah. Which uh, he tried to open the swan hatch with, and mm-hmm. uh, which is fairly complicated. Yeah. Um. So that's kind of interesting. I, that's the only thing I can think of that really fits in line with this idea that he's he's got this like, um, you know, uh, you know, and the other idea is. Um, the science camp is most likely a ruse. Um, there probably isn't yeah. really a science camp. Oh, I agree. Uh, but, but the fact that he seems to have the sort of grades or whatever, the teacher seems to think he's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, has this thing is, is sort of the, the proof here. And, uh, yeah, it's really strange that, uh, you know, it's a new revelation about his character. He didn't seem to be that kind of person. Yeah, and he, I mean, Locke himself is, you know, suggesting that, that he's he's bullied because he's good at this stuff, mm-hmm. you know. So he's sort of acknowledging it too, mm-hmm. um, but like you know, sort of rebelling against it uh, uh, to the best of his ability. But yeah, it's just it's just I don't know. To me, it was shocking, like the idea that that he 
would have any inclination in that way. He never struck me as that kind of character. Yeah, it, it's weird too because the like the you know this young Locke, the guy who's playing him, you know he does it. They didn't really make him look like a nerd. Mm-hmm. You know, he just look. You know, I just it's just really weird. I don't I don't know why uh, that's the approach they decided to take. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess like yeah. Maybe the idea is he just shunned all that. Like, he never, we never saw him, you know, with this kind of interest because he shunned it all the time. Mm -hmm. And he never, you know, never developed it. Yeah. Yeah. And this is supposed to be, you know, this is who Locke could have been. You know, he could have been this scientist or something. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the idea. Um, But that would have, I think. I think it could have drastically altered his, you know, his fate, you know, because uh, mm-hmm. if he was a man of science, how would that have affected what happens later in his life? Yeah, uh, yeah, it should it should have in some way, definitely. So, so it seems like Alpert should have known that this wasn't going to be good for him, but of course he didn't know because he doesn't seem to know <laughs> sort mm-hmm. of what's happening and is going to happen in the future. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, what, you know, what if it was a, a sports camp? Like, he would have said, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It seems like, uh, yeah, he just would have had to change what the thing was. You know what this makes me think, though? This makes me think that since it's, you know, he, he, since they tried to bait him with science and he has this sort of science interest and the fact that, that he didn't go because he's shunning it seems to mean he's not ready, another sign of him not being ready. Mm-hmm. And does that mean he's going to develop this science thing later? Like we're going to see him get into that somehow? Like a lot later, like, you know, now? Well, like in, the yeah, like in, yeah, like on the show. Maybe. I, that's kind of what I thought at the time. The way, What you said about it uh, just a little bit earlier made me think that that it was just that it was just a little – a little detail about his character and what he could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, that he won't necessarily try to pursue it later. Uh, but I did, I, when I initially saw this, I did think that like, we're supposed to believe he, he needs to, he needs to start doing science. Mm. It's just absurd to me. I really, yeah, I don't know. Cause really, it seems to me, you know, why did they use science as, as what was supposed to get him up there? Yeah. Um, no. I agree. I mean, Juliet was recruited that way, but of course she was a scientist, so it made mm-hmm. sense. Um, uh, and yeah, I agree. I it, it was a ruse. I mean, they they threw out all the clues: Albert, Portland, Mills. <laughs> like, yeah, it's you know it's uh, as clear as can be that uh, that uh, he he probably just would have been you know sh- shuttled off to wherever you know um, uh, Albert wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh but yeah, it is long that they would use that. Um you know, I mean maybe they didn't know. I don't know. That's the thing. That's that's what I was saying. Is if they if they if they thought science was gonna work, why? I don't think they knew it wasn't gonna work, otherwise I don't think they would have tried it. Mm-hmm. But if they if they thought sports was gonna work, why didn't they try sports? You know? Why didn't they like figure out what he was interested in first? Yeah. And then try to get him to come. But I, th- I th- that's my point. I feel like if if they chose science specifically, then and and he wasn't interested, you know, that seems to be like I said another example of him not being ready for what they need him to be ready for. 
So, you know, so it could be that, you know, it had to be science, and the fact that he's not ready to, you know, he wasn't ready to be interested in it, you know, sort of meant he wasn't ready to be whatever they needed him to be. Yeah. I wanted to tie that into the objects, too, that mm. that him choosing the knife was was somehow related to that. Um, yeah. I mean, the compass is you know, more scientific and uh the 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 vial of the the sand or whatever was in there, I don't know where to put that. I, I would say the knife is more I guess more akin to sports than science. Yeah. So I think those that's all he chose, right? Uh yeah, I guess so. I think it was those three. Um, so what are you thinking? Yeah, I see. It seemed like the knife was a problem. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I was thinking that you know somehow they they want to steer him towards science and away from uh, these these uh, these other types of interests. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's what I was thinking. When once I once I rethought my opinion of the of that that object scene, uh, I I kind of stopped thinking that. But uh, uh, but maybe it's true. You know, maybe they maybe they maybe they know he would be good at that, and that's what he ought to do. And I don't know, mm-hmm. some kind of thing like that. Yeah, I mean, what's weird about this is it it seems like it's. If it was just about getting Locke to Middleos, you know, which I think would have they probably would have taken him to the island. Uh, if if it was about getting him to the summer camp, then all they needed to do was to find out what he was interested in and say it's that thing, you know. Um, so to me, it seems to be more of a test to see if he's ready, which would to me would mean that the fact that it's science is is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because if it was if, if if it didn't matter what it was, and say for instance, okay, we know Locke likes sports, then Alfred could come and say, hey, I'm a you know I'm on a sports camp, you know, for kids who like science. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for kids who like science but don't want to be bullied, mm-hmm. you know, you know, just tailor it to you know to make it where he couldn't say no if it was just about getting him up there. Yeah. So, um, so you know, it seems to be more of a test to see if he's ready, and he wasn't ready. And to me, it's weird Once that again. the test is about science. Mm-hmm. So that's odd. Yeah. In Juliet's case, I mean, she really, she really was recruited to do science. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it just wasn't in the location she thought it was. Uh, um, is there any chance they were going to try to get Locke to help with the fertility? <laughs> problems I don't no i I don't um, <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know where the fertility problems lie this far back in time, yeah, I don't know what's going on then, yeah. with that then that would have been a long time ago, that's true i don't I don't know when they started I mean, or if they've always been there, yeah, I don't know. Did the did the hostiles have problem reproducing, or is know. it just non-indigenous, you know, people who come there that have trouble reproducing? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
We don't have the answers, folks. No, we don't. We can only Just ask questions. questions and leave the answers to you. <laughs> What's our gift? <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, okay. All right. So, I also wanted to say real yeah. quick. I, I didn't. I. I I don't know. I don't have a, be- a better alternative, but I just, you know, just to nitpick, um, I didn't really like the whole, you know, you can't be uh, captain of a football team, you can't be this, you can't be that, uh, you can't be a superhero. And he says, don't tell me what I can't do. I really wish it was, don't tell me what I can't be. Yeah, it would make more sense. that would have really solidified that. But, of course, that's not the, the phrase, but... Um, you know, I don't know how else they could have phrased what the teacher said, but uh, I just thought that was weird to me. You can't be, you can't be, you can't be. Don't tell me what I can't do. <laughs> and being those things is sort of doing, but yeah. I don't know. Little thing. Yeah, here's a list of things you can't do. Be the prom king, be a quarterback, be a superhero. It's it's it it does make sense, but it does feel weird. It does seem like he should say, "Don't tell me what I can't be," but he can't say that because that's not his phrase. Mm-hmm. It would be weird. Yeah. So I agree with your nitpicking, and I actually thought about that this time. Normally, I totally miss your nitpicking. <laughs> that one actually caught my attention. That's either good or bad. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know which. It's yeah. Um, okay. Anything else? Should I next scene? Next scene. Okay. The next scene is back on the boat, uh, the freighter. Frank goes to visit Michael in his cell. Uh, Frank asks why Michael didn't tell him that he was a survivor of Oceanic A15. Michael says, uh, "You wouldn't have believed me." <laughs> Frank says, uh, uh, "I I think the." Uh, I'm one of the few people that think the plane that they found in the bottom of the ocean is a hoax. Michael says uh, he didn't know Frank was trustworthy. Uh, His boss, Whitmore, put that plane there. Mm -hmm. Frank thinks that's too crazy of a conspiracy theory, even for him. Frank helps Michael up. Uh, Michael tells Frank not to fly Kimi to the island because they're going to kill everyone, blah, blah, blah. Frank uh, uh, goes into the hallway um, in in a room at the end of the hallway. Omar is fastening a device onto Kimi's arm. Uh, he he then turns it on. They they turn around and look at Frank and Michael emerging from Michael's little cell. Uh, Frank says he's just taking Michael to the engine room. Uh, the door is shut on him and Michael, and that's the end of the scene. All right. Yeah, I think I think Michael's second line about why he didn't tell Frank is really the the real answer. Not that he wouldn't necessarily believe them, but he really couldn't trust them because yeah. he's undercover. You know, there's there's there was too much at stake for him to say. Well, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> guy I just met. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm really the survivor of this plane crash that, you know, at the bottom of the ocean, and and I'm on this crew under a different name, Bob. You know, it's too too much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't trust. I didn't trust him at first. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I'd been him, I wouldn't have. You know, he doesn't know like what's going on. So yeah, he doesn't know. Too. So yeah. Um, 
you know, we, we still have yet to really see why Frank is there. You know, we know why he's involved, but what does he really want out of this? Just to be near the action, you know? Like, you know, I, I don't know why he's really here. What do you mean? Why he's where? Why he's on board the crew. Why he agrees Why he agrees to this mission to, to ferry these people, you know, to helicopter these people in and out. Oh. You know? Because, I mean, we know he's connected. We know he knows about A15 and blah, blah, blah. But, but besides that, what does he really want? What is his motive for being here? Yeah. You know, because if he really thought he was just ferrying scientists to and from an island, what does that have to do with Flight 815 and, 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 and what motive does he have for wanting to help out or be around? We still don't know yet. Yeah. Kind of the same with Charlotte and Dan. I, I mean, was going to say. Know, yeah, we don't know their ultimate motives either. I'm not, but at least they have obvious motives, you know, because they're scientists. Yeah. Do we know Miles' motives? I mean, we say... We don't know and But see, that's the thing. That's the other thing, too, is that these people were kind of chosen. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Abaddon had the, the little dossiers on everyone. Um, yeah, it's weird to me. I don't. I think that's a big mystery. Is why why these people? Yeah. Yeah. Miles was ostensibly there for money. I mean, he he came in and said, you know, the whole money thing. Um, you know, I think there's a reason he's there that has to do with his powers. You know, he might not know it, but uh, I think his reason for going might just be, have been the money. Yeah, I'll buy that. I mean, I guess you know they could have all just gone for the money. Um, and there's another question while I'm asking questions. Why did, how did, how did, I don't think we know this, how did Miles know about Ben? Like, you know, what Ben can do or can get? Because I wouldn't imagine they would tell these guys yeah. a lot about Ben. Yeah. I you think agree. it just maybe has to do with his power or something? Like, like Miles sort of picked up on something from some dead person or. I mean, he he knew they were looking for him, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's weird because he does seem like an outsider now. He doesn't mm-hmm. seem like he would he would really know that much about Ben. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what did he mean by that? Well, I'll just ask your question again. Not answer it. <laughs> well, that? I'll tell you now that now that you've asked me, I have an answer. <laughs> that's all you need. Someone else to ask you your own question. Mm-hmm. That's nice. It's really nice. Wish it was that simple. Wish I had that feature. You make me sound like a car. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, well, you know, ability, whatever. I mean, I am a car. Ooh. <laughs> but you don't have to make me sound like okay. one. Yikes. All right. Um... That's a revelation. Uh... <laughs> So I agree. Michael's second reason was a better reason. Um, uh, good point. We're still we're still kind of swimming in the sea of uncertainty with regards to the plane. Um, uh, Frank just is sort of like, whatever, you're crazy. But you know, he he already thinks that he already thinks that the plane is a hoax, which means that someone put it there. I don't really understand why, you know, this person put it there. 
is 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 that much crazier. Probably because this is the person who, maybe from Frank's perspective, I mean, I agree it's weird. I'm just thinking maybe from Frank's perspective, it doesn't make, you know, he's heard the same thing we've heard in terms of Ben, the one, you know, what the captain said basically about Ben is the one who put it down there. Um, He probably believes that, you know, from whatever else he might know or have heard about Ben or what goes on on the island, you know. Um, It's weird, yeah, that he wouldn't, sort of even consider Michael, you know, considering who Michael is and everything that's gone on, you think he would take half a second to consider the possibility that Michael could be right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he just thinks that just doesn't make any sense. That, yeah. uh, you know, and it's also weird that he says, you know, you're a boss. And, you know, how much of, how, 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 how what am I trying to say? How much of a boss to Frank is Widmore, you know? Um, I mean, ultimately, I think he is, but how much contact does Widmore have with Frank? I'd say probably zero. But, I mean, I mean, I feel like Keeney, you know, yeah, Widmore is Keeney's boss. I feel like that's a really strong connection. He's getting orders, yeah, you know, directly and stuff. But But Frank was just kind of, like, hired to do this. You know, I don't think he's had any contact with Widmore. And I don't even know, I don't even know if he knows how involved Widmore is. And to me, that's what was interesting when when Michael said, you're a boss. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say Widmore. He said, you're a boss. And then Frank laughed it off. And of course, you know, Claude likes to come up with crazy theories. I was thinking, you know, Frank is thinking that Michael is referencing someone else. Oh, okay. You know, like whoever Frank thinks his, thinks his boss thinks is, boss he thinks that's who Michael is referencing. And it's just crazy. <sighs> You know, yeah, because I just I don't know how much he knows about what's going on with Widmore. I mean, the captain didn't even know about the secondary protocol, and he had the key to it. You know what I mean? Like he he was somewhat close to it, but he didn't even know what it was about. You know, and he's the, the captain. captain knew Widmore was in charge. He definitely knew Widmore was in charge. Yeah, he definitely knew Widmore was in charge. Yeah. Um. But that's the thing. He as as, as high up on the food chain as he is, he still didn't know a lot. And you know he didn't even know what the real mission was. You know, so, um, do have Ben or Charles? I'm sorry, God, those are the wrong names. Have 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 Dan or Charlotte? That's why I messed it up. Pretty close. I mean, um, a three-letter word and then a word beginning with the C H. Yeah. You know, C H R. Yeah. Uh, have Dan or Charlotte or Miles? Uh, do you remember them ever? Have or um, indicating that they know about Widmore? No, I can't either. But I, I don't know. I feel like maybe there's some line in there. I, I think, I think the first we heard about Widmore was from Ben when he showed Locke the, the little videotape and gave him the file. Um, I think that's when Woodmore, yeah, first came back into the picture for real. Yeah, and then the captain sort of verified that that Woodmore was in charge. So, so I guess, yeah, I guess it's it's possible slash likely that. And Abaddon was shown to be the one to to talk to Naomi and say these are the people that that you need to get. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which already makes it seem like it's it's a step removed from Woodmore. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like 
if anybody, if Frank thinks anyone is his boss, it might be Abaddon. It yeah. might be, you know, whoever kind of hired him. But I can't imagine he, he really is, uh, you know, thinking about Widmore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 a fair theory. He doesn't he doesn't think his boss is Woodmore. Um, mm-hmm. His boss is someone um, uh, that it would be it would be crazy to think that they would do something like that. Yeah, Larry Goldman, who works back at their office, <laughs> and he charters. He, he's responsible for chartering helicopter flights. <laughs> Larry's yeah. in charge of this? No way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. Good example. Um, uh, okay, uh, the device. Um, what do you say? What do you What do you think? What's going on with the arm? The arm device. The arm device. Um, you know, I don't know what the arm device is. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <Like> okay. I, <laughs> I don't either. Um, but I thought I mean, you might have some thoughts. I I have no idea what it I is. I think it has to do with. I don't think we could even guess because I think it has to do with the specifics of the orchid or wherever they're going next. And you know we just don't know. Uh, okay. It could be, you know, it could be it could be you know your your fabled uh, anti-smoky device. Anti-smoky device. I did that did cross my mind. Because um, now that he knows what he's dealing with, you know, he might. You know, have the they have a lot of weapons. Yeah, they certainly I do. Expect, I didn't think they were that prepared. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's got some sort of thing on his arm, and the captain, you know, that later, you know, it's it seems like he shouldn't shoot him because of whatever's on his arm. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. The that captain seems... doesn't. Yeah, the captain doesn't know what it is, but it seems like, you know, if you shoot him, something would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's something something going on with that. The Another thing that I wanted to say about, about this general topic is that, uh, you know, earlier in the season, Confirmed Yet, uh, you know, we, we talked about how odd it was that uh, – uh, that, you know, Dan and Charlotte and Miles and Frank, you know, for like, you know, these guys, these they're not, you know, they're not hardcore guys. They're not really going to do much of a job of this mission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what what they're, I mean, I still kind of wonder what they're up to, but, you know, now that we know, you know, Kimi's the one who's really, who's really the, the go-to guy for the, for the, the, uh, you know, the, the rough and tumble part of the mission, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it seemed like well, it, it seemed like Naomi was all they had, and then she Naomi died. was the first. Yeah, Naomi, yeah, he's the new Naomi, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah, she had some skills, but I think Frank is a little above her. You know, he's uh, he's got some. Uh, some I'm, well, Frank, I mean Kimi. I was gonna say, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, I think Kimi's, you know, the next. You know, he's protocol too. Yeah. Yeah, and Kimi is just like you know he's he's gone over and above. Uh, he's just gonna do his thing, and he's not gonna let anybody uh, mm-hmm. stop him. Um, and so anyway, he he he's the kind of guy that I would expect to be recruited for a mission like this. Yep. You know, and we just didn't. You know, <laughs> it seems like this this stuff with Dan and Charlotte. I mean, maybe they really were just there to shut off the thing. I don't know what Miles is there to do. Um, Frank could just be there to fly the helicopter. 
Um, and and maybe that's it. I mean, it's kind of weird. Uh, it could be that Frank felt some sort of need to be involved, and that in order to to shut him up, you know, to basically say, I know that's not the pilot that you guys are showing footage of. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they decided to let him be involved with it, and there's no other big, you know, reason besides that. I think Dan and Charlotte, especially Charlotte, because I think Dan has done enough. You know, I mean, he, I think he could do more, but he's done, I think, enough to sort of warrant his presence on the show. Mm-hmm. I think Charlotte needs to step up and do some stuff, and I think I think they're going to come into play later. You know, by the finale, uh, which I is hope next so. Episode. Um, time, guys. Yeah, I th- I think get into gear. I think they're gonna contribute some valuable stuff then. Yeah. Uh, and I mean to mention that earlier about Frank, he seems to be more like bedraggled every episode. <laughs> it's like he's like falling apart. <laughs> they keep like making his hair more crazy and and like it's just before he didn't look that crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. His his hair really is a mess. He <laughs> he <laughs> he should look at that. Yeah, because yeah, he does. He does look look. He does look very, very uh, out of out of sorts. Yeah, I uh, I would worry about him. Yeah, it's like it gets crazy and crazy every episode. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they're gonna introduce these characters, they really should. I mean, they have done stuff, but it seems like. You know what? What has Dan done that's enough? The the what? Uh... He, he, he well, I think his observations of the island were huge. I mean, he's the reason we yeah. know about the the time discrepancies. He's the reason they can even get to and from the 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 island. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shut off the the tempest. Um, he you know let you know he fixed the phone so he can do the Morse code stuff. Like he's done a lot of little things, and you know, but. Uh, and he helped that in Desmond's episode. Yeah, I mean that whole thing was huge. Um, so I think he's done enough. I mean, yeah, okay. You know, if he if he didn't do anything else, it'd be like okay, he you know he he did. I mean, obviously he did more than Nicky and Paolo ever did. <laughs> so true. You know, yeah. in terms of bigger, you know, the 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 show in general, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the thing with Charlotte. I mean, her skills as a uh, anthropologists have really not come in handy yet. Not a bit. Not in the present. Yeah. You know, not in the present. Yeah. I mean, she identified the Dharma bear, but besides that. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't, on the island, she hasn't done anything, apparently. You know what? They're probably going to, like, go to, like, some other part of the island where they need to get there quick, and maybe they'll get into, do they have a boat they can use? Maybe Saeed's boat? No. That seems weird. I was just I was just wondering if uh if they can get another situation where they need to go to the north side of the island and they they they, they take the boat so that, so Charlotte could see the uh the statue. Oh. <laughs> and like, I don't know, add something to it or something mm-hmm. and be yeah, like, Oh, that's the blah 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 or let me up here, I need to look at that or mm-hmm. You know, something like that. I, I mean, they could use Saeed's thing real quick, but I think time is of the essence. Yeah, it is. I don't, you know. It's finale time. They really can't mess around too much. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel unless, like... Unless it's a situation where they're like, we don't have a lot of time, 
and that they just hop into his boat, his little boat, and then he takes them to the north side or whatever side of the island that they get, that Kimi and his team are going to land on, and with the idea that they'll just take the helicopter back or something. And they don't actually use the boat to get back. Oh. They just take the helicopter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Because okay. as long as Frank is alive at the end, he can fly whomever off. Yeah. Uh, I think Kimi and his team will probably be all dead, so, mm-hmm. you know, that'll make room for the helicopter, so. Yeah. I just don't see, you know, can you really see Saeed, you know, like, how many, I mean... Obviously, we know a lot of people don't get off, but yeah, um, it, really it just can. seems weird that he's going to use that boat back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. And why does he think that Kimi won't just kill everyone on board who shows up from the island? Like, yeah. Like, how does, you know, like, oh, okay, they're not on the island anymore, but if his orders was to torch the island and kill everyone, then I would think he would just kill them if they're on the island or not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Unless yeah, you put the hide on the ship. That's, that's what I weird. thought. I mean, I guess I guess I figured they would try to like uh take over the freighter and just leave mm. uh before Kimi got back. I didn't think they were gonna take the helicopter. I guess if they if they can kill Kimi and get the helicopter, then they don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but see this is the kind of plan they needed to have thought of before Saeed leaves and yeah. they didn't they didn't plan that out, so I don't wanna believe they're thinking that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. They don't know either. <laughs> um, so the thing on his arm. Oh, yeah, the thing on his arm. I mean, you don't know what it is. I don't know it what it like is. It looks like a mini display to me. Yeah, kind <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just his, uh, it's got his music on it. He wants to listen to some tunes on the ride. Mm-hmm. And if you shoot him, he won't be able to listen to the tunes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want that, do you? you? You don't want that. Tunes are important. I'm going to stop saying tunes. Kimi needs his tunes. Kimi needs his tunes. <laughs> yeah, tunes. That's not something I say very often. I don't ever say that. Did instead of you know, except for iTunes. Ah, yeah, iTunes, yeah. But uh, you know, I don't buy tunes on iTunes. I buy songs. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, what do you listen to in your iTunes? I listen to songs. I don't think you do. I do. I do. I'm I not promise. sure if that's true. It's iTunes, not iSongs. <laughs> it is, but I just I don't know. That's what I listen to. They can't make I'm shaking. Me. I'm shaking my head profusely. <laughs> um, be. Did Omar seem old in this episode? Like older? Uh, like when we first met him, I I thought he was a lot younger. But then maybe it's just me. I don't know. He did seem older to me. He yeah. looked the same. I mean, it's the same guy. Well, yeah, it's the same um, guy. But I just. I just, I don't know. I just, he just looks older? Yeah. Maybe I just got I a better know. look at him or something. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really think about it, but I don't know. Um. All right. Well, you know, I wish we had more to say about Kimi's 
arm thing. Maybe when it comes up again, we'll have some <laughs> yeah, information. Yeah, some brilliant theories will will, will percolate in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so shall I uh, do the next scene here? Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're still we're still on the boat. Uh, the captain tells Said and Desmond to uh, stay on the 305 heading. Uh, and leaves them. Okay, so we're <laughs> we're on the top part of the boat. We are uh, sort of on the edge. Uh, they're getting they're getting getting sight. They're about to get on the the zodiac raft. That's the context. I didn't really say that. Um, uh, yeah. So the captain tells him to stay on the heading. Uh, leaves. Desmond says he he uh, he can't go with Said. He will never set foot on the island again. He's been on there too long. Penny's coming, so he's not going with Said. Um, Said says he'll be back with the first group as soon as he can. Uh, that's uh, the captain uh, uh, walks over again and and insists that he leave now. So Said climbs into the little inflatable raft. Uh, Zodiac Raft. And, the Zodiac Raft, please. And uh, I, I really missed that name, so I didn't call it that, but I will now substitute that everywhere. <laughs> um, and leaves the freighter and heads towards the island. Uh, so the fact that Saeed says the first group, I guess that means that he, what he has in mind is a bunch of trips, uh, which is what I was saying originally. Like I felt like you know, even if they had limited capacity, I felt like they should be able to just go back and forth enough times to get everybody. Well, I think that's the idea, but I don't think that that's practical. And I don't think that's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what he's thinking. Oh, we'll just, you know, go back and forth. But um, um, that's a lot of trips. Yeah. I wouldn't think you could fit more than, more. you know, maybe six people on that thing. Yeah. I would say four comfortably. Um, Which, that's quite a few trips. Well, I mean, there's, you know, um, I mean, there's only, like, there's under 50 survivors. Um, Well, yeah, I mean, that would be, that would be 10 trips. That would be, like, 20 trips, 20 round trips. That's a long time. That's a lot of trips. 20 trips? It should be, uh... Well, uh, every time he comes from the island, he gets, you know five people, then that's ten trips he's got to make from the island, and he's got to go back to get the next group. So that means it's double the amount of trips, right? Um, what is What do you mean by a trip? I, I... Like he, okay, he, 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 we saw him leave the freighter, right? And he say he goes to the island, and he picks up five people. Then he yeah. takes those five people to the freighter. Well, now he's got to go back and get five more people. Yeah. That's two trips he's taken for five people. Oh, okay. I'm, so kind of, I'm counting 50, the trip as, as, the, as the round trip. As yeah, the, that's what I said. There's, there's, there, okay, there's ten round trips. There's 20 one-way trips, but yeah. ten round trips. Yeah. And that's a lot of trips, and that's a long time. Yeah, but it's, but it's doable. I mean, it's not, it's not going to take forever. It's doable as long as that, you know, how much gas does that little boat have, you know, and well, how are they, you know, and they're doing this secretly. Can he really just refill as much as he want? And and is is none of Kenny's team still left on the, you know, you know, uh, on the on the boat? Like, is no one going to see this freighter coming mm-hmm. ten times? You know, I'm not not the freighter, but the the Zodiac raft coming that many times. Mm-hmm. And I think it's obviously it's doable, and it's it's a, you know, I don't know. I think it's a wise plan given the situation. 
I just think it's, you know, it's not going to work and that it's, it's, yeah. it would be hard pressed to work in these, in this situation, especially I, since, you know, Kimi and them could come back at, you know, in between when they're doing this, you know, depending on how long it takes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. If I mean, if they're still 80 miles from the, from the thing, oh my God, how, how long does that boat take to go 80 miles? Well, I think it was 80 kilometers. I mean, uh, 80 kilometers, but that yeah. doesn't That doesn't help too much. I think that's roughly, you know, 50 miles, something like that. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, it's, it's, a long, it's a long trip. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. They really should just move closer or take the whole freighter there if they can get well, it working. Yeah, they got to get the engines working. But, and that's the other thing, too, is when he's going back and forth between the barrier, like, the more times he does it, the more times he's liable to get it wrong or to, you know, mm-hmm. some little thing to happen or anything, you know, and it's going to get dark at some point. Is he really going to be doing this at night? You know, that's, it's, to get everyone off is a noble effort, but, you know, it's just, they would be hard pressed to do that in, in ideal situations with, you know, with that little boat, the Zodiac raft. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I mean, yeah. If if you know, assuming they have fuel and all that, and they weren't in danger, uh, I I think that'd be doable. Well, they would still need like light. I mean, even even going in dark, like you know, they would still need to you know have some way of knowing where they're going. He you know. Well, they can just. I guess they could do he can he can he can break when it gets dark and start again the next day. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, in this situation, that's not practical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Well, are we going to go to the next scene? Yes. Are you, is that, uh, not much happens, right? Oh, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention is this, uh, what's the deal with the bearing? Because originally it was 325. Yeah. And now it's it's 305. It's been 305 all season consistently, but Mm -hmm. the only thing it doesn't line up with is what Ben told Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, which was through 25. So, yeah, I don't know what happened. It, uh, it, maybe they – I don't know. Why Why would they change it? Like, like. you know, I, I looked up 325 on in, in Locks and it shows um, – you know, it talks about 325 and 305, but, but in terms of 305, it shows um, – it basically shows a little compass bearing um, and it shows, and on the compass, it basically has, um, I don't know how to describe this, I guess 30, like 30, 34 degrees, or 35 degrees total or something like that. It goes from zero to, to 33. That, those, you know, it goes zero, three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18, 21, 24, 27, 30, 33. And the bearing that, that they got this screen cap from is, Basically thirty, and then five a little, you know, five degrees from that, you know, uh, from that little marker. So just a little past thirty. So maybe three twenty-five didn't line up on this compass they want to, like they they found this compass that makes that work or something. The, you know? Those those numbers should be like you their degrees. So you add a you add a zero to it to get the degrees. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They're three sixty. Yeah. But that's the thing. Is it? Does it? I would imagine it's supposed to add up to three hundred and sixty, right? Yeah. 
And That's I don't, zero, zero, and three sixty are the same. Yeah, but but the last number on the thing is thirty three, and then the next point looks like thirty four, and then it's seen. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it wrong. I'm looking at it wrong. I thought um, I thought this marker here was zero, and it's not zero. I gotta so see this. What is this three. under? It's under. Uh, if you just put it in three twenty five, search for three twenty five. Okay. Okay. Ah, yes. I was thinking the zero came basically at at you know 340 degrees, and I was really confused about oh, that. Oh, okay. But yeah. I see that marker is uh is basically at something else. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I see. Because mm-hmm. I, I thought they were using I, I didn't I would imagine you know a regular compass yeah actually you know 360 degrees or whatever but um I thought they were using some special thing you know or whatever. Oh. Okay. But uh, okay. but it makes sense now. Um, yeah, I mean, so they've used 305 consistently throughout the season. Uh, you know. Did they just forget? Yeah, I mean, maybe they forgot. I can't imagine that they would have decided that, no, no, 325, that just won't do. It needs to be 305. Like that, I, you know, it seems like they could have said 325. Uh, and it wouldn't have changed anything. I mean, I don't think, you know, we really care where on the compass it is uh, on the show. You know, just all that really matters is that there's this particular direction that you go. Um, yeah, we'll see, I guess. Maybe maybe it'll matter later. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine it would, but maybe maybe that, that 305, like there'll be a reason that it's that heading, you know? Yeah. And that reason lines up to something else, and, it, and if it's if it's 325, it doesn't make as much sense. So does that mean that Michael went on the wrong heading, and so he went through the berry in the wrong spot? And, and he time traveled. He time traveled, or he's got the sickness, or something. I mean, I don't really believe that. It looks like he turned out all right. Um, yeah, I don't know why Ben would tell him the wrong heading if he knew. Um, well, hey, maybe there's more than one heading. Yeah, okay. Maybe anything from 305 to 325, you're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a nice window there. That is a nice window. I guess window. in that case, you'd want to shoot for the middle of that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't for know. Uh, maybe there's multiple little windows or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe Michael Emerson just said it wrong, and they no one caught it when they filmed it, and they didn't want to dub it over or something, mm-hmm. and that was it. He just said it wrong. Yeah, could be, could be. I mean, they they sh- they should have been able to redo that, but yeah, maybe they couldn't for some reason. But there's times like you like if if someone doesn't notice things like that, you know, like when they're shooting, you know, mm-hmm. and even if they do, it's you know. It doesn't mean they have the ability to really go back and fix it. It just yeah. all depends on their schedule. You know, if it's like, well, that was the last shot we could do today, guys, you know, like, mm-hmm. we're stuck. Yeah, okay. All right. Which is why you'd expect them to fix it in post, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, they could do that, too. That's true. If they had noticed it. Mm-hmm. But then but then fans might notice his lips singing, you know, 25, mm-hmm. and they dub it 05, and that would have been a huge thing. 
people would have been like, what's going on? The best way to do that kind of fix is to not show them speaking mm-hmm. when you put it in. I've I've started noticing that in various uh, things where I can tell it's dubbed in dialogue. Yeah. Like it doesn't really match with the other audio, and it's and it's often when when you're not looking at the character who's speaking. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it's really annoyed me that I can hear that now. I didn't I didn't used to notice that stuff, but I hate when they do that. It bugs me. Anyway, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, I've noticed that too. Yeah, they and they it's always weird because they they'll cut to someone else. It's like, why are you cutting to this person? Mm-hmm. And you hear the like, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh yeah. I think I think it's Battlestar Galactica I've seen it on several times. Mm. Um anyway. Speaking of that, did you see the last one? I sure did. Well, could you believe Starbuck is the final one of the final Cylons? Oh my god. No way, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Oops. Uh, no, it's, uh, it's a good episode, though, at least partway. So, uh, yeah, well, we'll talk about that on the BSG podcast. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can. BSG if we talk about BSG, too, we'll, we'll literally be here all night. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, anything else about this scene? No, let's go. Okay, great. Ben, Locke, and Hurley are heading to the cabin. Ben wonders if the cabin has moved. Uh, Locke says he was told it would be there. Ben says he was told a lot of things. And <laughs> the island promised me all kinds of things. <laughs> and uh, and bad stuff happened to him, uh, including getting cancer and Alex being killed. Uh, Locke says he's sorry those things happened to Ben. Ben says that was his destiny. And Locke will soon discover that destiny is a fickle bitch. Hurley calls out that he sees the cabin, and so Ben and Locke walk over, and they all behold the cabin. Mm-hmm. So that's the end of that scene. Um, no uh, volcanic ash this time. Correct. I um, think the volcanic ash is only where the cabin was. When was yeah. Locke and I Ben would, went there. I would love to find out what that was all about. It makes no sense to me now. Me too. Me too. Because clearly it isn't preventing the cabin from moving. Uh, Was it... uh, I wonder if they could be like ashes, like human ashes or something. Remains of I don't know whom or how many people because that's a lot of... It would be a lot of ashes. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is a lot of ashes. Maybe uh, maybe that's why they, you know Jack didn't see his dad's body when he found his coffin because someone cremated him. Mm-hmm. And then you you cremate you cremate the dead bodies, and you you know you get the ashes. Yeah. And then if you sprinkle them around Jacob's cabin, they yeah. become apparitions. Oh, okay. Who do, who does it though? Oh, who? I'm sorry. I'm getting another call. I'll have to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little busy. Sorry, I can't answer that right now. Okay. All right, well. <sighs> I guess we'll never know. We'll never know. No, I don't know about that. Obviously, Christian was a was an apparition from the moment they landed on the island. 
Um, you know, I don't know who would have had time to create his body at that point. Yeah, uh, there is a thing about the bodies. They've only brought it up twice, but it's there. Uh, uh, and I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Um, uh, you know what I want? What? I want someone who is, you know, normal and alive to touch one of the apparitions. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we saw Christian pick up Aaron. Yeah. Who, it, hopefully that was real, Which, but it could maybe not have been exactly how we saw it. Mm, yeah. Um, I want a clear-cut case of someone just touching one of the apparitions and seeing what happens. Because I don't, I don't, you know, necessarily mind if somehow, you know, these are corpses reanimated or something like that. But uh, I just want to know that they have some real physical, you know, we we saw a Christian pet, you know, Vincent and all that, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, from whose perspective was that? I mean, I guess that's supposed to just be some third omniscient perspective, but oh, I think it was Vincent Vincent's perspective because we sort of we sort of open on his him running. Well, yeah, him. we we open on him, but I don't want to believe that you know if it's his perspective, then you know <laughs> that anything <laughs> can happen because uh, who knows what a dog is thinking. <laughs> You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think we really experienced that scene from his perspective. Mm-hmm. He's a dog. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, but I agree. And as much as I like dogs, they don't make very good characters. And everything should have been in black and white. Yeah, I know that's <laughs> true. He shouldn't have understood Christian either. No. Well, no. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't speak English. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no, no, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, everybody knows it's. Uh... Um. Yeah. So, I like this scene. You know, we said before. I don't really think Hurley was needed to be here. I mean, John said it should be 200 yards this way, and it basically was. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think Hurley will come into play for something else. I don't think he's 100% just there to, you know, be a third person. Mm-hmm. He's probably got something else he's going to do. But I got to say, it's, you know, in terms of Hurley's, you know, um, time on the show and, you know, what he's been doing, uh, he's he's really involved in things now. It's true, yeah. You know, there used to be a time when he would just be at the beach lamenting that he couldn't go. yeah. But uh, he's, you know, he's hanging out with Locke and Ben, you know. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. He's got he's got um, some of the more interesting company on the island. Yeah. So, not, that uh, he's, not that he's monopolizing it on it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Nor is he capitalizing on it. Either one. <laughs> in both. Um, yeah, in general, Hurley, you know, from getting the season premiere to, like, you know, all the stuff he's been involved in this season, uh, you know, I, based on what he did in the past, uh, uh, I never would have guessed he would, he, would, he would get to do that much. Mm-hmm. You know, I, he, he always struck me as the kind of character who was just there to kind of, you know, laugh at and not really get too involved in things. Um, I just had a very weird idea which I don't think we've said before. Okay. Do you think, you know the bad luck Hurley had for winning the money? Mm-hmm. 
Do you think that was all just, like, the island or fate or whatever, like, tormenting him so he would basically get on the plane and make it to the island? Like, it wasn't necessarily bad luck from winning the money or that the numbers are intrinsically evil or something, but that these were circumstances that were just put forth to guide him to the island. That just comes across as bad luck from winning the lottery. Um. Okay, and I th- I say that because you know from this season and in this episode particularly, um, you know, are the scope of the island and and what it wants and who it wants and 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 the sort of timeline I think is bigger than we initially thought. Um, and so it makes me want to rethink some of the other some of the other things that have happened. You know, because I wouldn't have thought before that the island cared about Hurley or something, or or even you know knew about him. But now that we know, like at least with Locke, you know, it's got this idea of you know whatever you know whatever's going on there, makes me think that there's maybe other people that are important that it somehow got them there. You know. Mm-hmm. Who's your thought? Yeah. Yeah. And that that would make that would make the numbers less mystical. Yeah, yeah. Um, which you know I kind of, you know, I've given up on the numbers completely. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm happy to to you know uh, demystify them, abandon them. Yeah, yeah, as being being somehow important. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by sixty minutes, press star eight. Dude, that's so weird. Like when you press it, it should end the, his recording, but his recording just plays no matter what. Oh, okay. Um, Cause I pressed it. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, well, but Hurley, you know, uh, uh, he visits that, that lady in Australia mm-hmm. whose husband, um, I guess he was with the other Sam guy. Sam Toomey. Sam Toomey, who was in the, who was with the other guy, the guy in the institution, Lenny, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, they both uh, heard the number transmission. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so Sam Toomey used it to count beans or something, uh, I think. And uh, and then he ended up, whatever happened, I don't remember. He died somehow, and and she lost her leg or something. Like, the, it it seemed like the same kind of thing happened to them. You know, it seemed to corroborate that um, mm-hmm. that, that that like using the numbers in a contest or a, whatever. Uh, would uh, would bring you bad luck. You would win, but it would bring you bad luck. Yeah. Um, uh, it is it is uh, a bit anecdotal because it's you know two cases, but uh, 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 but like you know, I would feel better about it if there were nothing but Hurley to suggest that. Well, the the thing with Lenny, I mean, I don't. What was his bad luck? Well, I don't know. Lenny just went crazy. I don't really know Lenny's story. Maybe they said yeah. more, but I mean, because he could, he could just 
I've always been crazy or something or just developed it. I don't, you know, I don't know if that's really connected to the numbers. It just made it seem weird that you've got this this psychiatric patient sort of rambling with these numbers. That's kind of interesting, but uh, but yeah, with 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 uh, the Australian couple, the Toomeys, um, that is weird. Yeah, I mean, it de they definitely made it seem like using the numbers caused all their you know all their crap. Um, yeah, and I don't think that had anything to do with the island. Mm -hmm. But if the numbers don't have anything to do with, if if the numbers don't have anything to do with the island, then what do they have to do with? Well, <laughs> I mean, I think the numbers have something to do with the island. Um, at least, you know, they they were being broadcasted from the island, and they were printed on one of the stations and they were used for the code um, yeah that's the thing I, I think they I, I would I would just imagine I'm just basically trying to say is there a reason for because a lot of people ended up on the island for very specific reasons you know and probably most people um, and I don't think all of them had anything to do with necessarily what the island wanted from them or any, you know the whole thing with Sawyer and and Saeed, you know, the reasons they were on the plane, I don't think necessarily has, um, you know, anything to do with the island or that the island wanted them there or was guiding them there. For um, an even better example, I don't think the island cared about those three red shirts that got shot two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously there are going to be people on the plane that were just sort of collateral damage. You know, if even if John is the only one it wanted, you know, then then everyone else is collateral damage. Mm -hmm. But uh, but the fact that these supernatural things were happening to Hurley, and he ends up on the island, beca really because of them, uh, just makes me wonder if they're related. Yeah. You know, whether or not the numbers are cursed or not, you know, maybe they are cursed, and you know, Hurley got it worse because he, I mean, I mean, a meteor hit near him, you know, like yeah. That's not what happened to the Toomeys, you know. Like it was on a grander scale, I think. It, yeah, it was bigger. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's in proportion to how much you win in the contest. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> um, you but... won too much money. We're gonna send a meteor to you. <laughs> Yeah, not to kill thing. you, but just to like see that was the other thing too was like nothing bad happened to Hurley. Yeah, he was just the people around him. Yeah, know? yeah, that's true. That's true. I I think it's it's a definite possibility. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anything else about this little scene here? Uh, Probably not. Destiny's a bitch. Uh, things turn out badly. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. So the next scene is a flashback. Uh, it's uh, it's it's an older lock. A post. Uh, uh, his dad pushing him out of the window. Lock. He's uh, in the hospital. Lock. Um, his blue period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, lock is using his arms. I, I I don't know what the name for this is. He's using his arms on two parallel. Well, he's doing physical therapy. He's trying to regain, you know, he's trying to regain uses of his legs, and basically he's doing physical therapy. Oh, okay. All right. 
Um, I got the impression he was he was trying to walk himself with his that he was building arm strength. But, no, he's building leg strength, but he's got to use his arms because his legs have no strength. Okay. Okay. All right. So eventually, uh, he uh, uh, he sort of quits and collapses. Uh, the orderly, orderly uh, congratulates him and hands him off to another orderly uh, who has just entered with a wheelchair. Uh, the new orderly takes Locke away, and as they walk, he tells Locke not to give up hope, uh, that it was a miracle that he survived the fall. Um, and uh, the orderly is revealed to be none other than Matthew Abaddon. <gasps> what? Uh, he asks Locke if he believes in miracles. Locke says no. Abaddon says, you should. I had one happen to me. Locke, uh, Locke sorry, Abaddon pushes Locke to the edge of a stairwell and pushes uh, an elevator button. Uh, Locke gets a little bit concerned. Abaddon turns him around and suggests that he needs to go on a walkabout. Locke is skeptical as he can't walk. Abaddon says he went on a walkabout and it changed him. He found out who he was. Locke says, and here you are, an orderly. Abaddon smiles and says, oh, I'm a lot more than just an orderly. The elevator arrives. Uh, Abaddon pushes Locke, uh, well, pulls and pushes Locke into the elevator, uh, gets out, leaves Locke in the elevator, and just before the door closes, um, Abaddon says, when you're ready, Mr. Locke, you'll listen to what I'm saying, and when you and me run into each other again, you'll owe me one. And the door closes on him, and that's the end of the scene. All right. Yes. So nothing interesting here. Yeah, yeah. Let's just so let's see. Next scene, back on the boat. Next uh, scene, Kimi. Uh, what's he doing? He's doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, something more interesting than this. No. Yeah, I have um, an endless string of comments about this scene. Can I can I throw out my crazy theory? Please. Remember my crazy theory about Walt. Mm-hmm. What if Walt is Abaddon? Oh. What? But Walt is only like. From the future, what did I say? What did I say? I said from the future. (laughs) No, I know. I was being purposely dense. Um, From the future. Uh, Future Walt is Abaddon. You know what what makes me think that? What? Because he kept saying Mr. Locke. (laughs) Oh, he did say that, yeah. He just just kept saying it, and, and I just... Something about that phrase just really gets me, uh, and mm. uh, it just made me think of it made me think of Walt. Oh dear, I didn't, I didn't. You know, I read someone post that theory uh, on Oz TV, and I thought, oh, shut up, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Mister Locke thing, and 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 also the fact that they, you know, they've got an age problem with Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, they they introduce this Abaddon character this season, and they've had him. You know, he's played a you know for for a character we've never seen before. He's he's really sort of mm-hmm. gotten himself into things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have wondered like why they would introduce him. Uh, 
you know, is he, you know, I, I've wondered if he, if he's really, if there's anything about him or if he's really just supposed to be, you know, some like kind of. henchman or something. Yeah, the middleman character that he appears to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the idea that he would be sort of tied into the story centrally is, is interesting. Um, uh, now then the question would be, why would Walt be doing what he's doing? Why would Walt be working for Widmore? Wow, that was a lot of W's. Uh, <laughs> why would Walt be working with Widmore? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and then later go to, like, threaten Hurley, um, you know, vaguely. Threaten Hurley. Threaten, really? Well, I would say there was a definite implied threat. He definitely was pressing him. Definitely pressing him. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh. A threat it's, is, you know, if you don't do this, I'll do this. I don't remember him saying anything like that. He was just like, I, w- I need to know where the people are and if they're alive and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But the idea that he was like, that he was like, you need to, you know, trying to get uh, Hurley to come to a facility that that he, you know, wanted to put him in. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, um, you know, are they still alive? Like, you know. Uh, yeah, there was, I wouldn't there, call it a threat. Because he could have good intentions. It could be in Hurley's best interest to go with him for all we know and for all Hurley know. I mean, we don't know he has any real bad intentions other than the fact we kind of know he's working with Widmore and we assume Widmore has bad intentions. But, you know, if you look at it, Ben versus Widmore, who's really the bad guy here? Well, Kimi's working for Widmore. He's definitely a bad guy. He's a bad guy, yeah. He, Kimi's definitely a bad guy. That's only because uh, he wants to kill everybody. <laughs> but he's just following orders. Ben followed orders, and, you know. And Widmore could be following orders, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Orders from God. I think, even in this scene, I think there's an implied threat. You know, when he when he pushes Locke to the edge of the stairwell. You know, I I feel like that was a very weird little thing. Um... I, I feel like that was a director choice. I mean, I love to see the script, but uh, to me, that didn't come out of any normal, rational place, other than the fact that they, the set, sort of had that. Like, if, like if they, if the set that they had, you know, didn't have a stairwell, they really couldn't have done that. Um, and and nothing in the dialogue implies any threats or that he was really sort of menacing. He's kind of there to help him. He's telling him not to give up. He seems to have benevolent, you know sort of uh, motives here. Um, I feel like that was like a the director said do that or something. I, I that that was weird to me when he pushed him towards the edge, but then pulled him back, you know. It that was really weird. I don't know what to make of that. I don't either. I really That's an anomaly. I, I to me that's like Hurley drawing the igloo, you know, I I don't I don't know if that was really in the script. That okay, push him to the edge. For what though? He didn't get scared. He didn't well, I think, think he did a little bit. I think he got nervous and he was like, "I got to, I want to go back to my room now." Like, I, I think, I think he did get a little nervous when he, when he pushed him to the edge. Really? Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. And and I thought that was odd. I mean, even if he's not Walt, like I don't really know what he's doing there. Yeah, and I just, I mean, even if he didn't push him to the edge, 
he still could have said those lines and it still would have made sense. You know, I, I just I don't I don't think pushing him to the edge was to me it doesn't seem like something that was obviously in the script. That seems more like, hey, we, we have this set, it would be a cool little thing, it makes it seem a little more interesting or whatever. But uh mm-hmm. I, I don't think Abaddon has any any bad wishes really. I mean even though he's working for Widmore, I feel like even in this scene and even with Hurley, I don't I don't really get the sense he's like threatening them. Because, I mean, we, you've seen people be threatening, and I don't think he's threatening. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's, he's – I think it's scarier the, the way he threatens by, by not making things explicit, by only vaguely implying threats. You know, but what threats are he implying, though? I don't. I don't understand what. What are the threats? well? In in Hurley's case, you know, he. I feel like the implication is, uh, you know, if you if you go to this place and I'm suggesting you go to, like, you know, bad things will happen to you. <laughs> what? What? He, why would he say come to this place? And the threat is bad things will happen if you come here. A threat should be you do this thing or you don't do this thing and this bad thing is going to happen to you. And I don't feel like that's been the case. He was, at, he was telling Hurley, I, we can take care of you here. And it may be, it may be it, I think it comes off sinister that we don't trust him, you know, but in terms of a threat, it's like, hey, you want to come to this place that's better, you can have your own whatever and better care, better. I mean, that's not really a threat. To say I can, I can. If you help me out, I can take you to a better place. A threat is if you, if you don't help me out, I'll leave you here. Or if you don't help me out, I'll kill you or something. And I just don't see that coming from Abaddon. You know, that's just my interpretation. I mean, I, guess... I think he comes off sinister sometimes because we don't trust him. But I think if you just take what he says and just take his tone, there's, there's no threats there. I don't see any threats. Okay. Well, what can I say? Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. I think by his tone, which is, you know, part of what alarms Hurley, he, um, you know, you you start to you start to wonder what would happen to Hurley if he went along. Now, are you suggesting that uh, if Hurley agreed, he would just go to a nice resort and that's all? Well, I don't Abaddon know what I don't know I don't know what Abaddon really wants from Hurley. I don't know if I mean he might. I think he could. I think he could. I mean, there's ways to get information from people without threatening them. And and if he you know is nice to Hurley and and takes him to a place Hurley might like better, I think it's it's okay to think that Hurley would open up and and share any information that he has. I think I think Hurley gets a little apprehensive because Abaddon is pressing him for this. He doesn't know this guy. This guy shows up out of nowhere, and he's talking about something he shouldn't be talking about, and he shouldn't know about it. And I think that comes off sinister. But I think I don't think that means that he has any any bad intentions towards Hurley. And uh, maybe the and threat I, is like if you don't come to this place, you know, you're you're in trouble. But he didn't say that. He didn't even intimate that. Um, yeah, no, that's why I'm calling it implied. You know, I, I, I feel like, I feel like he, he, he does suggest that, 
you know, through his uh, demeanor and to a lesser extent what he says that, you know, that he should be complied with, you know, or the, or there might be bad consequences. Uh, I don't I don't agree. I don't think he he implies that. Okay. My interpretation of the scene. Okay. Um, and in this scene, I think he's nothing but supportive and helpful to John. I mean, the only thing in this scene is when he pushes him towards the edge. And he didn't even, like, he could have done more than that, you know. Um, that's the only thing, like I said, I don't really, I don't really chalk that up to, to that being in the script. Okay. But this, you know, I think pushing someone to the edge of a stairwell, whatever you say, I mean, that's, you know... I, I definitely think there's an implied threat here, too. Like I said, the stairwell thing to me is an anomaly. I, I don't really count that. I mean, yeah, that that seems like a threat, but if you don't count that, everything he's saying and doing is positive. I don't see why he would show up to John and tell him, you're, you know, you're going to get better. All you got to do is have hope and believe. You need to go on a walkabout. You need to find who you really are. I did it. You can do it, too. And why would you do that and threaten somebody? Like, that, that's counterproductive. I agree. I don't understand why he's doing that. Which is why I think it's, it's just a director, the director's decision. It wasn't – because it doesn't – to me, it doesn't make sense for him to do that. So I, I, I don't think that's something that they, that they really wrote in there. And this is just my speculation. I just don't think that's something that they wrote in there because everything he's saying and doing is there – he's there to help John. You know, he's not there to, to scare John into doing anything. So why why threaten him? You know, I don't think it makes sense for him to threaten him. And and none of the dialogue, if you just look at the dialogue, to me, shows that there's any threats. Okay. Um, so the question is, uh, you know, we know that Abaddon was in part responsible for recruiting the team on the freighter, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, which which is which is uh, you know ultimately under Widmore's control. Um, so if he's totally benevolent, you know, what is he doing? You know, why is why is he doing that? When we know that that well, mission is not benevolent. I don't know that he knows, you know, 100%. Well, I, I mean, that's the thing. Who knows where Abaddon really fits into things, especially like the hierarchy? Does he know, you know, that, that Widmore wants to torch the island? You know, if that's in fact what Widmore wants to do, I don't know. Um, I think Widmore has his own reasons for wanting to get to the island. And whatever those reasons are, you know, Abaddon you know, from what he, what Widmore would have told him, uh, agrees with him, you know. And that's the thing about, you know, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. Um, even if, even if Widmore gives the orders to torch the island and to kill everyone on the island, that could be, you know, that could be morally wrong. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the thing, you know, that that's a bad thing in terms of the island or in terms of, you know, what's best for the island. You know, I mean, obviously the island doesn't want, you know, Widmore there and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, we won't know who's really in the right or the wrong until this is all said and done because we don't really know what the higher motives are, you know. So I can't even speculate on really how Abaddon fits in because I don't even know what Widmore wants outside of just getting the island back. 
But like I said, if he if he's willing to torch it, like what does he expect to be left? You know, I I can't imagine he he wants to see that place torched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So that's the thing. I I feel like I, you know, I feel like at the end of the day, Widmore might not seem like such a bad guy. You know, I I don't know, but I I think they might go that direction. You know, or he could just be the ultimate bad guy for the show. I don't know. Okay. But I think I think um, you know, as as Abaddon is sort of his, you know, uh, you know, go guy who's you know out doing stuff. He could be a lot more evil and threatening and menacing, you know, than he than he has been. So I'm 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 waiting to see okay. what what Abaddon slash Woodmore wants with uh, with John. I I think like like literally for the characters. Yeah, but um, uh, I think his his way of being, you know, seemingly benevolent, but having a sinister undertone, I think makes him more sort of scary than he would be if he was just like, you know, I'm going to kill you if you don't do this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, don't, I would agree. I just, I just don't see, I don't see the sinister undertone. I think in Hurley's scene with Abaddon, it's you know a lot of that it comes off as sinister because because we and Hurley you know 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 certain things and we're weary about Abaddon because he knows things and we're scared about that. But I don't think anything Abaddon is really saying or doing um, really warrants that. You know, I mean, I just think Hurley doesn't trust him, and so he's kind of nervous about why this guy is asking questions, and he should be. You know, and he, and it and it they do play that scene to come off like he's like he's you know being sinister but uh but like giving him the benefit of the doubt what has he actually said or done that's been threatening or sinister really not a lot and with this thing with Locke I mean I don't you know he's just as sinister as Claire to me at this point okay okay well you know I my interpretation couldn't be more different but uh you know whatever what can you do uh, so, so under your theory that this is Walt, uh, um, do do you like? Is is part of that? You know, why would he go back and like work for Widmore? Um, and like, same re- yeah, same reason that you know anybody would do it is because they think you know I don't I don't have any specific reasons other than you know he thinks it's the right thing to do for whatever Widmore's trying to do. But I don't. I don't have any specific reasons. Same ways, and you know, I couldn't guess why Michael would come back, other than you know the sort of obvious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they found a way for him to come back. You know, um, so I, I. I mean, I don't know. I don't have any any real ideas of you know what, why Walt would come on board with Widmore, like any concrete ideas. I don't know. Okay. Okay. You know, maybe he wants to stop something from happening. Maybe, uh, you know, if he's really, I mean, if this is really Walt, then obviously there's time travel going on. So, you know, maybe he um, maybe he doesn't want, you know, maybe Michael ends up dying at some point. Uh, and, uh, you know, Walt wants to, re- you know, Walt grows older and, you know, his dad's dead and he doesn't like it and he figures out a way to help or something and it involves him time traveling. I don't know.
But, um, you know, stick the, stick that in your hat. Walt might be Abaddon. Abaddon might be Walt. And let's see, you know, see what happens the next time we see Abaddon. Okay. I don't really think that's the case. I just I just thought of that when I, you know, this, this whole Mr. Locke thing. Yeah. And, uh, and like you said, you know, it, it would be better if he's really tied into what's going on than just like a new guy who's just, you know, anybody. Yeah, yeah, which is possible. I mean, I don't think Kimi's tied to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's plenty of people that, yeah, that are just around. But, yeah, the fact that he's appeared in, you know, um, uh, you know, multiple different flashbacks and flash forwards, uh, you know, not many characters do that. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so yeah, he seems to he seems to have some kind of some kind of place in the story, um, uh, and and so I don't really okay. Let's see what's the next thing I want to talk about here. Uh, I guess I I guess I got to talk about this walkabout thing. The idea that that it was Abaddon who 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 told Locke to go Locke to go on a walkabout. Mm. Um. Uh, at this point, I just find it hard to believe. It just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, and, I think. Go ahead. And like, I just don't, I don't understand what Abaddon's motivation for this is. Like, see, is he doing this on behalf of Widmore, or just is this his own thing? Like, what you know? Why does he know about Locke? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, for all we know, Abaddon could be one of the hostiles or something, and he switches teams midstream or something. I don't know. Um, but I, I I took this to mean uh, that this this was the first seed of the idea that Locke needs to go on the walkabout. I don't think Locke heard this and said, yeah, that orderly's right. Years later, I'm going to go on a walkabout. Uh, I think that that seed was put into his head, and of course, over the course of the next couple of years, or however long it is until he actually goes on the walkabout, um, you know, things happen to him where, he, where it keeps coming back that this is the thing he should do. You know, and then he, you know, because I think in that episode when he tells his coworker that he's going to do it, you know, he has like the pamphlet and stuff, and you know, you have to work up to something like that. Um, and I don't, I don't think they're trying to sell the idea that uh, this is the moment where it's all set in stone that he's going to go do it. It's just a little seed of an idea that later, you know, germinates into uh, the tree of his expedition to <laughs> the fertile ground that is Australia. Sorry, I had to continue with the metaphor. Yes, yeah, extend it as much as you can. <laughs> so that he could uh, blossom yes. into a... Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, and the, the buds of wisdom may begin to sprout on his mm-hmm. stalk of whatever. Uh, yeah, it's good to have a metaphor. Okay, I I forgot that he that it was actually a while before he goes on the walkabout. Um, yeah, it's a while. Uh, I was imagining like he went shortly after this, but I guess if this <laughs> is, um, I guess if this is like right after he took the fall, then mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, then it's going to be a few years before he 
ends up going on the walkabout. Um, uh, all right, well, that makes it a little better. Because um, I just, I don't know, it just felt wrong. Like, like so Abaddon just stepped in and was like, going to walkabout it. And he's like, okay, I will. Yeah. I don't know. And that's the thing, you know, he says when you when we when we see each other again you're gonna owe me one which which to me means you know, that means John is gonna agree it was the right thing to do, which I think he would agree at this point in the present. I uh, guess so, although the walkabout which, wasn't really the right thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um but uh that's the thing, that's why I get the sense he's you know, in this scene, Abaddon is trying to help him. Now it could be that um uh, you know, Widmore knows that if Locke is the leader of the others, then he'll just be a horrible leader, and it'll be his downfall, and Abaddon sent to, you oh, know, man. engender that, or, you know, that's crazy, um, but <laughs> who knows? That's seeing a lot ahead, because, I mean, the actual walkabout, if you just take him at his word that all he wants is, the walk, is, is Locke's going to walkabout, I mean, what ends mm-hmm. up happening is he, Locke was right. He can't go because he can't be insured because he can't walk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, thanks, Abaddon. I owe you one. Well, that's the thing. I think – I don't think Abaddon is really – I mean, I would have to believe he, he knows a bit more than, than, than just uh, than just that, you know what I mean, that that he really thinks Locke is going to – that the 2% chance that it would take for Locke to walk again – uh, that 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 he's really going to go on a walkabout and and experience something and find out who he is and then see him later and then like thank him and then be off his merry way. I mean, I think he's he's being cryptic here. I I, I have to believe he knows that something there's something more than just you're going to go on a walkabout. Um, if not for the fact that that's not what happens. <laughs> I, you know, I, I do I just, think that on the island, like Locke's adventures on the island have been sort of, you know, his walkabout. Yeah, and I think I think he's, I think he's basically giving him the idea, which you know basically gets him to the first step to to go to the island. You know, I think that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's really thinking that he's really going to go on a, on a walkabout in Australia. You know, and I don't really think Abaddon went on a walkabout. I'm not really. Oh, you think he's that. lying about that? Well, it just seems weird to me that he would. I don't <laughs> think he's lying necessarily. I just think it's weird. Okay, I it's agree. Surprising. I think it's weird. It's surprising to hear that. Yeah, because uh, it makes me think that walkabouts are more important than they should be for this show. The <laughs> uh, the thing that struck me as odd about that is is this is Abaddon you know, ostensibly revealing something personal about his character. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the kind of character he's been so far, um, you know, I wouldn't expect to learn something like that from such a character. You know. The kind of character he's been so far, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, the the role he's played so far as the the sort of middleman slash overseer of this Mm -hmm. freighter operation... Um, didn't seem to be the kind of role that would that would uh, allow him to 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 say personal things about him. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like he was just going to be, you know, leading, bark, you know, s- telling people to do things, uh, showing up, trying to get information, always tied into the plot. You know, that that's why I like the idea. Like he's the kind of character that the idea of him just like going off and, you know, 
doing some activity is weird. Like he just activity that has nothing really to do with his like yeah yeah present like present situation on the yeah. I agree. Which which to me that was another thing that came off as him being sort of honest and sincere about helping John. And he could be lying, but you know just even if he is lying, the effect is the same to John in that he's sharing this information about himself and, and telling him he should do this thing too. Um, yeah, I mean, that's why I got the sense he was really trying to help him, which, like I, like we said, which is weird that he pushed him towards the edge. It just, mm-hmm. that, just seemed, that just seemed wrong. For, you know, even if his character is evil in the end, like for this scene, that seemed wrong. Um, yeah. You know, and maybe they're trying to say, you know, maybe he is really evil, and the scene he comes off is sort of nice, and they just want to put a little hint to uh, to remind us that he's got ulterior motives. Maybe that's what that's about. You mm-hmm. know, that's really subtle. Um, and Lost is rarely that subtle, I think. <laughs> uh, subtle is not a word I would use. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, if they, um, they want to tell us something, they usually spell it out. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, you know, I don't know what to do about Abdon here. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is weird that he, you know, talked about the fact that um, because if he wanted to be in a position of power, you know, you wouldn't say, you know, um, I didn't know who I was at one point, and now I do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he's putting yeah. himself as an equal, and I also think it's weird in terms of his, you know, like you said, his role in the show thus far. Um, I think it's weird he's the one talking to John. Yeah. You know, I mean, it seems, at least for this conversation, it seems like, you know, why not someone else or, you know, why is it important that he's the one who talks to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know where Alpert stands mm-hmm. um, uh, and and why he might be interested yeah. in Locke. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's really not clear what Abaddon interest in all this is um um what if um i don't know i don't know what if abaddon changed sides or something or he um or he sort of you know he's working for widmore but he's really undercover for the others (laughs) okay all right i don't know i mean they could they could pull something like that where He's not really his affiliation isn't really what it seems to be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they could do that. Um, this is in the past. Oh, but you're not saying he switched sides. You're saying he just he's just undercover. Either or both. I don't or know. both. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he could have been, like, with the others during this time when he's trying to help Walt, and then he switches later, and... I'm sorry, Walt. <laughs> wow, that, you know, it's really not, like... It's just my brain. I've been yeah. doing that for years. Yeah. Wow. It's just my brain. Wherever they're... They're just... They're stored next to each other or something. They really are. Um, uh, Locke. Uh, yeah, so it could be he's with the others when he's helping Locke, and... He changes sides at some point. Uh, you know, maybe Ben gets in charge and he's like, "No, I don't agree," and leaves. And I don't know. Who knows what's going on? But um, could be any of those things. Why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? 
Um, yeah, this. The, I guess with the Albert thing, like I don't know, these were shockers. Like putting this stuff in Locke's past. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was something I meant to bring up about Locke. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's reasonable for him not to remember Albert? Um, having seen him just at once when he was five, I think it's reasonable considering it's been, it's been a long time, like 40 years maybe Mm -hmm. or something. I think it's reasonable. Um, I think, I think it's interesting that, you know, we never really, and we, I guess we shouldn't be expected to, it's one of those things, but I, I think it's, you know, I would have expected us to sort of know before this that Alfred recognized him. You know what yeah. I mean? That that there was some sort of some sort of hint of that, but they we can't expect him to do that before they tell us this. Yeah. You know, but um, but uh, so uh, yeah, so I don't know. I would say if 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 Alfred mentioned it, I would I would hope he would remember. But you know, how much do we remember when we were five? You know. Um, you know, I can be. I don't. I couldn't remember what all my teachers looked like when I was five. So mm-hmm. some guy I saw once for like you know ten minutes or something. You know, I yeah. think it's plausible. Yeah, I agree. Um, the fact that he looks the same seems like it might be helpful. Uh, you know, if he recognized him. <laughs> if he recognized him, but you know, he doesn't have to recognize him despite the fact that he's aged a lot. Yeah, you know, which can yeah, make I it. just think he doesn't, you know, he doesn't remember him. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. Uh, I probably wouldn't either. I do you think, you think Richard should have brought this up at some point? I mean, he he has that little heart to heart with Locke uh, mm-hmm. in season three, and uh, I'm just surprised that this was never brought up. It just it seems like the elephant in the room that no one's talking about. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think there's the answer Carlton and Damon would say, um, but I think okay. part, of it, part of it has to do with, you know, they may not have known this was going to happen when they wrote that part, that mm-hmm. scene. Uh, what was that, like the middle of season three or towards the end? Yeah, it was uh, It was uh, the brig. It was 19. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of it, um, you know, because what would they, you know, John, do you remember me? I mean, we would have been questioning that up until now. Yeah. Like, what does he mean? It's you know? true. Um, it's true. So I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't expect them to really do that, even if they knew back then this was going to happen. I really wouldn't expect them to, to do that, unless it was important for us to sort of know during that time, which I don't think it was. Um, what was your other question? Bring it up. Did I have more than one? I thought you said it's like a two part something. Oh dear. Uh, uh Well if you can't remember it wasn't important. I thought it was really I thought it was just it was just it was just okay, why, maybe it was. why he didn't bring it up, but what what was the Damon Maybe Carlton I was gonna answer? say something else. I think that's what it was. I had a two part thing. Yeah. Uh <laughs> um I think their answer would be um Probably something like, uh, you know, in terms of what Albert is trying to do and, and those, you know, I mean, at that point, he's, you know, trying to see if Locke is, you know, ready, I guess, and uh, and is maybe he's trying to help him be ready, you know, the little heart-to-heart he has. Um, I mean, I think they would just chalk it up to, you know, uh, 
Alfred being basically whatever's going on with Locke and, and his destiny or whatever. You know what I mean? Okay. It may, basically, it may not have been, you know, prudent for the, him to bring that up, depending on, you know, what's going to happen with Locke. You know? Yeah. And what would it have done besides tell him, you know, I met you when you were five, which means I'm kind of ageless, and you weren't ready then. I, I don't really know where that conversation would have went. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been interesting to see, though. But now that Alfred's back on the show, hopefully, you know, he might run into him. and Yeah. And then he'll be like, lo and behold, remember him. You know, now that we've seen this episode, next time Locke sees Alfred, he's going to be like, hey, didn't you come to my house when I was five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might happen now. I just, I got, you know, since there was the second thing when Locke was uh, in high school and Alfred sort of called to try to recruit him, like, mm-hmm. I had the impression that he was sort of tracking Locke for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, like, by the time he met him, it does seem like he just he just should have, I don't know. But the thing, he only met a, he only, we only saw him meet him that one time. The second time, you know, he was, he didn't meet him. He just heard his name. Yeah. And I don't think Locke knows his name on the island in the present. Uh, they probably call him just Richard. Uh, and... Um, yeah, if he had seen him several times, I'd expect him to remember him. I don't think Locke should remember Alpert. I, I think Alpert should remember Locke. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, I think, yeah, I think he should remember Locke, yeah. And, well, and and just like, Locke should be important to him. I feel like he was, you know... Um, he was involved in like trying to get Locke to realize his destiny or something like that, and I just never got the sense he cared that much about Locke when when they were actually together. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, I could expect him to care more given that he has sort of been tracking him for Locke's lifetime. Hello? Yes. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Is oh. some, what's going on? Nothing. What, what, what's going on? Okay. No, I just, it seemed like you weren't there. Oh. It seemed like there was something wrong with your phone or something. Are you? Oh, I just plugged it into the charger. Oh, okay. All right. Something did happen. Good. Okay. I'm not crazy. Did it cut out or something? I think so. Oh. I think it did, yeah. Cause I did you hear what I said? I heard, I think I heard part of it. I said you said um you said it didn't seem like he cared that much about Locke when they were together and I was just saying um I could uh, I mean I don't I don't necessarily agree with that but I, I I could see him caring more given the fact that he seemed to track him over his lifetime over Locke's lifetime I would expect him to be like hey you're here finally kind of thing mm-hmm. you know like yeah. to really you know really drive that home but um but I don't think he uh, you know, I think at that point when they were talking, Locke, I don't think Locke was ready. You know, I think this is another meeting where Locke wasn't ready. Mm. You know, uh, I think if maybe he had killed his dad or something, if if that's really the right thing to have done in that situation, yeah, then maybe there would have been uh, more talk like that. But uh, but I think it was just another meeting where, where Albert probably looked at Locke and said, you're still not ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he would have been right. And I don't even think he's ready now. But, yeah. Uh, whatever. I guess he has to be ready sometime, or the show's just gonna end. And he won't he's probably ready. ready. Yeah. He's probably ready because like Ben is on the outs with the island. Mm-hmm. So the island's like, fine, we'll take him. Yeah. Yeah. He needs about 15 more minutes in the oven, but you know, it'll be fine. It'll be a little doughy in the middle, but. Uh, I don't know what we're what we're cooking. We're cooking a lock, I guess. <laughs> Yikes. <sighs> yeah. Um yeah, no, I like the idea. He's just like in the oven and they take him out and he's just like uh he's just like a cookie that falls apart cause it's Yeah, it's of, like the edges of the cookie are good, the middle's a little, you know, doughy and, you know, not quite done, but you could eat it, you yeah. know. It'll taste okay. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll work, but it's not perfection. Yeah. <laughs> it'll do for now. Exactly. You, need a you really need a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> we need a cookie now. Lock is the best cookie we got. So, do you have any speculation about Abaddon seeing Locke again? That was another thing that like seemed sinister to me, even though mm-hmm. it isn't overtly. Yeah, um, that's the thing. I think there's sort of we get the sense a lot of, you know, Abaddon stuff is sort of sinister, you know, because we don't know what to trust him or not. But, you know, he said it, uh, I don't know what it is. I feel like I feel like if the actor wanted to play this more sinister, he could. And so I don't really know if, if he's coming off nice. Well, I think just the, just the dialogue itself is not really sinister. I think the way he's playing it is not sinister. But I don't, but I don't really know if, if, if the actor's doing more to not make it sinister than, you know, than some other actor would. But, uh, but to answer your question in a roundabout way, I would say that, uh, but I don't think it's sinister. Yeah. I just, I get the sense he, Locke is really going to thank him and, uh, or would really thank him. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. But if, you know, if Locke succeeds in moving the island and Widmore can't find the island, I mean, how is he going to meet Abaddon again? Who knows? And who knows when this when this again is? Well, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. You but know? he see. I mean, the way he says it, it seems like he knows they will. Well, we know they could have met a second time. Oh, you we know? just don't know about it yet. We just don't know it yet. Who well, knows? But he couldn't. He couldn't have met him again after the walkabout. He met him on the way to, at, the, at the airport. At the airport? Okay, well, you know. But couldn't you, couldn't you see that, though? He really like shouldn't Abaddon. thank him at the airport, though. Yeah, he shouldn't thank him at the airport. But I could see Abaddon showing up at the airport. And... I, I guess I could, too, at this point. They'll just throw him in there, have Richard show up. Everybody just... Yeah, you'll see Jack in the background arguing at the mm-hmm. at the teller. And, yeah, yeah, son and looking Abaddon. at the clock, ready to, you know, maybe take off. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Annalisa is sitting yeah. at the bar. And... and you know what they could do? They could just have Abaddon see Locke. And 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 he could ask about you know he could ask about you know did you are you did you are you here because of the walk you know blah 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 and he goes yeah and they wouldn't let me and it sucks and it's all your fault and blah 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 mm-hmm. and all Abaddon has to do is is say that that's not the walkabout I was talking about Mr. Locke mm. you know what I mean <laughs> that kind of thing yeah he, you know but I could so see him at the airport I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like at some point in this show they're gonna return to the airport they're gonna have to because it's 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 just yeah it's and Widmore's of, gonna be in the control tower yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<sighs> Clearly, they it's, can... it's plausible for him to be there, you know, in terms of just being, you know, a random guy. Yeah. You know, it's just an airport. So if he runs into Locke there, it's not, you know, in term, Locke wouldn't think that's that crazy. It's, yeah. you know, it's uncanny, but it's not like, you know, impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I buy, I buy that um, much more easily than I buy him visiting Locke specifically. Um, you know, knowing what he's going to do and all that, he could easily be at the airport. That's that's mm-hmm. anybody can go to the airport, right? Come on. Yeah. Um, except uh, for terrorists. Except for terrorists. Well, you know. Uh. Uh. Okay. So yeah, I mean, there's not much you could say, but every now and then you you have a theory. So I thought. Um, oh oh well. Um, let me come up with something off the top of my head. All right. You, so you're asking me what situation would this be that they would meet again? Yeah. Um. Like, just the future I see for Locke, it shouldn't involve Abaddon. But, but, but come on, even if they move the island, that's not the end of Woodmore trying to get to the island. I mean, because, like, I think they're going to move the island at the end of the season. And I think, you know, we got two more seasons left, and they're not just going to, oh, well, we foiled Widmore in one season. You know, I don't think that's going to be the case. Okay, well. So I think even if they move the island, they're still they're, they're still going to have people who are trying to find it. Uh, and why would Widmore ever give up? I just don't get that. Why would he ever? Mm-hmm. He's got enough time and money. You could find anything. Oh, boy. You know? <laughs> it always comes back to family that. saying. Yeah, exactly. It's like, who do you think she got it from? <laughs> I've been telling her that since she was a little girl. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. No, yeah, I, don't, I don't think he'll stop. Uh, all right, so someday he finds the island, and Abaddon's there, and... <laughs> I, I don't know what locks... I don't even know what Locke's Locke storyline looks you, like. I don't know. This just this this I just it's not working for me. I need help. Yeah. Um It all depends. I mean, I, I don't even know what Locke's future is gonna look like, even after they move. I mean, what's he gonna do? I mean, what was Ben even doing? That's the thing, like Ben like busied himself. You yeah. know, like they had they made up stuff to do. I don't know what Locke is going to do. I mean, if he's just the leader of the others and they're just living on the island, I mean that's it? You're just gonna oh, be the you know Yeah. All we really got to see Ben doing, I think, was uh dealing with the fertility problem. Mhm. But I mean they busied themselves with just sort of the trappings of their lives on the island and stuff and but you know, he had all those passports and stuff and all those IDs and I mean well, he was doing he was up to something. Clearly. You know. Yeah. He was. And um, he, you know, had been to that Tunisia hotel before and all that stuff. Yeah. Like he was up to something, you know. He and was. uh and even with um with Albert, I mean, Albert's been out, you know, I mean, we see him in this episode in the 50s, you know, he recruited Juliet, like, you know, he seems like he's out kind of doing stuff when they need him to. Um, I wonder if him being off the island is any problem for, for the aging thing. Yeah. I always assume I don't know. the aging thing had something to do with the island. I mean, I don't believe that it affects everybody that way, but... Uh, uh, but since he seems to leave an awful lot, um, you know, it makes me wonder why he's not aging. 
Well, I mean, even if he aged for the amount of time he was gone, I mean, it wouldn't be that much, right? Well, yeah. If he isn't gone that long. Even if it's, you know, yeah, a couple days, a week, a month at a time, I mean, that's not really noticeable. So, um, as long as he's not away for, like, years and years and years, we wouldn't even notice even it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing, even if, the, you know, he has to be on the island for him to stay young, like, he's not gone ever that long that we've seen, so. Yeah. Um, I would I would guess he... I think I would guess that he's just like that. Like, whatever made him like that, is he's like that, and, and whether he's on the island or not. Okay. That's that's my guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> to me, I can't wait to see how they explain Albert and 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 the host, the original others, the hostiles. You know, yeah. I, I want to see their backstory. Uh, I want to know if they're really indigenous to the island. That they were, they're just like these people who. I mean, it's an island. At some point, you got to land there. You know, people don't just you know exist out of thin air. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, so you know what I mean? Like, poof, here's some people. <laughs> poof people? Yeah, no. Yeah. No, so, they would have had to, they would have had to, just in real, in the real world, uh, you know, they would have had to, to sort of, you know, migrate there at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow. Yeah, and even if the island was part of, you know, some other chain of islands and it moved or it was, mm-hmm. you know, part of some landmass that people were on and moved, you know, whatever, like, still, then that's even worse because it's like, you know, here's one group of people that's identical to another group of people, you know, which I think is a little bit different than if somebody just landed there or something. But I don't know how they're going to explain that. To me, that's the hardest part. Is making that make sense and and be interesting, because it's like you know they you yeah. know it's their island, but if they just landed there, before, you know, you know, is well, the island special? Because I mean, no one can claim that any any place is theirs really, except uh, you know, I guess some people in Africa maybe. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's an immigrant pretty much. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you but go far thing, back. No one, no one really claims, though. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, because that was my next question: is 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 the is the island special because of them, or are they special because of the island? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like it's more than just the sort of you know property thing. It's uh, it's can they really call them? You know, say that they're special because the island is special? You know. Because if they just landed there, then then I think no. Because then anyone who would have landed there would would have the would have those, uh, yeah, yeah whatever yeah yeah I agree I agree and maybe you know we're supposed to believe that they that they are some intrinsic part of the island. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I don't I don't know what that means about their origin, but somehow they they just arose there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's why they they're connected to the island somehow. The the questions about the hostiles. I mean, I really thought that stuff would have been answered in season three. Um, mm-hmm. Here we are, you know, right at the end of season four, and and very little development on that front. Uh, very little. Um, uh, so I presume we will get more, but I'm just. It seems like season three was. Not so much about the others as it was about the modern day others. 
Yeah, I mean, it was yeah, it was about the others, and now we need to learn about the hostile. Yeah. You know, it was. It's one. It's one little thing leads to another. We're always following breadcrumbs on this show. Yeah. Yeah. And I just season about the others. I just thought we'd learn, you know, everything there was to know about them. But it was just. It was really. We'll tell you about mostly about the others who kind of joined later and aren't really that special, and you know, have very straightforward motives. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know where Ben fits into all this. Uh, he does seem to know a lot of stuff and be up to a lot of things. Um, you know, and I guess he took the island from Widmore somehow, and, you know, I don't, I don't really know how that all That's the thing, like, like, how much does Juliet know? You know, I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like she really knows a lot about the island's mysteries and, like, the mystical stuff. You know, <sighs> like, I don't think she knows what Smokey is. I mean, I think she's obviously aware of it, you know, um, but I I just, I don't know if she knows what Ben knows about Smokey. She might, but I just, you know, I don't know if she does. Because there's, you know, how how long do you have to be a member of the others before you're, you know, just as important or equal to another member, you know, someone who's been, like Albert, you know, like someone who's been there from the beginning. Alpert, who new... at some point had to know more about the island than Ben. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And and why would Alpert think, you know, what, what, you know, in terms of the mentality of the hostiles, why would they, you know, choose or let Ben be chosen to be their leader? You know, someone who wasn't born on the island, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, you know... I've been wondering that since we learned that. It's like, what... You know, even if, okay, Jacob says he's the leader or whatever, but, like, why? Why do you believe that? You know, where, whatever prophecy or list or whatever there are, where are they coming from and why do they believe it? Conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in... Five minutes. To extend the time by 60 minutes, press star eight. Doo-doo-doo to you two. What were we talking about? That thing is um, totally distracting. Alpert, why did um, why would Alpert let Ben be in charge? Why would oh, Alpert yeah. and the Hostiles let right. Ben That's be right. in charge? Yeah, Even, you know, and, he, and if it's just because Jacob or whatever, they're. Uh, but I had the impression that like no one else talked to Jacob but Ben, and and they just sort of believed what he had to say about Jacob. Like and I, I never really understood how that happened. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like Jacob seems to be the key to a lot of things, and if like if Jacob is the like if Ben is in charge because of Jacob, and which would mean that you know the other the hostiles respect Jacob's opinion about it, but it's like how would they do that if if they need Ben to talk to Jacob? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I w- uh, how you would know. they? How would they even know? Like, who was talking to Jacob before Ben? Mm-hmm. You know, how did how did Jacob become to be? You know, what he is among the others now. I think maybe Jacob was maybe the original leader of the hostiles or something, or someone who was with their group, and uh, maybe you know maybe that's why they they sort of trust him and follow him because that's just how the order was before and 
and uh, and the fact that Ben has a connection to Jacob or had a connection to Jacob is what you know sort of legitimized uh, him and his role. But um, okay, but that uh, I feel like they may have needed to have a connection to you know. I guess definitely needed to have some sort of connection to Jacob before Ben shows up or, or something that would eventually lead to Jacob, you know? Uh, Juliet knows about Jacob. Uh, I don't know how much she knows, but she's aware of the name. Well, every uh, yeah, but I mean, all the others should be aware of the name because they say it all the time. Yeah. You know, but but how much do they really know about him? You know, and and uh, yeah. and that's the thing. People like Pickett and Colleen and like all these people who seem you know more, and even Juliet, you know, who are basically more or less, you know, regular people, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, to to sort of buy this idea that Ben is talking to this, you know, from what we see, this, like, apparition or whatever, invisible thing, how do you get someone at that point? I would say you know? Tom, too, in that category. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, most of the others that we've seen, really. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, Ryan didn't seem, fuck, you know, Yeah, definitely like, Ryan. <laughs> Definitely Ryan and the sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's like, like how do you get Richard, these people aboard? And... I'll buy. Um, uh, he's he he comes across as the kind of person that uh, that 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 has lived a thousand lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, all those people do seem like very pragmatic people. Who it's hard to imagine they're they're all just living under the sway of a supernatural being that only one person can speak to and yeah you know there's something there's something weird about that they don't seem to be the right kind of people to to be living in that way yeah exactly and it's it's weird it's weird that they are i mean obviously it all it takes is proof or some sort of you know and if they see smoky i mean that's pretty crazy yeah. but uh but in terms of jacob like they would need to see something or experience something, I think, to sort of buy into that, you know. And I wonder how how did Colleen and Pickett and Tom, you know, join the others? Yeah. You know, how long have they been on that that island? You know, because if Ben wasn't born there, I don't think too many of them were born there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Richard is the only one I know of that, that wasn't, you know, uh, uh, apparently uh, recruited, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to be in the others. Uh, I mean, the other people might have been there, but we, you know, we didn't really, we didn't really get to see any of the hostiles. I don't think, besides him. Yeah, so, I think he's the only one. So yeah, we, there was that, you know, that shot during the purge where there were some other hostiles. Yeah. We didn't, you know, I wonder. I, I would assume those people are still around. An ageless, I guess. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If yeah. And what do the, the what do the other people think about that? Like, what about Juliet? Like, is she aware that that Alfred doesn't age? I mean, I guess she hasn't been there that long to really know. But mm-hmm. but other yeah, people would, have, and is she I would think there's somebody there who who's who's there long enough to realize that Albert has has an yeah. age. But I mean, if they believe in Jacob and stuff, then they would just chalk that up. You know, I feel like they there's probably an answer that they are given for that. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, but why they, would I, they just want to live there? Like, what is, you know, what's, what's their Because they're on the list. Life? That's the thing. It all comes back to believing in the list. You know, even, even Ben told J- Juliet about the list and yeah. that kind of like shut her up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, how do you, how do you give validity to some, you know, list, you know? Yeah. Uh, it must be a pretty crazy list. 
yeah, what do they think the list is? Why do they trust it? Like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, still doesn't make sense. <sighs> Episode 11, season four. <laughs> oh, man. How about this? If we don't know what the list is by the series finale, then I'm going to stop watching Lost. <laughs> I'm going to be through. And I, you know what? I know it's a bold statement, but uh, I'm going to say I'm putting my foot down. I'm right there with you. I think all all of you listening, I think we should all join together and agree mm-hmm. just to end a protest that if we don't know by the series finale, we will all stop watching Lost. I think we should. And, yeah, I think we should write them, too. Yeah. And tell them. We should why. boycott Lost. Yeah. I agree. Right when it's over. It's a good plan. We can do something good with this podcast. It's a good plan that can't be stopped. What was that about? Man, that was the coolest <laughs> thing ever. A bad plan that can't be changed? Yeah, yeah, that's what... Was that what it was? Yeah. A bad plan that can't be changed? Yeah. What did I say? You said a good plan that can't be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plan that can't be stopped. Why would you want to stop a good plan? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's good, but like, oh no, stop that plan. It's yeah. good. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a good, pl- it's like the plan is really good, but like its effects are bad, so you want to stop it. You know, it's just good a really good plan to do something bad. Yeah, it's like, it's a good plan, but I don't know, you know, you can't stop it. <laughs> can't stop that good plan. So what was it? It's All a the- bad, it's a bad what? It's a it's a bad plan that can't be changed. It's a it bad was in, plan it was in Latin. Changed. Yeah, that's right. That's why my translation was a little rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it turns out, I read later a, a better translation of that was something more like, um, uh, uh, um. A plan oh, that, really? Um, um, um. I'm, I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. A plan that can't be changed is a bad plan. Like that, 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 yeah, that yeah, I remember really, reading that. That was really what, what it was supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. But the original translation was that, and that stuck in my head. Yeah. I'll never forget that one. A bad plan that can't be changed. Yeah, all that crap on there. there was oh, I know. I, we obsessed about that thing. Yeah. Oh, man. Last door map. In many ways, I think that 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 was the beginning of the last slowdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was that was definitely fodder. Cause it. Yeah. I mean. That stoked the fires. Yeah, we talked about that for a long time. Looking at the little details on there, and it's just, you know, mm-hmm. man. <sighs> if only it meant something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only it matters. There's plenty of stuff that's not on there, and there's plenty of stuff that is on there that we can't account for at all. Um, and no one on the show really cares about it anymore, mm-hmm. nor should they. Uh, so well, it did implode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well. I wonder, you know, I remember last time we were talking about the Blastor map, we, we were thinking about all the stations we had seen and 
because they added some since the Blastor map. And uh, now that we know there's the Orchid, does that still fit in to uh, yeah, how many were on the thing? I mean, I don't want to really go into it and find out. I, I don't just, know. I, I don't okay. remember how many extra there were. I remember there was one crossed out. and mm-hmm. I, think, I think with the Looking Glass, I think it was full. Was it full with the Looking Glass? I, th- I think that was the case. I might be wrong on that, but and I, now we got the the orchid and yeah. the temp the uh the temple if, yeah. presumably yeah the temple if the temple counts as a as a station yeah we'll see if it's like, really we also Dharma. have like the tempest which I don't think is a station if it doesn't have a logo I don't think it's a station yeah yeah that's the criteria I guess if it yeah, yeah. It, needs, it needs a logo yeah um. So yeah, I don't know. It maybe it works. Maybe there's room for one more. But I I thought we like looked at it and and we we were able to get the get the looking glass in there, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, the orchid. That's I feel like they're really just adding these as they go. Uh, <laughs> they didn't quite plan that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's my impression. <laughs> Every every time, like, they just stumble on something new or discover something new on the island, you know, it, it, these days, like, it really, besides the flame, like, it really feels like it just, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, in my head, it wasn't there before, mm-hmm. you know. Luckily, with the looking glass, they, you know, they had that cable from a long time That's ago. That's true, yeah. So they, they, they knew, I think they knew about that, but... Um... But yeah, they can just add stations when they want to. Oh, we need a new station. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, and it was a Hydra. The Hydra and the Looking Glass were not on mm-hmm. the Blastor map. Yeah. And I think. And they, they shouldn't be. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're not, you know, on the island. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. They they did have the cable, and and that was good. And and and, you know, because of that connection, I'll buy it. But it just. I don't know. Uh, I you know the the tempest thing and uh uh you know some of these other things that they just run into just I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I just I feel like they should have found everything by now. Is is this the longest tangent we've ever been on? Probably. I <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, what scene are we even supposed to be talking we're, about? We're 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 still on the Abaddon scene. Oh my god! Yeah. I wonder how long. I think it's been at least like forty minutes. It's uh. Yeah. Because we we're at six hours and forty two minutes, and I think around the six hour mark, I looked at it, and I think we yeah. were talking about the Abaddon scene. All right. Well, you mistaken. know. <laughs> it was a big scene, and we didn't really spend that whole time talking about it, but uh. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've definitely, uh, you know, I think we're, I guess we're going for, uh, in terms of podcast length, um, we've got like another 10 minutes or so of the episode to go over. Yeah. Uh, so this, this might, what was our longest one this season? Seven hours and what? There's really just like three more scenes. Um, yeah, it was just a little over seven hours. 727. Oh, was so, really that long? Yikes. Yeah, 727. Um, so we'll see. I don't know if we'll beat that. But yeah. We'll see. I feel like we'll, we'll get up to that approximately. Yeah. 
We may not beat it. Um, okay, so shall I go to the next scene? Yeah, I think everyone is screaming, please, please, for the love of God, go right. to the next scene. All right, well, you're all in luck. Here it goes. There's like a shitload of Kimis in this scene. <laughs> my my Microsoft Word is putting a red thing under Kimi for it being misspelled. And oh, yeah, can, you can, can just say ignore all. How many Kimis are there? Okay, so count them at home for for trivia and fun. Uh, There'll be a quiz the, later. <laughs> back on the boat, uh, Kimi's men are loading up weapons in preparation for another trip to the island. Omar tells the doctor they got a message that the doctor washed up on the beach with his throat slit. The doctor says, but I'm the doctor. Um, Kimi walks up. Uh, weapons continue to be loaded. Frank says, what are you going to do with all that? Kimi says, fire up, Frank. Frank is unwilling to fly Kimi and his friends. Uh, sorry. Kimi and his friends? <laughs> <laughs> Kimi and pals. Make it sound like a kid's TV show. Yeah. Kimi and friends. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Kimi has, has any friends. I agree. I'm starting to lose it. I didn't even write that. I just said it. Uh, <laughs> okay. Frank is unwilling to fly Kimi and his men uh, on such a mission. Uh, Kimi threatens Frank, uh, uh, to, threatens to kill him. Literally. Uh, this is a real threat. Uh, Frank, yeah. uh, <laughs> this my friend is a threat. <laughs> there's any if there's any doubt about what a threat is. Yeah, this is a clear threat. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Frank uh, Frank notes that Kimi needs him to fly the helicopter so he can't kill him. Uh, uh, in response, Kimi slits the doctor's throat, throws him overboard. Kimi uh, once again uh, threatens Frank. And uh, the captain interrupts by firing Kimi's gun, tells him he fixed his gun. Uh, he tells Kimi to stand down or he will fire. Kimi uh, uh, hands off, I guess he hands off the knife to someone, and he holds his arms up, and he, he sort of indicates the device on his arm mm-hmm. and says, I don't think you want to do that, Captain. Uh, as the captain is asking... I don't know if he's asking someone or if he's just sort of sort of rhetorical question, uh, what's that on his arm? He's asking anyone who would know. He kind of looks at Omar, I think, and then he looks at Frank, which is when he gets shot. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's looking He's looking another way, and Kimi quickly grabs a gun and shoots him dead. Uh, Kimi uh, uh, asks Frank if he will fly now, and Frank uh, agrees that <laughs> uh, we're flying. Uh, flank... flank Frank gets in the helicopter and hastily inserts a uh, satellite phone into a uh, bag uh, with other stuff and wrapped up um, and starts up the helicopter. Uh, Kimi retrieves his gun from the captain. Uh, the helicopter is, is, is running. Kimi's men get on it, and the helicopter takes off going towards the island. All right. And scene. And and Desmond does watch it in the distance. Yeah, Desmond was there, not doing much. That's why I didn't mention him. Man, Desmond is just like ever since the constant. Mm -hmm. uh, He has just been. I don't know. 
it seems like he was really affected by that. And it's just like for the lack of him doing anything, you know, like talking or or being in scenes just make it seem like he's really having a hard time with what's going on, you know. Just the fact that he's off the island for the first time in three years, he's actually talked to Penny, that he actually time-traveled, all that stuff. The fact that they haven't really given him any screen time makes it seem like he's just emotionally going through this, which is really weird. Yeah. You know? It is weird. It's an interesting side effect. Yeah. Yeah, and and for this show, like, normally, once that episode's over, the character doesn't care anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, next week, they've forgotten all about it. No matter who, you know, died or whatever mm-hmm. happened, it's, you know, they move on very yeah. quickly. You know, I remember Kate's episode, what Kate did, you know, she was just beyond distraught. And next episode, she was peachy, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> So, yeah, to have Desmond seemingly affected uh, is, is weird. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it's I don't know if that is – I don't think they're doing it on purpose because all they're doing is not having him do yeah. anything. Yeah, I mean, him even saying – like, he he barely got dialogue before this. I, mean, his I know. This is the first time he's talked this much since the constant. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much, so. Yeah, and he barely got a line out. I mean, he really yeah. – uh, <laughs> Yeah, it is weird. I don't know what's uh, yeah. going on with him. If he's going to get involved in anything, I guess he ought to. He's going to sit around through the finale, too. <laughs> I think Desmond is where he's supposed to be. Mm. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so so what are you going to do with this scene? Um Right, so we got another reference to this arm thing. We talked about it earlier. Uh, you know, uh, somehow the thing in his arm should make the captain not want to shoot Kimi. Maybe he's connected to some sort of. I mean, we you know we see them loading weapons and stuff. Maybe he's got some sort of you know bomb or device or something that's uh, connected. Excuse me, connected to this uh, this uh, Walkman on his arm. Um, so that if, you know, I, it seems to, if this was like, you know, something else, another movie or something, I would imagine it's akin to, you know, the, uh, well, you see, Captain, the device on my arm is, uh, connected to my heartbeat, and if you shoot me, my heart's gonna stop, and the thing's gonna explode, you know, something like that, um, yeah, it's the idea, and I think what's even stranger is that the captain didn't know what it was. Usually scenes like this, the person being threatened knows what the thing is. He doesn't yeah. even know what the threat he is. He doesn't know what it is, and he can't know why he shouldn't shoot Exactly. It. He could have just shot him. Like, if it was me, you know, I wouldn't have, well, if it was me, I would have known he was going to shoot the ca- me, the captain, so I would have shot him first, but, because yeah. I already saw the episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, in this situation, the captain could have just shot him, you know, if the captain was a man like Keeney, he would have just shot him sight unseen and and not cared about the thing if he didn't know what it was. And, and that's kind of scary because, um, you know, like I said, he he can't be threatened with it if he doesn't know what it does. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so that was weird. I can only imagine it's something like that where, you know, or maybe it's, um, Maybe it's their way home or something, you know. But it, it seemed to be more about not necessarily what the device is, but in terms of the, the threat is, you know, why is it important that 
Kimi not die when he has this thing on or get shot at or get shot with this thing on is really interesting. Because if it's just, you know, a device tied to the to a bomb or, you know, remote detonator or uh, it's a GPS thing that they're going to need to leave or something or whatever, um, it wouldn't, it shouldn't really matter that Kimi is dead or not. But uh, obviously it's more, it's more um, intricate than that. Uh, you know, Omar and them closed the door when they were putting it on, you know, and this whole thread about it. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what this thing is. All right. I uh, I feel like whatever it is, it's tied to some sort of weaponry or whatever. I think, you know, yeah. whatever bad would have happened would have happened on the ship. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, if that helps at all. Somewhat, yeah. That's at least, it narrows the field. Yeah. There. I think it has something to do with whatever Kimi has in his arsenal. Yeah. I agree. I definitely feel like it's some kind of weaponry uh but uh yeah i don't know i guess i guess i feel like it's something specific maybe i should maybe maybe it's something very maybe uh maybe widmore this is gonna sound crazy maybe widmore has a satellite in space with like a laser beam on it and like if kimi presses i mean because i'm thinking of how is kimi going to torch this island you know, does he really have, you know, the, the, the equipment to do that? And and what if he has, Widmore has, like, some... A some, space gun. Either a space gun or maybe, you know, some missiles somewhere on land in there, you know, you know uh, ah, they okay. use a satellite to sort of pinpoint the, the location. You know, we saw a rocket before, remember that? Yeah. The whole thing with Dan and Regina, that was a rocket. I don't know if that's a hand or something, but payload rocket, yeah. Yeah. So maybe, you know, if, if, if Kimi would have gotten shot or pressed the button, then they would have that would have signaled the rock the, the missiles to attack the freighter. I and mean it shouldn't just go to where Kimi is, because I don't think he wants to die. Right? Yeah. That's true. I don't think he wants to die, but I think I think maybe well maybe it's more yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if it's not if it's not connected to him, then why, you know, why is it on him? Why is it on him and you know, it seems like, you know, the bad thing that would have happened would have affected the the ship. Um, because even if like, okay, say for instance, it's just basically a remote detonator and then Kimi goes to the island and plants the bomb and then leaves and then presses the button and the, and the, and the, and the island like blows up or something. Like Mm -hmm. what would that matter if, if he got shot? Unless it's tied into his health somehow, you know what I mean? The device that is. Oh. That's the thing. If it's just a remote detonator... Yeah. Then I don't see, you know... That, that's not that interesting. And I guess even a satellite thing doesn't really get around that problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, mm. it does seem like it's it's gonna, like, send the bad stuff his way. Mm-hmm. Um... But I just, it just seems weird. I just don't feel like he would want to do that. 
Maybe he can't die. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> he Fate did live travel. Smokey. He did survive Smokey. Did you just say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. Yeah, he survived Smokey, uh, but that would. But so did his other guys, and, and does that mean Mayhew was the only one who can't die? Like that's yeah. weird. <laughs> it's weird. He's got a whole army of people who can't die, but one. But mm. poor Mayhew. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhew, you go first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a sad tale, Mayhew. He mm-hmm. he joined an army of men who couldn't die. That would have been really interesting if all the men got out unscathed. That would have been a cool theory to think that they couldn't die somehow. Like yeah. maybe Whitmore, like whatever rules are going on here, Whitmore can can uh, can choose people to be like invincible. Like it's like chess or something, and they each mm-hmm. can choose like a ah. number of people to have certain powers, and they have to maneuver. You know, yeah. like Whitmore has you know Kimi and his guys, and and Abaddon, and then like Ben has you know whatever else and, and like and Richard you know and, yeah. and those, you know what I mean like they kind of have that sort of similar thing you know if you think about it in terms of like chess you know mm-hmm. which I think they're yeah they're they're trying to they're trying to go with a game metaphor yeah maybe if we think about it in terms of backgammon with rules it'll yeah. all become clear <laughs> Oh, backgammon can I also mention uh, I meant to say that earlier in that scene when uh why is it was weird to me when Albert told Locke he seemed to have a good a good grasp of the game. What did he say? Like you a good handle on the game or something? Yeah. yeah. Like in the thirty seconds, like he was in there, he said that it was really weird. Like it just seemed like he was putting random pieces places. You know, it's mm-hmm. like why did he say that? Are you just you know pat, patronizing him, patronizing him, or? Or uh, did he really? Or was that really a comment that somehow he he, he really gets the game? <laughs> could could Albert instantly tell by looking at the board? <laughs> I mean, I play backgammon. It's not. I mean, you can be good at it, but from my impression of the game, um, it's not the kind of game that you know. Well, first of all, you you don't play alone. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, it's not the kind of game that you can necessarily tell. Uh, how good someone is by looking at the board. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, even chess, I mean, to a certain degree, if you're just looking at the board, if you, especially if you just started playing, you might not be able to tell anything, you know. Um, yeah, I think I think know. chess, yeah, I think even with chess, you can tell, you really, the only way you can tell if someone is good is by seeing the sequence of moves, not by yeah. observing the board uh, at any particular point. You know, because there's always a possibility. I mean, even if you see the board where, like, one side is just devastated, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean the person's good. Mm-hmm. It could be that the other person's bad. Yeah. Or or just worse. Yeah. You know, um, and so they're winning, but they're not that great. Yeah, exactly. Someone has to win. I mean, well, not has to, but someone probably will win. So, mm-hmm. you know, and in backgammon, you know, uh, uh someone's someone's gonna win so you know i don't know yeah it just it just came off like he was just saying it something you say to a kid because you you know he's a stranger and he's just trying to say something nice yeah 
Yeah. You know, especially since he wasn't playing with anybody. You know, he wasn't really mm-hmm. playing the game. And it's didn't, it, didn't the girl, like, knock over the pieces yeah. anyway? And, like, she did. She messed him up, like, right before he walked in. Yeah. He, maybe, maybe like, she, she messed it up, but it, it appeared to be genius somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, they all rearranged, and he's like, whoa, this kid's it's, this kid's great. See, that just kills it for Locke, the fact that she fucked it up. Because even if mm-hmm. it was good, it wasn't because of Locke. It wasn't because of him, yeah. <laughs> Poor Locke. He can never catch a break, even as a kid. He really can't. God, what a... Oh, he just gets stepped on in every turn. Wow. Well, when he's the leader of the others, he'll feel better about himself. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> You think he's gonna be the leader of the others? Man, that'll be weird. <laughs> yeah, some of they need to uh, have a new election. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. They should. They should all. I don't know. Let's just. How about you just be? Oh, I don't know. You can be treasurer for a while. <laughs> he should be in charge of like, you know, cooking the rabbits or something, making mm-hmm. dinner or like yeah. hunting. You know, you You're the, the food for us. Here's a question. Does Alfred need to eat? Mmm. <laughs> I don't mm. know. Does he? Tasty and thought-provoking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say. Does Alfred need? I don't know. Um, this is the random question. I thought of, I don't have an answer or a speculation. I, I don't know. I guess I don't think we've seen him eat. But, you know, we haven't really had a good chance to see him eat. I mean, from a, just from a physiological standpoint, you know, your body needs, you know, energy and nutrition. And even if he, you know, doesn't age... He could potentially still need to eat, definitely. Yeah. We don't really so, know how it's working. Yeah, we don't really know how it works. I don't know. But I, I would imagine he would want to eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I would too. I would, I would guess that he, that he eats. Cause there's all sorts of like chemicals and minerals and stuff. Your body needs that it doesn't get unless you eat. So, yeah. You know, even if, yeah, even if they only could keep him, you know, alive, I mean, like it would just be weird. Cause his body wouldn't be getting certain things and, you know, yeah, you'd have to believe that um I mean obviously, you know, something in his body is is weird uh if he's not aging. Um you'd have to believe that somehow it can it can generate its own nutrients. Yeah, but all he, I mean all he needs to not age is is for his cells basically to to regenerate faster and to sort of not die basically, you know. Um but they would still need energy to function. Mm-hmm. And maybe they, I don't know. Random question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'd so back say to, needs, but I don't know. We'll see. Back to Kimi and um, this thing on his arm. Yes. I think we're, I both, we're both quite sure that we don't know what it is. Yeah. Wow. Have you heard anybody with any good ideas of what that is? I have not. I have not read a single good theory about it. Actually, well, I have you heard any bad theories about it. Have you heard any bad theories? People don't seem to be talking about it that much. I mean, I think they hmm. are, but I, I haven't read about it. I've really, 
a lot of the stuff I've read has been about other stuff in the episode. Uh, I wonder. Oh, I just wanted to bring up, um, this is a quickie. Uh, when, when Kimi kills the doctor, uh, you know, mm. throw, throws him overboard. Mm-hmm. Like it just didn't play right to me. It it felt like he was only doing that because, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it had to be done so the doctor could wash up. It was, you know, that was the thing. I, I'm like, Kimi, I know you're trying to make a point, but I think you guys need a doctor. He's the only medical professional yeah. you guys have on board, apparently. And and he just, you know, it, they just got through needing him with Mayhew. And and even though he's trying to prove his point, was there no one else he could have no one else he could have killed that would have been you know less detrimental to their mission presumably? Yeah, yeah. You know, but, it was a bad move in that way. Yeah, it was a bad move, and it it seemed a little like you know I, just kind of out of nowhere. I mean, even though we know the doctor's gonna die, it's like oh, okay, this is the moment I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, it just seemed really sudden and like um. You know, but that's the kind of, you know, but in a scene like that when when the doctor's fate is already sealed, they can just, they don't have to play around with that whole, you better do it or else I'll kill someone thing. Mm-hmm. You know, they can just cut straight to it and kill someone because we already know someone's going to die. And, yeah. You know, he doesn't have to play around because obviously that character is expendable since they're, you know, basically dead already. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, you know, that scene would have played weird no matter what they did, I think, because uh, we're just expecting the doctor to die. And... I just, I, yeah, I agree, but him throwing him overboard was what really bothered me. It just didn't seem right. I felt like what he should do is slit his throat and then just let him, like, fall mm-hmm. down and die. Yeah, like, the seemed, overboard was, me... that was too quick. It was like, I mean, yeah. someone throw him overboard. It's like, what? Yeah, and it seemed like it took away the shock value to just throw him overboard and get him out of sight. They should have they should have had him slit his throat and just fall to the ground and do everything else they're going to do. And then, you know, at some point in the scene, he just has to, you know, tell his men, you know, get rid of that. Get rid yeah. of that body. And then they throw him over. Yeah, that I agree. would have maybe, maybe they just did it like that for the pacing of the scene and to, to shorten it and stuff. But, um mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, when Frank is in the helicopter, you know, putting the uh, sat phone in the bag, we could have had a shot of Kimi's men throwing the body overboard mm-hmm. or something. And that that was weird. That part of it was weird. The, uh, the throwing the overboard overboard was weird. Yeah. It, it, when, when something like that happens, like another example I can think of, this is not going to make anybody happy, including me, is uh, the scene with Nikki and Paolo in their flashback episode where – you know, early in the episode, we see, like, you know, certain things happen, and then through the episode, we discover how they got there. You know, and one of the things we see earlier in the episode is this shoe, like, in a tree, you mm-hmm. know? And then, like, when that scene comes, and she takes the shoe off and, like, throws it in the tree, it just feels wrong. It just mm-hmm. feels like she's only doing that so they can find the shoe later. Like, it just doesn't feel natural. Yeah, it feel like because it, we're not we're not used to seeing scenes play out out of chron- you know non chronological order like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's part of that is just getting over the hump of how we process scenes. 
Yeah. You know, it, uh, it, you know, and it's, you can't really do it, but if you could watch that, the second scene first and then the first scene, I would imagine it would feel right. Yeah. You know, but, uh, but you can't even do that cause you know what's going to happen. So, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I think that's just part of part, you know, it just, it seems like it, it doesn't feel right because it's like, well, they have to do that. Well, but they only have to do that cause we know what happens later, you know? Uh, and that kind of gets into, you know, the idea of free will and everything. Yeah. You know, it's like, just because you know she's going to throw that in the tree, does that really mean she, she has to? Yeah. You know? Um, so that's a, you know, that's gets in the philosophical. Definitely, so, yeah. We probably shouldn't go down that road, but. No, 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 no. Um, not at, uh, not at hour seven. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. Uh, are we, are you done with that thing? Yeah. I, I had to think about. I was reading uh, on Lostpedia. Their their summation of this scene. They attribute uh, what's on his arm uh, to a heart rate monitor, uh, a heart rate monitor transmitter around his chest, having a device attached to his arm. So, which basically was what we were saying about some sort of thing that monitors his health and, and if it, you know, if it, cause we've seen that before in movies, if he dies, then the bomb goes off mm-hmm. or whatever else bad thing happens. That's probably what it is. I was kind of hoping it was something more interesting than that. Me too. Uh, but that's what they attributed to. Um, I don't okay. know why they, they assume that's what it is, but, um, yeah. um, so the idea is that if he's killed, then what? Like, then something. <laughs> I mean, you know, where is this thing that's going to happen, you know, and, and like, I just, it's just, this is I think, just, yeah, I think probably the biggest question is what's going to happen. Cause I, I, I can't imagine it's anything more complicated than, than what, you know, than it's monitoring his heart rate and all that. And, mm-hmm. and it's just a transmitter. The big question is what's going to happen if it goes off. Yeah. And why would he want to be in a position to, 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 you know, don't kill me or else, you know, we're all dead kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm wondering. It just seems like an odd strategic move. Mm. Um, and maybe maybe that's the only move he can, you know, he can do at this point. Yeah. You know, because he doesn't, he doesn't want to die. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. He doesn't want to die. But, like, really, if he were shot on the boat, like, just this, like, big bomb would go off on the boat, like, where would that get anybody? Nowhere, which is why he didn't want the guy to shoot him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. All right. But he's taking that risk. I mean, you know, he's going yeah. around, like, threatening people and, and uh, you know, just kind of, you know, taking over. Uh, and and then he's going to put this device where he gets killed, like, the thing's going to blow up. Like, and then, then his mission's really failed. Like, I, yeah. It just, well, if Frank would have just, wouldn't have protested, they wouldn't have really been in this position in the first place. Well, yeah. yeah. You know. And, and I think, you know, they have to fit him with this thing before they leave, obviously. Um, so that's really the situation, you know. And, and he, you know, he told the captain, you know, don't shoot me. I got this thing. Yeah. If he didn't say anything, it'd be weird. But he, he did say, you know, I've got this thing. You can't, you know, don't shoot me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're right. He did. Uh, it just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, the other thing is uh, just, just an observation about this kind of scene. It just, it, it, it happens. I've seen it happen a lot where uh, someone gets threatened and, like, they themselves are 
willing to put themselves on the line. Mm-hmm. But, you know, then it becomes, well, I'll just kill a bunch of other people. Yeah. And, you know, are you willing to sit here and watch that happen? Mm-hmm. Like, it just, it sucks. Like, you, you want to just be yeah. accountable for yourself. And that's why the bad guys are the bad guys, because they, you know, they, they do that. Because Frank is like, well, you, you know, you can't kill me. I'm the pilot, you know. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I can kill this guy, though. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to put anyone else on life on the line, so you're forced. That's what makes it crappy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sucks. It's just a shitty situation. Like, the, it, that happened in Echo's episode a long time ago. You know, where he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not afraid of you. And so they just, you know, the guy just shoots, like, some random person, like, standing around. Like, yeah. It's like, well, good for you, but, you know, these people are, and, you know, you're going <laughs> to, are, are you willing to, to, to let me uh, uh, shoot all them uh, so you mm-hmm. can defy me? <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, basically what would happen is the bad guy would just shoot anyone else he could, and they would still be left in the same position, but just with more dead bodies. Yeah, exactly. And and at that point, you, shouldn't you just do it? I mean, yeah, was it really worth the protest? Was it really worth, yeah, that's the thing. Was it really worth, because all Frank has to do is Chopper, I mean, obviously, choppering these people in could get everyone on the island killed, yeah. but that's why he comes up with the backup plan, you know, to let mm-hmm. these people know what's going on, so. yeah. That's the best you can do, really. It is. It is. Good old Frank. Bad, you, there, there's just no reasoning with bad guys. Yeah, I guess not. Uh, um. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh. So the prophecy is is has come true. Um. Oh, what does this tell us about the time difference? Um. I I uh, uh, don't want to dwell on this too much, but uh, if we can assume that uh, that um, the the timelines we see, well, I mean, I guess we can't. Well, I don't even know what we can assume here. Um, uh, I don't think it tells us anything about it. Okay. <laughs> to answer your question. All right. Because I don't I don't think we can really. I, I mean, I think you could sort of place things. I mean, if you assume, like, you know, when the body washed up on shore, if you if you put that in line with when when uh, Frank ran into uh, Sawyer and those guys, you know, before they left the helicopter, and then how long it took to, to get back to the freighter, uh, and then, you know, I, I think you could maybe come up with some sort of window, but I don't think you could pinpoint it exactly, you know, what it really tells us about the time difference. Could they could they potentially could it happen? Oh my god. I think I know what you're gonna ask and I'm scared. <laughs> so I think the answer might be yes. What do you think I'm gonna ask? No, I, I think you're gonna ask me if if they took Frank from the freighter to the island, would he see his own dead body? Uh, Is that what you're gonna ask? Because that scares me. Uh no, Franksy is. A, what do you mean, Franksy? I'm sorry, Ray. He's a if they if, if if they took Ray on the helicopter yeah. from the freighter when he's alive. Yeah, that is that is kind of the thing I had in mind. That isn't what I was gonna say, but that's probably a better um way to put it. What I was gonna say is, could Saeed show up and they radio the thing and talk to Saeed? Hmm. <laughs> Um, could could basically say you talk to himself. Yeah, yeah. 
I would have to say yes. I mean, I it seems too. like. But here's, 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 an, here's another question that'll 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 creep you out or freak you out probably. What if? I mean, and, and this goes. This, this I guess you have to decide what you think about fate and the universe and determinism to answer this question. But what if something happened when 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 Kimi, you know, wanted to uh, wanted to kill. Ray, you know, what if he didn't kill him in that moment? Then the doctor wouldn't have washed up on shore. So I guess it would have just changed that. Mm-hmm. What's weird is it seemed, you know, <sighs> that's just weird to me, though. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it, seem like it doesn't seem like they have that option. It seems like yeah, they shouldn't have that option. It, it, it's the illusion of options because we're we're seeing because it's a different timeline, but it's really. The doctor wouldn't have washed up on shore if Kimi didn't kill him then. So if he didn't kill him then, he, they wouldn't have washed up. But it just seems like, you know, if if for some reason he changed his mind in an instant, it just seems like maybe the doctor would have still washed up somehow. But yeah. Because he already did wash up. You know, that's that makes it seem like, well, well, the aftermath already happened. What happens if you don't, you know, go through with the cause, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Could you have the doctor's dead body and the doctor still alive? Like, like, like. What if, what if, you know? Okay, say, say, Saeed is the one who who answers the Morse code call, right? And 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 Dan tells Saeed, uh, the doctor just washed up dead. You know, make sure he doesn't die. Yeah. And Saeed's like, okay. And so when Kimi wants to kill, you know, Kimi basically Saeed stops Kimi from killing the doctor. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that not changing history? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it has to be. You know, but it would seem like if if that actually happened where he didn't kill the doctor, then then time would have to retcon itself and yeah. like. It, and the doctor <laughs> would. wouldn't show up. <laughs> because that's the thing. He's a, he, they're they're sort of time traveling in the sense that he's communicating. You know, he's communicating to the past. Yeah. Um. And and in you know in some theories, if you can communicate to the past, that means you can change the present or the future. Yeah. You know, if you tell you know. Mm-hmm. If you tell you know JFK not to go to Dallas, you yeah. know, uh, and he doesn't, then he shouldn't die, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. And I guess in some theories that means you just created a new timeline, mm-hmm. you know, a new a new alternate sort of reality, thing, a parallel universe. But yeah, I don't think they're going that far with it. I don't um, either. No paradox. No uh, paradox. Uh, and they, yeah, they did have Omar get the message, so he didn't really do anything about it. Yeah, he didn't do anything, but he could have. It was as good as nobody getting the message, Mm -hmm. ultimately, um, because, like, no one who mattered knew. Uh, I I just bet, you know, I wonder when, when Frank was sort of, you know, flowing about in the water and drowning and bleeding to death, did he think, I'm going to, I'm going to end up on shore. You know, uh, I wonder yeah. if he, you know, yeah. that would be strange for And you're talking to about say. the doctor, but you keep calling him Frank. And Why do I keep calling him Frank? I don't know. I um, think his name's Ray, right? His name is Ray, and I know that, but I, I look, I think about him, and I just see Frank. I don't Frank. know. That's, I, I mean, I, I, I know what I'm, who I'm talking about. I just think of, I think of the word Frank. Hmm, sorry, I mean I Ray. You're saying Frank's dead, and it's just. <laughs> And you're like, Frank's not dead? When did Frank die? <laughs> no. 
Every time Sorry. he throws me. Okay. Ray, Ray, Ray. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking, was that Ray's last, you know, mm-hmm. thought that, oh, my God, Omar said I, you know, I was already dead, yeah. like, you know, ugh. Yeah. It would be it would be a weird last thought to have. Mm-hmm. Like, knowing how you're going to end up. I don't think most people get that. No. Um, yeah, you know, time issues, it, it really makes me wish they hadn't done that, you know, really makes right. me wish that they could have just left that out of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it's, it just introduces all of these bizarre things that, uh, um, that, that can have like huge effects. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and I, and I really just hope, you know, even though it's, it is here, we can't help it. I just hope that it doesn't do too much. That it doesn't, it doesn't come to, you know, uh, preventing, you know, the people from getting on the plane or, or preventing oh. the plane from crashing or something like that, you know? Yeah. You know, I, and, you know, the flash forwards, too, I think, are cumbersome. You know, I would have been fine if the rest of the seasons just went on as normal. And when we got to those timelines, the, the future timelines, they were just the present for us. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. just normal stuff. You know, because, uh, you know, it just sucks to sort of know things and, oh, well, you're not going to die. And, oh, you're going to end up here. And, sure, you think you're going to do that, but no, you're not. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's just weird to watch a show knowing that with 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 you know taking away what characters are able to do and think and stuff you know yeah cuz you know what's going to happen and uh mm-hmm. that's weird and the whole thing with the time travel um i hope it doesn't affect i hope no like i said i hope no one's really time traveling and i hope when they say you know time traveling is happening they just mean you know like effective time travel with the barrier you know um not like real time travel where someone can pick what point in time they want to go to and go there and yeah and all that yeah yeah i agree i think i think i think the show will have gone too far if it gets to that point where people are just popping up all over the place and messing around with things and mm-hmm. you know and it just becomes like you know all the key plot points are explained by time travel like that you know you know the you know on heroes uh, there's a character named Hero, H-I-R-O, right. and he his powers he can he can you know bend space and time, which no means he can time travel. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just a coincidence. And um, uh, and it's it's always weird to me because he gets in situations that he can easily get out of just by going back in time. You know, before he got into that situation, and they don't really do that a lot. But it's like um, you know. The uh, you know they're trying to stop a bomb from blowing up the city you know in uh, in the first season and and even if that happens he can just go back in time and try again mm-hmm. and he yeah. and, and each time he tries again he's going to be able to know more about it and and st- you know have more information to stop it he can sort of do a daybreak kind of thing yeah exa- and that was the thing there was this one I think it was in season two when the the sort of main character I guess. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, and I forget his name. It's been too long. Uh, but the um. Anyway, he he and this other guy were basically trying to um. In season two, they're trying to stop this this uh, virus from killing everyone in the city. It's all about some mass thing that mm-hmm. kills people. Yeah. 
and they and, and oh Peter, that's what his name is, Peter Petrelli. So Peter realizes that that the day, like the day that it is in this episode, is the day that the virus is is released, not released, but like captured or whatever, and um, and by the bad guys or whatever. So he and this other guy, who he doesn't really know that well, but he thinks he knows, um, they go to to this like secret facility where the virus is held to to get it basically, and it always it, it was always weird to me that he didn't because I really feel like this character's sort of tragic flaw is that he's too stupid to use his powers because he's like the most powerful person on the show because he can absorb anyone else's powers as long as he's around them so he can do anything anyone else can do. Oh, oh dear, what's going on? we get cut off or oh no it's a drop call number two yeah it's gone on that long oh dear um well i will uh dutifully deliver you another um news story here uh let's see what do we have um uh i'm back oh all right well sorry guys yeah um Twice in one podcast. Uh, yeah, we're talking a while. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just trying to quickly say, um, I, I think his that you know Peter's sort of tragic flaw is that he's sort of too stupid to use his powers because you know he's the most powerful person in that universe because mm-hmm. he can absorb anyone else's powers. Yeah. And uh, That's a good and one. it it dawned on me that like why didn't he why didn't he think hey the day this virus gets released is the day me and this guy are gonna go get it. What if we're the ones who really, you know, we're the ones that are going to go liberate this virus from this closed facility where it's kept secret and safe? And he never thinks that he, you know, he might have anything to do with this. But anyway, Hero is there to sort of stop him, and Hero is trying to basically plead with him not to do this. And, and you know, Peter tries to, like, throw some lightning at him or whatever he tries to do, and Hero just kind of, like, you know, uh, freezes time. But, of course, Peter can unfreeze it and stuff like that. But, um but all Hero has to do is go back, you know, a day before or something and, and catch Peter off guard and stop him that way. And and uh, But anyway, that's the thing about time travel is if you can do it, you just you can always do it to sort of, uh, you know, get whatever you want to get done. Yeah. You know, so even if like, you know, if Widmore and these guys are, you know, Abaddon or whatever are time traveling and they, you know, they successfully move the island, you know, Locke and, and Ben or whatever successfully move the island. Well, then can't they just go back in time, you know, to when the island was where it was and try again, you know? Yeah. Um, it seems like they could go back and prevent the purge or something like mm-hmm. that. I mean, if they can really time travel. Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't think time travel is going on. There's just, I think... They would be they would be doing Abaddon would be doing I think other things than to come to talk to John Locke, you know, with his time traveling abilities if he, yeah. if he could time travel. I think he's he could do some other things that might be more pertinent to what uh, Widmore wants. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I mean they've already sort of established Albert as being someone who doesn't age, so so he doesn't need to time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Abaddon doesn't need it. I mean, you know, that wasn't that long ago. So yeah, Abaddon doesn't need the time travel to be. Well, there. Locke was. It was what three years or four years or something. Yeah, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. It was yeah. So it was around that time that he showed up. So that doesn't need time travel. Yeah, 
yeah, I mean, he's, you know, <laughs> at least in theory, could be, you know, anywhere that mm-hmm. that that one can get to, um, which is this is just a hospital. It's nowhere special. Uh, so yeah, so I don't, I don't. I don't think, yeah, if if anybody, I mean, even Ben, you know, any any of the characters really has this ability to just time travel anywhere. I mean, I think that'll just ruin everything. Yeah. Unless they just don't use it as much as they could, in which case then it's just annoying that they're not using it enough. Unless, like, you know, Ben used it, you know, when he goes to Tunisia, and that was sort of, you know, you know, it, it, they never really ever use it, and he sort of used it as a last ditch effort to sort of get away or something. And and and, but like it's sort of, you know, it, it's the the orchid or whatever is left in a situation where no one else can really use it. You know, rendering it effective, uh, mm. rendering it, you know, inoperable or whatever. I could buy that maybe, you know, because we've seen Ben show up in a weird place and all that, and and he asked anything about the date. But uh, besides that, I don't, you know, but that's the thing. He's got access to a time machine, presumably, if that's the case. I don't think Abaddon and those other guys do, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because if if they have a time machine, you know, they're obviously not on the island, and if they have a time machine, is that not enough for them? Yeah, yeah. If the island used to be Widmore's, he should be able to go back to when it was. And yeah, you know, I mean, just having a time machine alone is is pretty cool. Like, oh, that's yeah. not enough for you to have, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no. He's got to have the island too. Mm-hmm. A burnt crisp island. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see what torch the island means. Yeah, it means nothing because they won't do it. Yeah, well, <laughs> you don't think they're gonna like. Go the next two seasons with a totally like. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna burn patches of Hawaii. Yeah, I'm sure the Hawaiian government would love that. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. I am curious about what what exactly he means by that, but you know, whatever. Yeah. You ready for the next scene? I'm so ready. <laughs> It's back at the beach. Uh, oh, gosh. Juliet confronts Jack about being out of his tent. Uh, this is the first we've seen them, right? Yeah. In this episode. I forgot they were on the show. It's easy, too. They really didn't need to be. They don't do much uh, in this episode. Uh, Jack was hungry. Uh, Juliet's worried about Jack tearing his stitches. Doctors make the worst patients. Uh, they they hear the helicopter approaching. Everyone uh, in the camp uh, comes out to see the helicopter. The helicopter flies overhead, and uh, uh, a a bag is dropped from the uh, conference is scheduled to be broken down automatically in five minutes. To extend the time by sixty minutes, press star eight. Was that really an hour? It didn't seem like it. Yeah. Did you press it? Oh, did I? I did. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, uh, right. I need to to continue, right? That just, that totally breaks my flow. I wish they wouldn't do that. It's such a, I mean, if you're still talking, 
you know, let people still talk. What, yeah. You know, obviously we want to continue if we're still, you know, and when we end the talk cast, that's when we want it to be over. <laughs> I don't know why it yeah. wants to come in and ask questions like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so weird. And it's a, it's like they're trying to, you know, get you to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they don't want you to talk as long, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They'll never get it. Okay. So the helicopter flies overhead, and a, a bag is dropped from it onto the camp. It lands on a tent. Uh, they go over to the bag and pull uh, uh, and go go in, uh, go through it, and and they pull out the satellite phone that Frank hid earlier. Uh, they uh, look at the satellite phone and are apparently able to, uh, I guess, track the helicopter with the phone. Um, Jack concludes, I think they want us to follow them. <laughs> I I'm not sure that they do Jack, but uh, uh yeah, I, it's a, he's he's not exactly accurate, but uh he's got the right idea. He he yeah, he I think Frank Oh dear. Did we drop again? Yep, we did. All right, that's that's a lot of drops. Let me go back to uh, to the news here. Let's see. I'm sorry it takes so long to choose a story. Um, the stories aren't very good today, I have to say. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, da, da, da. Sorry. Ah. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, that was too soon. My phone just said no more. Yeah. Um, I was talking about Frank and oh, the helicopter. Yeah. Um, the phone. Yeah, I think um, I think the phone is basically you know the GP you know we've seen it before with Frank's phone and Kimmy's phone and you can look at the thing and see where the phones are basically. Yeah. So they'll be able to track Kimmy pretty much wherever Kimmy goes mm-hmm. or whoever's phone it is. I think it's Kimmy's phone probably. Yeah. Um. But uh, but I don't. But I think what's interesting about this is you know it's Jack. You know from what Jack says, oh they want us to follow him. It makes it seem like you know a good thing. You know they don't necessarily know that there's a, a, a you know helicopter full of bad people with guns mm-hmm. that they're going to be following. You know, true. If, it, it, you know if this sort of rescue, you know, seeming like it might be part of the rescue effort. You know, uh, they're like, hey, follow us here. But it's like, yeah, that's bad if you do. Yeah. You know, but I'm sure they'll be okay. <laughs> I'm sure at the very least that Jack and Son and Saeed and Hurley and Kate Kate and Aaron will Aaron. all get through fine. Yeah. Um, Jen might die. Um uh, you know. Claire might die. Mm-hmm. Claire might not run be dead. Um, we didn't talk. Oh, I was like, we didn't talk about that. We're not there yet. Okay. We're about to. It's the next scene. Is there? Uh, I I don't know. This is a short. There isn't much here. Is that, do you want? The only other thing I wanted to say is, you know, Jack pulls out some other stuff in that bag, and I don't know if any of that stuff is relevant. Uh, it probably isn't, but um, he pulled out some other stuff that uh, I, I, you know, we'll see if it matters, but probably doesn't at all. Yeah. But uh and I also thought it was weird how they just kinda like stood around while 
while the helicopter dropped a payload on them. I'd be hitting the decks, man. Yeah, the when, they, flew when they did that, I thought that, I thought it was going to blow up. I, thought, <laughs> I was like, run, what are you doing? Yeah, I, I mean, I knew it was his bag, but at the same time, I'm like, they don't know it's his bag. I Why are they just I, like... I forgot somehow, and I was like, when the helicopter came, I was like, they're all dead. They can't possibly live. Yeah, and I'm glad no one was in that tent that the bag landed on. Mm-hmm. I mean, they wouldn't have got that hurt, but, like, still, yeah. it collapsed the tent. It did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I wonder if that was, like, if that was someone's tent who's, like, not there, like Saeed or Desmond or something, mm-hmm. and that's why no one was in it or something. Yeah, could be. But uh, they all kind of came out of their tents anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just weird when that, you know, something flies overhead like that, man. Yeah. I'm I'm hitting the decks. It seems like it's become a tradition that towards the end of the season, they all kind of come out and, like... Look at something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just, I don't know, one of those things. Um, I guess it's just a time that big things happen, and so it usually involves everybody. Yeah. That's, uh... So anything yeah, wait for the next scene, please, okay. God. This is this is the last scene. So everyone, round of applause, please. Yes, we're we're here. Uh, if you've made it to this far, <laughs> what what? How long has it been? Uh, very long time. Seven thirty-six. Uh, oh my God! So we we beat the last one. We beat the last one. Uh, this Man, is now uh, the second Kevin longest Johnson. podcast ever for us. Oh. Uh, um. So, it should be a victory, but it feels like defeat. <laughs> so we go back to the cabin. Um, ben decides not to go to the cabin because his time is over, and it's Locke's time now. Hurley doesn't want to go in either, uh, uh, for reasons that he doesn't state. But uh, you know, he's too chicken. He's yeah, afraid. Um, ben wishes a lot good luck. Uh, thanks, Ben. Uh, Locke walks up to the cabin. He lights a lamp from the front of the cabin and walks in the cabin holding the lamp. And now I will proceed to read the entire scene. Oh my um, God! You're gonna read the whole thing? Yeah, it isn't that long, and I just I that's that's what I want to do. Um, here we go. Uh, Locke says, "Are you Jacob?" Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me. Let me go back a little bit here. He walks into the room. He's holding the lamp. There's a man sitting at the table. He sort of walks up. Then he says, are you Jacob? The man sitting at the table says, no, but I can speak on his behalf. Locke says, well, who are you? The man at the table says, I'm Christian. Locke says, you know why I'm here? Christian says, yeah, sure, do you? Locke says, I'm here because I was chosen to be. Christian says, that's absolutely right. Uh, at this point, there's a creak, uh, according to the transcript, a loud creak. Locke goes over to another part of the room, and he sees Claire uh, over there. Locke says, Claire? Claire says, hi, John. Locke says, what are you doing here? Claire says, don't worry, I'm fine. I'm with him. Locke says, where's the baby? Christian says, the baby's where he's supposed to be, and that's not here. It's probably best that you don't tell anyone that you saw her. 
Locke says, why? Why is she? And then he's cut off by Christian, who says, we don't have time for this. The people from the boat are already on their way back, and once they get here, all of these questions won't matter one bit. So why don't you ask the one question that does matter? Locke says, how do I save the island? And then the cow says, moo. And then the sheep says, bad. And then the horse says, nay. <laughs> that was very weird hearing that. Uh, all right, so there's that scene. There is that scene. Um, and it, it kind of flows in the next one, so I'll just go ahead and describe the next scene. Uh, right. Ben and Hurley are sitting outside the cabin waiting for Locke. Hurley unwraps a candy bar. Uh, after a bit, he breaks it in half, offers the other half to Ben. Ben takes it. They both sit there and eat. Uh, lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that was going to be lost. It was oh, man. Um, I thought it was going to be one of those weird things like the Charlie Claire scene at the end of season two where it's just like, really? That's the end? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Locke emerges from the cabin. Locke approaches uh, Ben and Hurley. Ben says, uh, did he tell you what you were supposed to do? Locke says he did. Ben says, well... Locke says, he wants us to move the island. <laughs> Lost. Yeah, well. Are. Finally. That was the last did you, bit. Did you think uh, Jacob's, or should I say Christian's answer was, a, uh, you know, a little lackluster? About what? M- moving the island. Oh. I don't know. I just thought it was like... I mean, obviously, the idea of moving an island is defeated in in of itself, but I don't know. I just felt like it's like, hey, there's these guys who are who are attacking my house. What should I do? Move your house. Like, it's such an easy answer, and, you know. In that respect, um, I just I was expecting something something bigger or something like um, some real solution to the problem instead of just, you know, sort of negating the problem, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty big, and I guess it shocked me, the idea that they could move the island, Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I would, I would expect Jacob to do better than that, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would expect, like, here's their weakness, and here's what you need to do, and here's, you know, some sort of big thing that'll really, you know, solve this problem, uh, because moving the island only, you know, this is going to make them want to find it again. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It just, it just felt really like that's it. Mm-hmm. Even though it's a big, it's a big idea. It just felt like what? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Uh, I don't know where. I've got a question. Okay. Yawn. <laughs> Sorry guys, it's it's been seven and a half hours. I can't pretend I'm not tired. <laughs> uh yeah. It's where I am is currently three thirty AM and yeah. as I've said um off podcast, once we hit that four o'clock hour, don't expect anything approaching interesting or coherent from me. Yeah, I think in another twenty <laughs> minutes we're both gonna be sleeping and snoring on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. That'll be that'll be a milestone for us. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, uh, my question is, where is Jacob and how come he's not talking to John here? Oh, that is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if, next question. If I compliment you on your question, do I not have to answer it? That's tantamount to answering, I think. I uh God, I don't know. I don't understand. It really seemed like 
you know, I think Jacob was there when Locke and Ben went there. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, Ben seemed to talk to him, and then he seemed to talk to Locke when he said, help me, you know. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I don't understand why Jacob isn't there. I guess, you know, I have the sense that, because um, they've talked about, like, they've had people ask, you know, they have that one shot of Jacob, that really um, quick shot of him. And mm-hmm. they had a lot of people ask, you know, there was speculation about who he was. You know, there were people who thought he was Locke, you know, um, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and others, not just Locke, but he was a very common uh, theory. Uh, um, well, not he was a theory, but the theory was that it was him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh God, I'm losing my train of thought. What am I, what am I talking about? You're talking about a nice warm bed and fluffy pillows <laughs> and eight I, hours of sleep. I knew that. Yeah, okay, good, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what you're talking about. No, you're saying you're saying you're talking about Jacob and that there was a theory. You know, people have oh, thought that he was certain right. others. Yeah. And I forgot I was even talking about Jacob. Okay, yeah. So so Jacob was there, and um, and a lot of people asked, you know, who was that? Who who? You mean who, in terms of the actor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who played Jacob? And they and they refused to answer, and. I've got the sense from the way they've dodged that question because I really think if it didn't really matter that much. Um, <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> Keep going, but I got something stupid to say. What I was gonna say is, if it didn't really matter that much, you know, I feel like they could just say this actor played him. But I feel yeah. like they're, I feel like they're going for something with Jacob. Holy crap, Justin. You're about to blow my world. What, wait, let me rephrase that. Oh, dear. I don't know what that means. But, uh... I don't know either. But we'll talk about that later. Um, no, um, I, was, I mean, you're going to blow my mind. Um, yeah, or rock your world. Rock my world, yeah. I, I Combine them, okay. That's how my brain works. Walt and Locke are the same, and... Are you are you finished with your statement? Because I, I need More to say or less, something. I got the idea out there. Because you know what this makes me think of, which which excites me to no end, uh, which I think is the coolest idea I probably ever had. Which I, I don't. Which other people have probably thought. I'm sure they have. What if Jacob is Locke? Like like Locke becomes Jacob. You know, and that would totally tie into that that Buddhist thing. Yeah. Okay. You know, what if the reason they don't want to tell us who the actor was because the actor was Terry O'Quinn, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And 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 that's why Jacob wasn't in the room. Well, Locke was in the room with Jacob in there that first time. Um, but uh, but what if, I mean, people have said that, you know, that was Locke, that was Locke. But I I never really thought about what that would mean if that was really Locke. Yeah. And, you, and know. you know, back then, we didn't know this stuff about Locke being the chosen. Yeah, person. that's the other thing, too. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, so my perspective on Locke is very different after this episode. I I wasn't convinced that he mattered all that much until this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that he thought he mattered. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it didn't, it just, you know, there wasn't really, I didn't think that solid evidence that the island cared that much more about him than, you know, other people who, who have had visions, who have been healed, you know, et cetera. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, basically what I was trying to say is that I feel like the fact that they were evasive about, about who it is, um, that makes me think that who it is would shock us, you know? Yeah. And, or, and or be, the, you know, a, a key thing. Yeah. Or they're going to use this actor for some other role later and they don't want us to know, oh, here's this guy who's Jacob, yeah. you know, kind of thing like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, yeah that's, that's that's interesting, but... I feel like the reveal of who Jacob is, you know, I feel like they're going to do something with that. And mm-hmm. and maybe that's the reason we don't see Jacob here. Yeah. Now, here's a question, though. Is I wonder if to Jacob is... To answer your question, woo! Oh. Wow, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I stumbled into an answer. Wait, what was my question? Your question, or your earlier question was, was why isn't Jacob there? Oh, why isn't Jacob there? Oh, yeah, 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 you did answer that. My new question is, well, not my new question, but I was wondering, maybe Jacob is there, and we just don't mm-hmm. see him, and Locke does. Because, if, if, you know, he was a visible last time we saw him. Yeah. Practically. Most of the and, time. Uh, yeah, most of the time. And as long as he didn't say anything to Locke, presumably he would just stay that way. You know, yeah. Locke wouldn't know he was there. So I'm wondering if Jacob was really there. Yeah, that's a good point, and he very well could be. Um, it, when Hurley saw the cabin, he saw he saw Christian sitting in there at the chair, which, you know, I always thought that was Jacob's chair, but apparently Christian enjoys sitting there. Christian um, can sit wherever he wants to. And I think <laughs> – is that right? I, I didn't know. I that. guess. Um, <laughs> a, I think that's what he would tell you. Yeah, okay. He probably would. Uh, uh, and then the, the, the eye sort of appears in the window to Hurley. We still don't know who that was. And, uh, and, uh, and was that I supposed think, to be Jacob? I think that was Jacob. I think that was Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. You did think that, and you apparently do. Uh, Not going to give up on the dream of Mikhail I don't want to yet. I, I don't want to see Jacob's eye like that. To me, that's weird. I don't know. It's just weird to me. To, you know, it's just weird that he would pop in the window like that. It just... For who Jacob should be, I just don't, I don't know. It's just weird that he's... you know, If he was sitting in the chair and Christian popped in the window, I'd buy that, but... Mm-hmm. Jacob popping the window is just weird to me. Mm-hmm. It is weird. It is weird. Um, the reason I thought that at the time was because of the shot of Jacob's eye in the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. They 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 do that. I mean, they don't have him pop in a window, but they they cut to a quick shot of his eye. Mm-hmm. Which looks like Locke's eye. Which looks like Locke's eye. Looks yeah. like Locke's eye. There was that whole thing about who the eye was. Yeah, maybe maybe the eye is somebody else, but uh, but that's mm-hmm. that's uh, that's my. Uh, <sighs> but the idea that Jacob is Locke is is compelling. I'd say um, it's weird. I mean, does it mean that? I mean, what does it mean to become Jacob? If you become Jacob, does that mean, you know, the stuff that Jacob did in the past was, you know. Like how does that work? You know, could who was Jacob before Locke becomes Jacob? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, answering a who question with a yes is uh, <laughs> always always interesting. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, that I would wonder about that. Like, if he's supposed to become Jacob, like, does that make him become Jacob for all time? Like, well, maybe Jacob is like the Dalai Lama. It's just sort of a mm-hmm. a position, you know? Yeah. Okay. And just different people occupy the position. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Yeah. You know what I was actually thinking? But then thinking? I feel like that should mean that the that the Jacob that Locke sees wouldn't look like Locke. You know, it, it would it would it would look like whoever the current Jacob is. Well, but yeah, but they all look the same. But they all look the same, and they all and possibly like Locke. I don't know, but you know, I was thinking. Um, there does seem to be this sort of like sort of hierarchy thing. Maybe maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if. You know, Christian says he he can speak for Jacob, but uh, you know, I was thinking it seemed to be you know Jacob and Ben were working together. Now it seems like you know Locke and Christian are going to be working together, and that's an interesting sort of pair up. Yeah. And uh, I wonder if that's you know basically if the leader of the others can change and does change or should change. I wonder if that's true for, like, Jacob's position, too. You know, is Christian really going to come in and sort of, like, you know, if Locke is going to be the new leader, is Christian going to be the guy that Locke talks to, basically? Or will Locke really deal with Jacob one-on-one at some point, like Ben did? hmm You know? Um, I would imagine, you know, one reason, you know, I asked, you know, why... why isn't Jacob there? Why doesn't Locke at least talk to him when he's there? Uh, maybe it's it would be too shocking for Locke at this point. You know, if Locke is Jacob, or they look alike, or if he's you know if he saw him and it looks like him, that would be you know fairly shocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that's one of the reasons why he doesn't see him. Yeah. Yet, you know. But then, of course, you might ask, well, if Ben can see Jacob. Doesn't Ben know that Jacob looks like Locke if they're yeah. the same or whatever? Um, to which I would answer, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then run in the other direction. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't really make Jacob being Locke make sense. All I can say is seven and a half hours into the podcast, it sounds really interesting. I don't think Jacob should already be Locke. I could see Locke. Well, not be Locke. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The other way around. Like, you know. I mean, I think you might even have to put time travel in this or some sort of, you know, something to make that work. But uh, but just in effect where Locke becomes Jacob or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that happening. And maybe, like, you know, being the being the chosen one of the island is a is a is like a a I don't know it's like a like a tenure track position <laughs> if I may yeah uh, where you have to kind of prove yourself to 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 graduate to the level of Jacob mm-hmm. you know and maybe Ben sort of didn't get tenure if you will and, yeah and, and just. Uh, Well, Ben had tenure. He just lost it, I think. I mean, he was in control for a while, right? Well, I I guess I'm I'm thinking of tenure as becoming Jacob. (laughs) Oh, I see. So not just being in charge, but actually, like, real. So, okay, real real high up there. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, the idea of, you know, being the leader and being the chosen one being, like, a, a... um, you know, a path on I the would, way to becoming Jacob. But yeah, but that's the thing. I would say that Ben couldn't have been Jake. Like he, he, he wouldn't. He would not have been able to have done that. Basically. Okay. 
you know, because I think if, if Locke is Jacob, you know, if they're sort of the same or the same spirit or the same whatever, whatever sense that they're the same, Ben, ben you know, Ben isn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he could have reached that level even if he tried. Okay. So I would say I would say no to that. I would say in terms of, you know, being sort of, you know, in charge and stuff, you know, he got to that point. But uh but to cross to the next level, I mean, uh um I'm interested to see if if Jacob is really gonna be a myst like a, a a crazy mystery, like someone we already know or have seen or something. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I I I feel like his identity will be significant in some way. Um and I guess, you know, the only way for that to really be true is if he's someone we already knew. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, I guess I kind of think that'll happen. And I mean, it's enough that they want Locke because he's special or chosen or whatever, but if uh but if it's more like Locke is Jacob and they're really sort of more intricately connected, then that would make, you know, Albert's interest in him, you know, greatly apparent. Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole Dalai Lama thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what else in this scene? Claire? Should we talk about Claire? Let's see. Yeah, sure. Let's what uh Um, she was chilling. She was chilling. Yeah. <laughs> so what's going on with Claire? Is she uh what why is she there? Like what's why? Why? Why why? Like you know is is Ghost Christian just like I wanna hang out with Claire for a while? I wanna hang out with my daughter, I never got to hang out with when I was alive. Yeah, but the baby can't be here. Yeah, babies are annoying when they cry. Well, you know, I agree, but <laughs> I think um and you know is, is Claire alive? Is Claire let's start with one question at a time. Okay. Is Claire alive? I would say let me let me flip a coin real quick. No. Um Um <laughs> uh, I, I wanna say she is alive. And and part of me thinks, you know, if she's hanging out in the cabin, she shouldn't be alive. Yeah. But part of me is like, well, when did she die? You know, I, we haven't seen her die, and 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 I don't think her coming with Christian means she she died somehow in that sort of agreement to go with him or something. Um, I I'm gonna think she's alive until we see her die. Now, if we hadn't like really seen her after her house got blown up, you know. You know, I would I would say, oh, maybe she kind of died in that thing. But we, you know, we saw her afterwards, and she didn't seem dead at all. You know. <laughs> no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Nothing you know what I mean. About the, the way she was uh, speaking or walking around, speaking and talking and breathing and eating and being alive didn't really give me the sense she was dead. Um, so that's the thing. I I just I don't. You know, the only way I think she could be dead in my eyes is if she died in that explosion, and for some yeah. reason she just kind of seemed alive since, and and Christian like you know came to get her because she is dead, you know, and, yeah. and he made her realize that or something, you know, and that's why she left the baby because she realized she was dead, and yes, yeah. I can touch the baby and I can pick him up, but like I'm dead and he needs to be with whomever or whatever that yeah. is, and that actually makes sense to me in terms of her motivation to leave the baby. 
Yeah. You know, I think that's a good reason to leave when you realize you're dead. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's time mm-hmm. to give some stuff up. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but of course that hurdle is to say that she has been dead since the explosion. Yeah. Which is, which, which is a stretch. Problematic. But I think you but, do have the miles line, um, and the miles interest in her. Hey, very good point. You do have the miles interest in her. You know, and it seemed like she was feeding the baby, like breastfeeding at one point. And it, if she's dead, you know, can she really breastfeed the baby? <laughs> oh, dear. No, I mean, I they think, didn't show I her doing was feeding, that. But. Wasn't she using a bottle? I don't think she was breastfeeding. I don't think she was using a bottle. I didn't see her have any baby, like, gear with her at all. Really? Not at all. I don't, I don't, I remember her carrying the baby in the blanket the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's why... Um, Sawyer was was specifically telling him not to look at her because I thought she was trying to feed the baby. Mm. You know, it's, I mean, she had him in that position and she was kind of fumbling in that area. Yeah. You know, but I I don't really know. Uh, but it would be uh, weird for a dead person to breastfeed a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, dead breast milk. He's not drinking. Oh wait, <laughs> I'm dead. Um, and like everyone, I mean, to everyone there. Well, I don't know what Miles thought, but um, you know, to all the other people around, she um, seemed regular, and normal. Yeah. Like the other apparitions, I gotta well, say, yeah. when people, I mean, the only reason people react strangely to the apparitions is because they know they're dead. Yeah. But uh, other than that, they look like regular people. Yeah. Um, that's true. So you know, and we we've seen Christian, you know, interact with the environment, you know, tangent, you know has tangible, tangible, is that the word? Yeah. Yeah. Tangible interactions with the island and uh, and, its, and its stuff. What I don't think we've seen is an apparition get so, like, you know, in, involved in, mm-hmm. the, you know, what the living people are doing. Yeah. You know, that's that's a new thing for apparitions. Um, and and if she's dead, then what was the, you know, then that theory that Charlie yeah, kind of came to her and tried to save her doesn't yeah. really make a lot of sense. That, that would be that would be weak if she just died anyway. You know, unless he came to sort of usher her to the whatever beyond and mm-hmm. and sort of got interrupted or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I kind of feel like she's dead. Um, she's she's behaving sort of oddly. The idea that she's just chilling in this cabin. Uh, uh, something changed, obviously. She was told or experienced something that uh, it sort of changed her outlook. I mean, she's really content where she is. Yeah. But is still aware of what's going on. I mean, she she didn't say like what baby, you know, like yeah, she, you know, she was aware of what was going on. So. Part of me thinks she's dead, but um, but we haven't seen her die. So, like I said, unless her death was the explosion, I, I think she's alive. Yeah. Okay. And then 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 I would wonder, you know, what's going what's what's going on with her? Why uh, why is she hanging out in the cabin? Why couldn't she just go back to the beach? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think. I think it has to do with whatever, you know, whatever reason Christian, you know, came to her in the first place. And it could just be, you know, you're not supposed to be there and you're supposed to stay here and, you know, and he just wants, you know, he doesn't want. But see, that's the thing. If I don't see Claire getting on a helicopter 
<laughs> you know, oh, Desmond said he saw that. I don't think Desmond can see it either. He's uh he's over on the freighter. Yeah, I mean, did he just say that just to let Charlie like die or whatever? Like, <sighs> I wonder if he just made that up. You well, know, because I don't know how it's gonna he happen. Saw, he saw Charlie, you know, get a get an arrow in the throat and die. And then that didn't mm-hmm. happen. So it could be that he saw it, and then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. I mean, he, he got close to the arrow in the throat, though. Well, yeah, that's It was true. definitely close. Yeah. And if she just hangs it in the cabin, I mean, how close is she going to be to getting on a helicopter? <laughs> yeah. And, and what changed? You know, what did he do or what happened to sort of change that? Because... Um, you know, he was actively trying to stop Charlie from dying, and no one's actively trying to stop Claire from getting on there, but... Yeah, you and know. the weird thing is, like, shutting down the the looking glass helped, uh, um, you know, helped aid, helped give Jack the ability to communicate with the freighter, mm-hmm. you know, initially. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, so, I don't know where I'm going with that, but it just, it just, you know, it it wasn't, it wasn't all that great that he did that. Yeah, I thought about that before, that, you know, that Charlie, yeah, Charlie, you know, risked his life and did all that, and but it was, but it's really what helped the freighter get to the island. Yeah. You know, yeah, I mean, and, some good uh, may come of it, but it hasn't been just an all-out great thing. Yeah. Much to his chagrin, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, the Desmond thing. I, I, God, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he was lying. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, Claire, I mean, if she's dead, she could just show up and pretend to get on or pretend something. Pretend to get on. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't even maybe. I know how Desmond's going to see it at this point. Like, he's just not even going to be around, seemingly, to see yeah. a helicopter. Well, didn't didn't you bring up something before about him seeing something where he wasn't there? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, there was uh, there was there was something that he saw that he wasn't there for. But I don't yeah, know. like Claire drowning or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be that, you know, say say they're getting on the helicopter and, and, you know, Kate's there and she's got the baby in her arms or something. And we, what if, like, an apparition Claire shows up and maybe no one can see her and she just kind of, you know, sort of gets on a little bit just to kiss the baby goodbye or something. Uh-huh. I don't know, you know. Yeah, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll it's see. It's a stretch. It's a stretch. It I is. I'm trying. It is, but yeah, you want you want them to make good on their on their previous promises. Yeah, and it and or just later say that they were lying. You know, yeah. I don't mind if he was lying. Just later say, oh, I lied to Charlie because I needed him to do this, and you know, blah blah blah. And yeah, I didn't see a helicopter. Yeah. But yeah, Claire. Um, I want to think she's dead. I just, I just haven't seen her die, so I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced. Um, 
I am interested to see what's going on though. And I, I wonder if it, here's my question. Is it just, does it have to do with more than the fact that they're, you know, father and daughter that they're hanging out? You know, is it, is it, you know, Christian just wants to hang out with his daughter. He never knew. Yeah. Or is it, there's more to the grand scheme of things that, that she's there, you mm-hmm. know? And I think it's weird. He identifies himself as Christian. Yeah. I I thought so too, especially, you know, compared to Yemi, mm-hmm. you know, his famous parting words. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was? Know, you speak to me as if I'm your brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, suggesting that he does not view himself as Yemi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, it was an odd line. It's a good line, but uh, but it but it it says something about about how that that Yemi apparition views himself, and and Christian doesn't seem to view himself that way. He seems to view himself as as Christian. Yeah, and it, and it seems like you know we had that thing about smoky apparitions versus mm-hmm. other apparitions and stuff and the idea um, that's like that's just weird like smoky can can become can you know appear as people and also we can have apparitions appear in other ways mm-hmm. and i don't know that's just yeah, it's weird. You know, and I thought they kind of connected Yemi with Christian by having his body disappear. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was, you know, they were tying us together, and the explanation for the two was the same. But uh, but that part of it seems different, the fact that, you, you know, the, the, the apparition Yemi doesn't seem to think he's Yemi. Yeah, I mean, maybe if Smokey eats the dead bodies, he can uh, show up as them. I don't know. You know, it also it also baffles me. It will continue to baffle me that you know Christian showed himself to Jack all that time in season one mm-hmm. and never cared again. And I just wonder yeah. if that meant anything. Like, was he trying to get you know Jack to repent or something? Like, what would have if Jack would have you know kept you know seeing him or something? What what did he want? You know what did he, I mean. To retcon it, you know, they have, you know, we know the sort of show really starts with Christian telling Vincent, you know, wake my son up. Mm-hmm. He's got work to do. Um, but, I mean, you know, he never told Jack that. You know, he was showing up to Jack a couple times, and he never really said anything or did anything. Or No. No, you know, and, and I, I would stopped. expect him to want to, like, talk to Jack some, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, he knew Jack better than he knew Claire, but he was definitely on pretty bad terms with Jack. Um, yeah. You know, when he died, and you know, I'd ex- I'd expect him to to want to at least you know kind of reconcile that. Um, <sighs> so I would expect him to appear to Jack more than he has. Um, I mean, he didn't really appear to Claire until this season either. Uh, so you mm-hmm. know. Uh, I don't know what he's up to. Uh, he's he's very he's very. I mean, he really hasn't until this season, and I guess until the Mobisode. I mean, I never really thought that the Christian apparition was you know such a big anything thing. more than a zombie. Yeah, I mean, I really thought he was just you know put him with everybody else. Jack saw yeah. other people saw people. He saw his dad. Whatever. 
You know, now it seems I, I, like Christian has some kind of privileged, like... Doesn't it seem like Henry Gale all over again? Um, like, somehow, like, all of a sudden, Christian is now, uh, you know, yeah. giving me special privilege for, for whatever new new reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, before, he didn't have those that kind of thing, and now yeah. they want him to, so he does. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. I, I, I should have said Henry Gale. I should have said, like, Michael Emerson thing, where, mm-hmm. you know... They like his character so much they want to keep him around and give yeah, him more to so do. Yeah, so they give him a big role on the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they just decided they wanted to make his character a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. Because um, now it seems like he's Jacob's, like, spokesperson. Yeah, and it's like, when did that happen? Yeah. You know, even as of when we saw Jacob the first mm-hmm. time, you know, like... Yeah. yeah, it seems like after that season is when they decided, hey, let's make Christian, like, Yeah, I mean, between, between Right Rabbit, when we saw Christian for the first time, well, I guess they saw him for the first time a little before that, but whatever, um, when, we, when we dealt with his apparition, uh, and uh, that Mobisode or the premiere of this season, I mean, he was not, not to be seen at all. Mm-hmm. And now we're to believe that he, you know, he's something. Jacob's right hand man. Yeah, it seems like we should have seen him sometime. You know, it seems like it would play better if he's going to play a big role if for him to have appeared sometime in there and do something. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, I don't know. I you might be right though. They might have just decided that you know maybe they needed a role like this and decided to get yeah. them. Yeah. Um, I also wonder, you know, well, not wonder, but, you know, how come, you know, it's the same thing I always ask, but, you know, yeah. Locke is in there with, like, Christian and, and Claire, and he doesn't ask any good questions. You know, what is Smokey? What's the Whispers? What are you? Why are you here? Who is yeah. Horus? You know, like, I... there's... You know, Locke, ask, just ask one extra question, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, go find out what you need to do to save the island and then ask one extra question, please, you know? Yeah, I, I agree. That's We, we deserve that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I, it always bugs me that, like, the only thing that matters, the only question that matters, the you know, um, uh, is always, like, <laughs> you know, not one of the big mysteries. Yeah, and it's always like, well, if they do this, then no question's going to matter. It's like, yeah, well, exactly. But what if they don't? Yeah. Like, can can you promise me I can come back here once this is all said and done and ask questions? You know, it's like that's the problem. Yeah, it's always it's always like it's almost like Saeed's thing. Like we'll just talk about this later. Mm-hmm. Like you know, no time, no time. Let's just let's just deal with the current situation. And they're just always in that it. It starts to feel like they're never... I mean, there's always something going on in the show. Like, they're yeah, never going to be in a position be. where they can just sit and chat about the mysteries. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, like, the, the way the show is going naturally, it seems like they would never reveal that stuff because they're always dealing with what's going on right now. Yeah. You know, and, like, maybe they need some a of scene like, in, but... They need one of those scenes, like, uh, and I think, was it... Was it Juliet's episode or Sun and Jin's episode this season when when Kate like explains what happens, you know, oh. to uh, to I think to Sun and Jin or something. She explains what happens, what happened with uh, the Tempest and all that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That must have been you the know? episode after the other woman. Yeah, yeah. I guess that was Gigi on. 
Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, we don't get scenes like that a lot, but, like, it would be great if we got one of those that had to do with Jacob, you know, mm-hmm. or, or Christian now. And yeah, it's The really weird, weird thing about that Kate scene is, like, you know, now that I look at it, I mean, I I didn't know that that was the right way to interpret that episode. Um, and even after she said it, I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only when when Dan didn't know what the power was, you know, uh, uh, last episode that like I realized, okay, well, I guess that wasn't a power station. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was a poison gas factory. <laughs> yeah, it was a poison gas factory. Like, okay, all right. Uh, and and it's weird that I I really feel like that we should have we should that should have been clear. In the episode, I think I think uh, Carlton would be flabbergasted that people didn't think it was clear. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's weird to me is when they they get like the really easy stuff, they 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 you know overdo, and then the little things like that 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 kind of matter, they just they just gloss over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like all they have to do is say, you know, blah blah blah, poison gas factory. What are you serious? Yeah, this factory was, you know, blah 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 for poison gas. Like, just, just clarify that she's serious. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. It's one extra line. Yeah. Oh, oh well. <laughs> I'm too tired to really care. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'll, I'll surely be angry about it in the morning. Mhm. Uh, Anything else in this scene? What else? Let me see. I'm sure, there's something. Uh, blah blah blah. Yeah, that, yeah, you're right. All those questions won't matter one bit. <sighs> Black tried to ask about Claire. Um, and the baby. Yeah, it's weird that um, that you know, Christian tells Locke. You know, it's better if you don't tell anyone she's here. But when you know, when when Sawyer gets back with the baby, they're gonna ask where Claire is, and yeah. you know, I mean, it might not be a a better answer to say she's in this mystical cabin, but that's at least some answer than to say I don't. We don't know where she is mm-hmm. because that would just incite people to go look for her. I mean, if Charlie was around, he'd certainly head out to go look for her. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I'm actually curious to see how they. Because they're not going to send people out looking for her, I don't think. Um, and I wonder what they're going to do to say. Because they're going to—they they should have someone want to go look for her, like Jack maybe. But obviously, they have other things to be doing. So I wonder what they'll excuse they'll use to sort of not have anyone go look for her. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, yeah. And oh, you know what they'll probably do is say, well. The last place we saw Claire was on the way to like where the where the helicopter is. So we'll just you know kind of oh. look for her and you know that kind of thing. Two oh, birds with one stone. Go. Yeah, yeah, they can do that. That's what I would do. I mean, they really have no basis for where to look anyway. Well, they would just have to you know they'd have to start where they last saw her and then yeah. use their tracking skills to try to like look around. But that's the thing; <laughs> they really have. You're right. They 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 really shouldn't be able to find her. Um, because she's in a cabin yeah. <laughs> somewhere else. And uh, so it's, it's even, and, you know, it's pointless for them, 
for them to try to look, but I think they should at least want to look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so, should. They should. We'll see. Yeah, it'll be it'll be weird. We're gonna have Sawyer showing up, another one of those arrivals back to camp, and oh, Claire's gone. I have the baby. What do you mean she's gone? Yeah. I bet you fifty dollars somebody says that. Yeah. She just disappeared. <sighs> Sawyer yeah. gives some 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 quippy remark about Miles, saying mm-hmm. that Miles is the one who said she ran off into the jungle, and then Jack will get in his face and be like, <laughs> you know, tell me where she is. I feel like I'm watching the finale already. <laughs> <laughs> and then Juliet's like, now, now, Jack, let's just think, let's be calm about this, okay? Don't bust, you don't want to bust your stitches. <laughs> oh, um, God. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then Son is like, if she's out there alone, we've got to find her. Oh. <laughs> and Jen is like, you're not going anywhere without me, Son. i got to think about you and the babies. <laughs> Why is this oh, show like... about everybody there. I know, I know. <laughs> and Rose and Bernard's like, hey, Rose, you think we should do something? And, Bern- and Ro- uh, Bernard- Rose is like, now, now, Bernard, you're just a dentist. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so these characters, man. We, you know, we've all been watching this show for too long, and um, yeah, it's just really easy to guess what they're gonna do. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Those scenes just write themselves. They really do. <laughs> Uh, well, I can't wait. Everybody who hears this can uh, <laughs> see how that scene plays out and compare. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte's going to be anxious to go track down, you know, the sat phone. Yeah. And Dan's going to be, you know, oh, what should we do? Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. <sighs> so, let's see here. Let me make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, I'm trying to look at my notes. One last look-see before we... Oh, we already hit hour eight. Oh, my God. Of course we did. (laughs) Hour eight? What are we doing? I don't know. We're almost done. Oh, Uh, man. So, let's see. I can't imagine. Um, Yeah. Oh, that was my little question, is what if Christian took over for Jacob for real? Like, you know, he kind of says, you know, I can speak for him, but I, you know, uh, I wonder if, if you know, I mean, I think we'll see Jacob again, but I just, part of me wonders if Christian really took over. Oh, that he's just, he's just usurped uh, the Jacob mm-hmm. position? Mm-hmm. And, like, the entity that formerly known as Jacob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, what uh what would happen to him in that case? Is he just uh he's free to go to heaven. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yay. Duh. <laughs> Sorry, silly me. Buddhist Buddhist heaven though. Mhm. Oh, okay. Well, let's yeah. I'll go there. So, Sounds good. Yeah, that'll work. Um Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I do wonder about Christian. Like, why Christian? There's other mm-hmm. dead people. There's like, tons of other dead people. Uh, yeah. I, when that Nikki Apollo? Yeah, it could. It really could be Nikki Apollo. <laughs> Can you imagine walking to the cabin and seeing Nikki <laughs> Apollo hanging out? Oh, man. oh my god. That would be fucking crazy. That'd be crazy. They're like arguing because they killed each other. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the diamonds where? <laughs> uh, they'd probably be yeah. They'd probably be mad they got buried alive too. Oh, they'd be pissed. It's <sighs> a bad way to go. Yeah, they would have some bad memories of their death. I forgot about that. I forgot they were buried alive. Yeah, it's easy. I really thought that was. I thought that was too harsh. It was really harsh. Uh, I mean, even if the fans hated them, I, I think you still have to. I think. I think. Uh, you know, as creators, they they should respect their characters. I mean, they can do whatever they want, obviously, but, but, but I feel like it's only that harsh because fans didn't like them. And to me, that's not a. I don't know. I don't know. Every character has their value, whether they're good or not. You know, bad or you know a positive character, negative character. And it's just, it's, that was just so hard and unnecessarily. So, you know, they didn't have to die that way. Yeah. You know, they could have, you know, the spider bite could have just killed them and not just, you know, whatever, you mm-hmm. know, or after a certain time of being paralyzed without antivintum, you die or something. But yeah, that was really harsh. It was really harsh. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't really fit in the show mm-hmm. in the tone that they go for. Yeah. I it think- just seemed like, as a as a self contained Tales from the Crypt type episode, it works. I think it exactly. Good. If it was Tales from the Crypt, it'd be like, yeah, this is what they deserve. Yeah. But uh, Lost, it's just that's too much. Yeah, it doesn't work on Lost. It really, it really just stands out like really prominently mm-hmm. in the middle of that season because it just doesn't match it. And it, I mean, even the story, of the episode, just like. Very, you know, changes the tone of the show a lot. Yeah, especially when a lot, you know, so many people who die, you know, I mean, Echo got to sort of at least attempt to repent. You know, he yeah. got the choice, and Echo you know, got Charlie. A real death. Yeah, Charlie, you know, had a heroic death. You yeah. know, and and there's there's other deaths that have been a little bit better, a lot better than that. And yeah, so it's, it's weird to just be like, okay, well, here's being buried alive. Their death really in the end just it just yeah it had nothing to do with the plot. They didn't really get to contribute anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was just their little world. But yeah, and especially since like you know they knew about the the pearl station, like you know yeah. and he went back and got the diamonds and stuff and all that, and you know they had a little bit of information. And what was that thing with the wall? Remember the walkie-talkie? Yeah. Uh... Does that yeah. ever come anything? The the walkie-talkie, um, initially they thought they were working for the others, but it turned out that uh, that Paolo got the walkie-talkie with, uh, when he, 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 he was in the Pearl Station hiding the diamond. And, yeah, and Ben and Juliet left it. Yeah, Ben and Juliet left it. But that never came to anything, though. No, it never came to anything. I really it wasn't like, because I, I think I remember thinking maybe they'll overhear something. Yeah, I'm sure they would use the walk. I don't even think they brought up the walkie-talkie again. No, I don't think they did. Because when it when it came to the finale, uh, they just used Ben's walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. You know, he was there. Like they they made a whole thing with it. Like Jack took it away from Ben, and then Ben asked for it back, and then he talked to his people, and you know, 
There's never. Oh, that's, when, that's that short period of time where Jack was was cool. Yeah. When he beat up Ben and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the good old days. Yeah, Jack was different back then. His his journey this season has been a uh, has been a very uh, uneventful one, I think. Yeah, well, he had his time in the spotlight compared to last season. Last yeah, last season, season was oh man. Yeah, he got to he got to go through a lot. So uh, yeah. <sighs> Even if there is more to talk about, I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I think I agree. Um uh I there's something we're supposed to bring up at the end. Um we were going to mention that uh we were we were mentioned on another podcast. Um the um, and you found the name of the podcast, and now I forget what it's called. Oh yeah, I think it's the Lost Mythos. The Lost Mythos, that's right. Um, I think they're a new podcast. They didn't have that many. Uh, their blog was pretty n- new looking, but yeah, uh, it was the one where they interviewed the transmission. Uh, uh, Ryan and Jen from Ryan the transmission. From the transmission, the newly started up. Again, transmission. Yeah, the renewed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after an transmission night. too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. He he brought us up, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I wanted to acknowledge that. I guess. Yeah. Um. I believe if you check the. Uh, I mean, if anyone's interested, if you check the current. Yeah post on the Lost Lowdown, the one for this podcast, uh you will see a little link to that podcast and, and where where we're mentioned and uh of course take the time to listen to the whole thing if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh they didn't really say anything except uh our podcasts are really long and we don't bat an eye at uh you know when we reach a really long period of time and I gotta tell you, this is this is eight hours and twenty eight minutes and uh, we will mention it. <laughs> it's time to bat eyes. It's time to our eyes are batting because we're tired. At least if that's the only reason we're batting yeah, our eyes. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is uh, for one one hour episode. This is a lot. This is you know I really would not have predicted this. Me either. Um, I thought it was going to be longish, but. Uh, I yeah. thought you know I think we had a couple fairly long tangents. But even even I don't think we had a lot of tangents, but we had one or two really long ones. Yeah. But even even with those, this was longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. For one stretch, this is mm-hmm. I think this is the longest single stretch we did because even the thirteen hours, like, shh, don't tell anybody. We recorded <laughs> it in segments. So, yeah, yeah. I don't think we did an eight-hour stretch in there. I think it was like you know five hours and then like another five hours and something like that. You know, it well, that's only out. ten hours. Well, and then three. I mean, whatever. Add it up yourself. Figure out. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember, but it was it was definitely segments, and none of them were this long. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is a record for a continuous podcast, and it's pushing the limit. I don't think we could do much more than this at once. Yeah, no, it's We've yeah, like especially with the time difference. Day. Like you could you could go to work and turn it on and work eight hours. <laughs> oh my god. 
Let's not let's not put it into the perspective of like what you could do in this <laughs> eight hours. You could uh, go to sleep and wake up, and uh, yeah, you could. Uh, let's see, you could spend an hour a day for eight days. Um, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You can start when you get your morning coffee mm-hmm. at work, and then. Uh, and then by the time five o'clock comes, you're you're done with your last lowdown. It'll be over. Wow. And you can go home a whole day. God, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. That makes us crazy. It does. And that makes anyone who listens crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's you're all guilty. Crazy trickles down, people. You know, no one wants to believe that, but crazy trickles down. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It can't just be us. Mm-mm. Nope. Oh, man. Um, so, everyone oh, knows I, the forum. I, 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 yeah. Oh, I meant to say that at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that should have been at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, time travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, we should have mentioned the forum and the site. Yeah. net and thelostlowdown.com. Did we uh, even say the... The URL, like, at the beginning, I really intended to. When we talked about the post, yeah. the, the poll and all that? Probably not. Say it. You know what? This is 2008. <laughs> if you're listening to our podcast and you don't know how to find our website, then maybe you don't need to find it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, maybe I just get snippy when, I don't, when I'm tired, but, uh, you know, I think I, I – think, you know, if you really want to find it and you're already listening, I think you can find it. Yeah, I if, think it's if they know the name of the podcast, which we yeah, at the very least, Google it and easily find us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you didn't think of that before, now we just told you, so yeah. you can go do it. If you were wondering how you would ever find the website, <laughs> well, maybe if I keep listening, they'll uh, tell me the name of their site. <laughs> <sighs> but uh, but yes, please. Uh, uh, I I uh, I do still invite you to uh, post on the forum that you can mm-hmm. get to uh, from there, or the comments if you like that better. Slightly less overhead for the comments, whatever your preference yes. is. because um, I like uh, reading that stuff. Uh, it's fun. And uh, very very fun. And I think other people do too. Don't just do it for me. Um, but uh, I'm just speaking for myself here. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're in the 4 o'clock hour, guys, so don't expect much out of me. <laughs> that was the thing I was going to say. It's hard to record a lot with the three-hour time difference because I'm on the West Coast and you're on the East Coast, or you're in Eastern time zone at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, and that puts a little difference in it too. It does. We don't usually go this long, so we don't usually go this late, and so I don't usually yeah. get this out of it yeah but uh uh let's see all right i think it's over yeah i think it let's it, kill this it chicken to be yeah <laughs> indeed <laughs> this eight hour chicken <laughs> you know i dude if we went 30 more minutes we could just get to nine hours well yeah what are we gonna do for 30 <laughs> minutes no I'm kidding i don't want to do anything <laughs> For 30 minutes, but sleep. I mean, where are they going to move the island to? I know. Well, let's think about it. Let's come up each with 50 places they can move the island to. Go. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know. 
Uh, Fiji, go. Okay, good. Um, how are they gonna move an island to Fiji? <laughs> <laughs> like, Tahiti, go. <laughs> okay. See, that's not gonna work. What do you mean? They're gonna switch places with that island, or Amsterdam? Go. Or, okay, this is just now. Now it's, now it's getting crazy. Now we're just playing a geography game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just saying go. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't um, know what to do with that. Um, how about this? Thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. This was a long one. If 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 you managed to listen to the whole thing, uh, you've you've you're a part of history now. Uh, not history. A lot of people would uh, you know respect a lot, but um, we respect it and thank you very much for it. And uh, as I ramble, I will thank you and namaste. Ditto. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thank I you. Thanks and I, namaste. Ditto to your previous statement. <clears throat> okay. Thanks right. and namaste. Namaste. Good luck. Ugh.